That's the Beach Boys from 1964. Don't worry, baby. This is actually not intended to be a hit. It was just a B-side track to uh, another song. I'm trying to remember which one it was. Uh, yeah, I Get Around. And so it's supposed to be just a B-side to I Get Around. And it ended up being uh, a lot more than just a B-side. It made number 11. or Sorry, number 24. I'm all screwed up tonight. <laughs> number 24 on Billboard's Hot Top 100 at the time. Anyway, welcome to Poker Fraud Alert Radio, the Druff and Friends show. I am Todd Dandruff with Tellus, and uh, we're back after a 22-day hiatus. So if you missed the show, I apologize, but you just can't be here every single week. Once in a while, I have to miss it. I did have to miss, miss two weeks in a row, and our co-host, Brandon Drexel Gerson, actually had to miss yesterday. So rather than just go on yesterday without him, I said, hey, we'll delay the show one more day. 21 days, 22 days, it's all the same thing. So we'll see if we can reach him here. In the chat room, by the way, tell me if you hear a hum in the background. Some of you may remember the fail I had last week with my computer's power, where it kept losing power during the show. And uh, and I dug out an old charger, and I promised you within these three weeks I was going to replace the computer. Well, of course, three weeks later, I'm using the same computer and the same charger. <laughs> I know you're not surprised at all. So uh, the charger actually works, and that's why I wasn't in a hurry to replace it since then. But I forgot that it creates some interference, at least from what I hear of the radio show. But if you don't hear the hum, then I will put up with the hum. Then it won't bother me one bit. That's what the chat room has to say. Yeah, they're saying yes, humming. Damn it. Let's see if there's a way I can get around this. Oh, I think I see a way. Ah. No. I should have tested this. I forgot about the hum. Like, you're away three weeks, you forget about it. You forget about the problem. And if I pull the power, then it doesn't happen anymore. But I can't pull the power, <laughs> or uh, we won't have a computer at all. I really should have replaced this. This is uh, this is pretty embarrassing if you're listening for the first time, but this is what happens with a live radio program. Because uh, you have all the fail. And uh, this is a six-year-old computer for anyone who's wondering. I got it in October of 2009. It's not quite six years old, but it's getting close, and I've used it almost every day. It's actually older than my son, Benjamin, who was born in 2010. That's what's pretty sad here. See, if I pull this cord, you don't hear it anymore. But then if I pull this cord, the computer doesn't charge, so we don't want that either. Someone in the chat asking, is he still on that busted-ass computer? Yes, I am. Uh, Have I upgraded to Windows 10? Someone's asking, no, I have not. I'm afraid to with this computer. (laughs) I'm afraid the thing's going to blow up if I try that. So, uh, Grenada Rogers saying, Todd, remember last show, All That Dead Air? I hope you have a supply of quarters to deposit for an extra three minutes of time. JSAT saying, what happened to the new computer? $5 asking, are you poor? So this is what I get for not replacing the computer. Uh, Well, the reason I didn't replace the computer is I was gone for two weeks. I was gone in uh, various secret locations. I took a trip for 14 days. So... 
before the trip I was preparing for it, after I was kind of get everything settled again since I got back. You know, if you've ever been on vacation for two weeks, you know, it uh, requires a lot once you get back to get everything back to normal. And uh, just getting a new computer hasn't been something that was a priority. I'm like, oh, I don't need this. Look, I've got uh, a working power cord again, and I forgot that this is the one issue. (laughs) The reason this is bothering me so much is that I'm a big... I'm big on the sound quality of the show. I know I wouldn't want to listen to a computer with a hum in the background. I wouldn't want to listen to a show with a hum in the background, that is. So I don't want you to listen to a show with a hum in the background. Brandon, can you hear a hum in the background? I can't hear you, so I guess I'm doing better than you are. I can't. I cannot hear Brandon at all. He just, can you hear me now? Oh, there you are. I can. I can hear you very loud and clear. I hear an awful hum. What is that? And you're very, very low on this end here. I even have a headset. That's what the delay was. All right, all right. Jeez. I, I totally forgot about... See, watch this. It's gone. See? No hum, right? No, it's gone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, What's up, buddy? It's been a while. How you doing? Yeah, it's been a while. And, uh, How's that hiatus? Well, I was mentioning that I, I forgot to replace the computer because... The, the the replacement the replacement power cord I found actually powers the computer very well, and the only thing I didn't realize during these three weeks is the fact that uh, it makes a hum in the background when I'm on the radio. And there's the hum now again. That's a different hum. I hear it though. It's humming. Well, that's a different. I pulled the power cord right now. I can hear it. That's some, I think that's on your end. Believe it or not. Someone's saying that you are a bit loud. Yeah, I think it's on your end. I'm going to turn you down. I mean, I'm using a Sony Vio. I have a new Logitech headset that I ordered. Okay, I think, yeah, see, people are complaining about the volume. See, I I turned you down, so I think maybe we will be about equal at this point. That's another thing I hate. Like, I hate when I go back and listen to the show and we're not at equal volume because I know it drives people crazy. Like, they turn it up to hear one of us talking and turn it down to hear the other. It's just, right. I want it to be easy. I want it to be easy. You just sit back and listen to the show, and there's no hum. There's no volume problems. It's just easy. Like, that's what I want. And that's, that's why it gets me frustrated when I, I cannot make that happen. Other shows, they don't care. They just, they just go forward, and, and uh, if the sound quality sucks, they think, the listener has to deal with it. I, I know I hate listening to radio shows with that type of thing going on, so I'm not going to let it happen on my show, but then I can't, I can't power the computer without this. What was the opening song? Did you play what I suggested or no? No, no. It was, it was too hard. See, see this is... Does this is scare the, white people? Yeah, see, this is, the the divide, this is the divide on this show. I, I played a 1964 <laughs> Beach Boys song to open the show, and Brandon wanted me to put on N.W.A., a, uh, I mean, they're blowing up at the box office. No, I know, bro. I know they are. And it, I mean, it, it just it, it reminded me a little bit too much of the other show we all used to do together. So yeah, but it's not about that. It's I know, just, but it was kind of like forced on me back then. So now I'm like rebelling against I never, it. Never ever ever request a song. No, I know, I know. And the, no, I, I was actually going to do it until I saw it was six minutes. I'm like, oh, I can't do six minutes. And then you're like, well, skip a minute in. I'm like, I'm fucking curling thing for thirty five minutes or an hour, however. <laughs> I mean, we've yeah, okay. So, I mean, I never, but I never force the hand. I never say play this or I mean, just you know, it's a suggestion. Yeah, now I mean, people are saying you're too low now, so I'm going to turn you up. We're going to get this right one of these. We should do this before the show, but we don't. So be, uh, some wars back in the day over what song would be played. 
Can you believe that? that? There was really fighting about that. Jesus Christ. Well, I, I never had any input. I, I just had the song forced on me. In fact, Are you I... planning on seeing Straight Out of Compton, Druff? Because over 20 million Americans have so far. I, I might. I'm not dying to see it, but I might see it at some point. I, 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 have, I have like a moderate interest in it. Okay. I mean, I how many, that, did you listen to NWA back in the 80s? A little I, bit? I, not much. Like a little bit. Like, you know, since I was around during that time. I, I'm aware of all the stories and everything, and uh, and all the music. So it's it, like if I were 20 years younger, I wouldn't care about it at all. But because I, that's in my generation, I, I probably want to see it at some point. But it's not for some reason. I, I don't feel like I have to run out and hear it. By the way, do you have a hum, do you hear a hum right now or no? I do. Now, other, I, I mean, I hate talking. We're, what is it? Ten minutes in the show. The chat is saying I don't sound great. So this is what I got. I have a Sony Vio. And I have a new headset. Okay, I've, if I do not sound great here, I can go grab my MacBook Pro and I could just do it through the speaker because there's nothing I can. Really I mean, you sound okay my... to me. It's, uh, yeah. uh, people are saying you sound. Well, some, some, yeah, I see. Uh, Calwatt says Drexel sounds like he's on a on the 1970s Mount Charleston rotary phone. That's actually kind of a compliment because those phones they, they had good sound quality. That wasn't the problem with them. You couldn't dial very well and. Uh, they were heavy and they were big and the and you couldn't move around with them, but the sound quality was good. So maybe maybe he's complimenting you. Hmm. Okay. Well, yeah, I have not seen the movie yet. I, I'm going to see it probably tomorrow, if not the next night. Uh, I was an NWA fan, and uh, the movie looks interesting. I'm a, I'm a big uh, Paul Giamatti fan, who's in the movie. He plays the producer, and I think I've asked this before. You know, you know Paul Giamatti, obviously, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, you know his father was right. No, who's his father? Father was oh, oh, uh, the former commissioner of yeah, yeah, Major League yeah, 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 I do that. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Bart he is yeah. the man that is responsible for banning Pete Rose. And about 48 hours after he banned Pete Rose, I think it was maybe 86, 87, whatever year it was, he had a massive heart attack and died. Yeah, I know about that. I know right about after Bart the banning, and he was replaced by who? By uh, uh, Mr. Favins. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. And speaking of baseball, I guess uh, your Dodgers made a little move today, huh? Supposedly, it's not confirmed yet. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that's real. I mean, I guess maybe veteran leadership, but guy was hitting what, like two fifteen? No, it's it's useless. Yeah, I don't I don't really understand. I mean, I have to imagine. So they they paid two million of his salary, and they gave up two minor leaguers who they didn't even mention. So I got to imagine the minor leaguers probably weren't. Uh, yeah, there's probably fail minor leaguers. That's, yeah. I, I think it was just like a salary dump for the Phillies. They don't get much for it. Yeah. And, but still, yeah. I mean, that's not what the Dodgers need right now. So yeah. it's it's really not going to do very much. No, not at all. We're talking about Chase Utley, by the way, in case you guys are wondering. All right, so uh, by the way, today, buddy, this this is a a good time to announce that we are changing the format a bit on this show. Yeah, I've seen that. I wasn't even. I mean, you know. Yeah, I just changed it. I didn't. I didn't consult with anybody, but I just did it. Unilaterally did it. But in uh, my defense, Brandon, uh, you had somewhat suggested this, so I knew you wouldn't object. Of course not. And uh, the ch- format change, see, we have listeners with various goals as far as uh, what they want to hear on the show. And some of them, or should I say preferences, not really goals, but they some prefer to hear the poker content, and some prefer to hear the general banter that I do with Brandon and Brandon does with me. We kind of have... Both groups of people, and then there's a third group of people that are just like everything. 
They like the poker stuff and like the general banter. But uh, we always find that we end up talking about a whole lot of general topics like we just did at the beginning with NWA and the Dodgers getting Chase Utley. So rather than just having that stuff fall into the show, I I might as well list some general topics we're going to talk about and talk about general topics too. It it shouldn't just have to be a poker show. Like I I got into the belief almost like that someone was – like I had a boss that was telling me that I only had to talk about poker. There's only a poker show. I can't, I can't deviate from poker in the agenda because then uh, I'll get in trouble. Like I, I almost had that feeling when I was setting it up. Like I, I just can't do it. Like it'll be blasphemy to the show. Right. See, this is what I wanted to do years ago with the one kid that stole from the kids. <laughs> just kind of expand it, you know, a little bit. Not just. I mean, how much poker can we talk about? Yeah. So, you know? so I said, you know, we're so doing it anyway. We might as well make it an official part of the show. So the new format is that. This is going to be a poker and current events show, and when I say current events, yes. I just mean anything we feel like talking about that's going on. Like, for instance, tonight, uh, the Subway. Yeah. Sick fuck from Subway, yeah. pled guilty, and yeah, fuck. Well, you know, I have a new girlfriend. I'll talk about that later. I know you know a little bit about it. I've told you. She told me. She didn't even know about it. I mean, she, I guess she's not watching the news much, but I was talking to her about it, and I was showing her, and I did, because I was reading the article, and it just... You know, we'll get to this later. I'm not going to give my feelings now. I mean, obviously, you know what my feelings are, but it's, it's fucking unbelievable. But her first words to me were, were, you know, when she saw this, this photo and I told her about it, she's like, you know what? I always kind of thought that guy was shady. Like, he looked like a sick fuck. I'm like, really? I never even picked up on yeah, that. Yeah, I did. You know, is that on your end, too? I think that's, I think this one's on my end because I saw the, the radio was having like, a moment of trouble yeah. broadcasting. It looks like we're back in, in uh, good shape. So anyhow, she literally, you know, now she's like, I always thought that guy was a sick fuck. And I look at her, I'm like, you know what, maybe that's why, you know, I've made mistakes in my life because I, I never saw it. And that's maybe, you know, people are just, I'm too naive. I don't know. But I never read him for that. Like, that's some fucked up shit. I mean, I never, ever, you know, looked at him and thought, I don't know. But anyhow, so you're talking about Kurt Emanuel. It's like, that's a perfect example. I mean, that shit's in the news and everyone's talking about it. And it's, 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 wow. Yeah. So it was definitely a topic that we're going to cover tonight, and I listed on the official agenda. And yeah, that's the type of thing we will talk about on this show in the future uh, when these interesting stories come out in the news or just anything we find of interest that we want to discuss. Uh, so that's, that's basically the new format. Uh, we're still going to do poker stuff too. Uh, now, before we even get to the poker stuff, We'll have you talk about some things going on with you. You can talk about the new girlfriend, and you can talk about the unfortunate situation that you had to deal with yesterday yeah. uh, that prevented you from being on this show, where you basically said, I can't do it tonight because of what just happened, which I understand, given what occurred, uh, but I can make it tomorrow if you want to delay it one day. So I did. So you can tell everyone tonight what happened and uh, give them the description. There's a video. Have you seen it uh, Brandon, of uh, the Sheldon Adelson hypocrisy video? I have, I saw the post for it. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I hadn't, didn't click on it. Well, you're not missing it. much. Okay. Everyone's all excited. It's like whenever you have someone who's perceived as an enemy, uh, anything that's bad about them, the enemies, you know, people who see them as an enemy go, oh, man, he got him good. Oh, wow, he got burned there. Like they want, they want it to believe it's something that really burns the person they don't like. And this happens in politics, too. Like, you, if you're on one side of the political spectrum, you enjoy seeing anything bad about people on the other side. And, and you, anything that even isn't that funny, you find a way to make funny because you just don't like the person it's about. 
So I think that's what's happening with Adelson here. I don't think the video was very good. I think it was flawed in certain ways, and I think it was stupid in certain ways. Uh, so I'm going to talk about that and play a few bits of this video. So, Brandon, you can hear it for the first time, and uh, we'll talk about that. Isaac Haxton, do you know him very well, Brandon? I know him. I mean, he doesn't know me. I, I don't run around in the same circles as him. Uh, played with him before at Commerce years and years ago. Uh, I don't really know much about him. I'm not a fanboy of poker players. You probably know more about him than I do. I don't know all that much about him either, but my in my I mean, I know he was tearing him, it up online for a while. Yeah. Like, I know he's one of the best online players. Yeah, for, he, for he's a good player. I mean, he's a very good player. There's no question about that. But as far as Isaac Haxton, the person... I, I never liked him very much. He's not someone I hated or anything, but every time I, I saw him or observed him online, uh, he just kind of came off as arrogant and condescending and someone who really acted above everybody. That was just the vibe I got from him. So he also talked trash a bit for no good reason about me and uh, Mikeon back in the day. Like he just... Inserted oh, himself. That's plus, that's fucking minus one eighty. You just shot it off. The people that had the fucking plus are pissed. Oh, that's right. They're not that's even gonna right. watch the show now. Well, this, I, does, put, that, does that really count, minutes, buddy? Does that really count? Uh, people were betting whether. This, I just uh, had uh, to mention. That's what I got texts about it, so I, I wasn't allowed to I know, influence. I know about whether we mentioned Mike on tonight. Yeah, or you know? It was really you, but there's there is some money going okay, out. I'm not sure if that really counts, though. I was just mentioning. Uh, Isaac Haxton talking about us. Okay. As long as his name was said. I mean, I did say his name. It's kind of like uh, saying Beetlejuice. It's like saying Beetlejuice. But, okay, so, <laughs> you know, Ike Haxton, he talked trash about us for no reason. But that's not the reason I don't. I, I really didn't care for him too much before that either. So there's a scandal now. Well, so now you have to say it, though. What, why, what was his beef? I don't even remember. It was so weird. It was like – like he didn't just start a, a thread about us. Like there was a thread going on and then he just interjected like – nasty opinions about us in there he doesn't even know us like i i couldn't even figure out why he was getting involved and in, in making the statements he was and he didn't really like back it up with anything concrete he just uh, did he listen to the show was he a uh, listener no no i see he just he really almost like pulled it out of his ass his dislike for us but uh anyway he's involved in a scandal now yeah he's part of the brian hastings scandal now it turns out yes. that Isaac Haxton, and this is not a rumor, he admitted to it, uh, he knew about Hastings' multi-accounting on PokerStars under that Noel Hayes account, and while he knew that the multi-accounting was going on, he played with that account at the table. So that gave him an edge over all the other pros and anyone else at the table that thought they were playing against this, the real Noel Hayes. When... Only Ike Haxton knew that it was Hastings. A Kansas City area, or Can I shouldn't say Kansas City, Kansas area, I'm not sure where in Kansas, maniac poker player, and I'm sure you've played with this type of guy before, someone who really appears not to care about money at all. Someone who shows up at the poker table and just not only is bad, but just shoots off and doesn't care and isn't even bothered when they lose. They just... Uh, Oh, I thought we talked about Crazy Mike last year. Yeah, I, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah, it does. <laughs> did the show. I, I mean, it does sound a lot like him. Well, uh, much like Crazy Mike, it turned out that uh, this maniac poker player that I'm discussing also was not independently wealthy or bringing in a large income. It turned out that he was uh, a strong arm robber. Jesus. And he was, uh, he was, he robbed an AT&T store and got involved in the shootout. 
So that's the way he was getting his money that he was losing in a carefree and friendly fashion at a Kansas area casino. In fact, one of the people who was winning his money posts on Poker Fraud Alert. So we actually have a little insight to this guy, and we'll talk a bit about that. Christian Lusardi, the Borgata chip counterfeiter, huh? pled guilty. I'll talk a bit about what happened there. The PPA has hung its hat on the skill versus luck legal argument as far as getting poker legalized. They've, they've stuck to that a long time. About uh, Poker is not gambling. Poker is a skill game. To be a long-term winner in poker, you have to have skill. So therefore, it's not gambling because there's skill involved. Well, it's true, but that doesn't mean it's not gambling, too. And I always thought that was a f- silly argument, especially to be using to people who are not in the poker community to try to get it legalized. You you come to politicians and say, yeah, uh, you should legalize poker because it's not gambling. Their, their response is going to be this. <laughs> and, and that's what the response has been to the PPA's poker isn't gambling crap for years and years. That's why they've gotten very little done on that front. Uh, any legalization of online poker hasn't happened for that reason. It's uh, it, it's happened for other reasons, but not because the powers that be have realized that poker is not gambling. It is gambling. Every time a lousy player wins a tournament, it's gambling. Every time the worst player at the table crushes you in a cash game, it's gambling. Every time uh, you sit down and have a horrendous session when you're not doing anything wrong, and you're making all the right decisions, it's gambling. Games that are mostly skill are ones where an amateur has just about no chance to win. Buddy, even going in the down to the Rio before the World Series and eating that buffet, that's gambling. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's true. I just, you know, getting yeah, no. your car, going down the freeway, driving to Commerce in L.A., that's gambling. That's I true. Mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's also gambling that, uh, that when you want to leave Commerce that it's going to take less than five hours to get back home if you leave at the wrong time. Yeah. So uh, anyway, uh, another blow to the poker isn't gambling legal argument has occurred, this time in Wisconsin. We'll talk a bit about what happened there. I think that just has to be abandoned, that whole stupid argument. I mean, there's many reasons to legalize poker. I don't even personally believe that one of the reasons to legalize it is because it's not gambling. It is gambling. It is. It's, a, it's skilled gambling. It's, it's gambling where you have an edge, but it's still gambling. Hey, where's that one kid that comes on here with us and doesn't say much? Oh, uh, Trader Ski, I don't know where he is. Maybe, he just, maybe he's just not calling in because you're here. I, I don't know. Maybe he I just thought thinks... he was like the third. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe he thinks. Yeah. Isai Scheinberg, Terrence Chan is pushing for him to be inducted into the Poker Hall of Fame, which which is a joke in and of itself, the Poker Hall of Fame. it's a it, It's got a dumb process to elect people, a dumb process to nominate people. Uh, the people there's been a lot of people who've been screwed out of it who should be in, and some who are in who should never be in in the first place. So uh, the poker. Ralph, Hall- if you ever got, if you ever made it to the poker hall of fame, and it was like the NFL, somebody had to induct you. I mean, I know it wouldn't be me. We don't have to even fucking kid ourselves. But who would it be? <laughs> who would you choose to induct you? Oh, I don't. I don't know. Well, if you had to pick someone, I don't know. You're on the spot, who would it be? I, I don't know. I I can't even think. I can't even think who would be. I I I don't even think about these things because I know I'll never be there. But. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of like that. I'm kind of like that uh, you know, relief pitcher who's just barely in the majors. 
<laughs> that uh, that that has like a. It's like an old like '80s Tom Selleck movie, like where you're 40, still like a relief pitcher trying to hang on one more year. Yeah, or, and, and my career ERA is like like 4.61. I know like I have no chance to be nominated to the uh, Poker <laughs> Hall of Fame. So okay, uh, but Isai Scheinberg, Terrence Chan is trying to make the argument that he should be in the Poker Hall of Fame because of what a major impact Poker Stars has had on the poker world. So we'll talk about whether he should or should not be in the Poker Hall of Fame, ignoring the fact that the Hall of Fame itself is a joke. It was just pretending like it's a legitimate thing. Uh, Brandon, I'm going to have to count on you for the next segment after that. The Iceman, he's been involved in a few things. He's, I've, yeah, I've heard. Uh, so, was it a 90-day uh, suspension this time? I heard a 30-day suspension from the Red Rock. Uh, there's also some weird thing about uh, like a poker school, but it turns out it was just a Photoshop of uh, of of uh, Jonathan Little's poker school, so I guess that's not real. Jesus. But uh, but he what is real is the uh, the thirty day suspension from the Red Rock. So we'll talk a bit about that. We got some inside information on that. The SHRPO, the Seminole Hard Rock Poker Open. We actually had a member of Poker Fraud Alert uh, cyber squat their domain. SHRPO.com, but uh, they were they scared him into, into handing it over for free. That was a PLOL, by the way. I, I don't know if he listens or not. Like he he's kind of still here a little bit, but not anywhere near like he used to be. He's under external pressure from certain uh, like from like the poker gay mafia to stay away from us. It's very strange from Rainbow Flops. But anyway, uh, I guess they had four simultaneous final tables going on there at the SHRPO, which was like an innovative thing. Instead of just one one going on at once or two going on they had four simultaneously running, but there's people pissed off that Phil Hellmuth was given the mic and allowed to just speak on the microphone. And I don't mean like commentate. I mean like be on the microphone to where the players could hear him. And, and that he was distracting everyone and everyone was angry and they thought it became like a, a circus during four final tables. So I'll, I'll read a, a comment from a player who was there and we could talk about whether that sort of thing should be allowed. And I'll tell you about an experience that I had just like that with Phil Helmuth on the mic, making a circus out of a big buy-in event that I was taking part in and running deep. I fouled him this summer going to the hole, homie. <laughs> That's your experience. Yes. I did. I had to. If not I me, know. he had to hide on me. I had it's, to spend the foul. He would have made it. I mean, it's, it's, it's a big thing in basketball. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he has the he. Phil Helmuth is like what, like six foot six or something. He's really tall. He's a, he's a tall guy. Like he's because I'm six foot two, and and he's substantially taller than I am. So he's got to be like six six. Anyway, uh, if you had a sports betting, an illegal sports betting company, mm-hmm. uh, do you think the best choice of a name to stay under the radar would be Macho Sports? <laughs> So, so two guys in California, two brothers, I think, were, were running Macho Sports. And uh, not surprisingly, they got busted and sentences were handed out. And uh, interestingly, this wasn't just a sports betting ring. The, the FBI actually witnessed one of the brothers beating up someone who couldn't pay his debt. So that's, that's pretty uh, serious business there. It's kind of almost like on TV where you see like some guy getting beat up or his legs broken because he couldn't pay a sports debt. That, like that was really happening here with Macho Sports. So at least they were living up to their name. I'll give them that. Uh, final poker topic, a shady program, a new shady program has emerged on the Poker Stars scene called Spin Whiz, which is 
what I call seating collusion. Basically, mm. on those spin-and-go tables, it makes sure that people who are participating in the SpinWiz uh, program, it's like a networked program, that they don't play each other. It makes sure that these players, these pros, don't sit together. So it, it, it distributes the pros who are part of it among tables that have fish and don't put them together with each other. So it's like a cue that I call seating collusion because it uh, it makes sure to separate people who are both good and, and it's only putting them with fish. So believe it or not, that is actually allowed currently to be used on PokerStars. Another fail on the part of PokerStars with vetting programs that are allowed and not allowed. General topics, we'll talk about Jared, as we mentioned before. Ashley Madison, the cheat-on-your-spouse site that has been around for years. Their slogan is, life is short, have an affair. You've probably seen ads on TV, billboards, very well-known site. I've never used it, but... uh, it's. Uh, I'll tell you if I did but use it. You won't it, pay for a power cord. You're not paying for no membership for no. Ashley no, that's, 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 for, that's for sure. And <laughs> and let me tell you also, if I used it, I would never be dumb enough. I wouldn't be like like Todd underscore would tell us at Yahoo.com. I would never be that on there. I would like if if I ever used a site like that, I'd be smart enough to make a throwaway address that didn't link to me. And and then I if if I was going to pay for it, I would use some like prepaid credit card or something. There was no way I would I would do anything on my real name because. Um, now, I wouldn't use a site like that in the first place. I'm just saying that if I did, uh, there's no way I would be dumb enough to attach my real information to it and trust anyone who runs a site like that to keep my info secure. Well, right. a lot of other guys were not so cautious, and they decided that they were going to uh, use just their full info. They'll use their real credit cards, their real names, even their work email addresses. So... Uh, they were hacked, and the, the reason for the hack is unclear. The hackers are claiming they're doing it because the company that runs Ashley Madison shady, which I believe too, but they also may have just been doing it from some sort of personal beef and blaming it on this. Who knows, but it has been done. The hack's real, and they have been releasing data in the last few days on the customers of Ashley Madison because when the hack occurred, I don't know, like a, two months ago or so, they told Ashley Madison, hey – you better shut down now or we're going to release all the info that we got. So Ashley Madison didn't shut down, so now now they're releasing the info. So there's going to be a lot of embarrassed people from Ashley Madison, you know, customers of Ashley Madison. Uh, I want to talk also at the time about why these sites are a waste of time. You know, putting aside the moral implications of it, whether it's right to use it to cheat on your wife or whatever, uh, putting that aside, why these are just stupid – and that you're not getting what you think you're paying for. Hmm. Uh, finally, in case we, unless we come up with something else, we're going to talk about Donald Trump again. Uh, we talked about him on the last show, and what was my conclusion back then was he had no chance. And uh, have you changed your per- perspective now? Drew? I think he bit? has. I think he has more of a chance now, a lot more <laughs> of a chance than, than a month ago. And I've been telling you that. It, it just was unbelievable to me that, that people are are going for this. But, uh, you know, someone asked, are you going to be pro-Donald Trump? He's like, the, on the agenda, I put Trump as president, a good idea at this point. But, no, I'm I'm not pro-Donald Trump. What, what, what told me that this guy was going to be in and it wasn't just uh, 
you know, just some short-term, uh, you know, publicity stunt and even, you know, the, the polls, the fact that he survived, I mean, he had some other scandal where he basically was inferring to a, the, the woman from, like, I don't know, Megan, whatever her name was, Megan Kelly, yeah. she was on her period. But with the thing with John McCain, when he literally said, I mean, this is what the guy said, okay, when they were talking about, you know, the fact that he was a POW and he says something to the effect of, I don't like people that get caught. Like, I mean, and yeah, he basically yeah, yeah. was... And, yeah, he's, and yeah, he's not a war hero. He got caught. That's what he said. Yeah, like he literally said that. I mean, the yeah. guy is, I mean, you, maybe you don't agree with his politics. You know, maybe you do. But regardless, the guy, it, it's its unquestionable. The guy is an American hero. I mean, he is. He's, he's very patriotic. I mean, he was POW for a number of years. The fact that Trump said that, and not only did, 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 did Trump's numbers not go down, they, you know, stayed the same or even went up, I, I, I was dumbfounded. I mean, yeah, I thought and, that would have hurt him. And I mean, this that's... is what's so strange. Eleven years ago, there was a candidate on the Democratic side who was rising quickly and getting a lot of people excited. Oh, oh let me guess. Are you going to say, is it Pat Buchanan? No, it's on the Democratic side. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, hmm. So so uh, now I'm going to play a, a clip here if it will ever come up it's for some reason uh, freezing on me. I don't want to guess this. Is it somebody – I mean, is, did they become a viable candidate or no? They didn't because of something, but I, I can't for it'll be Gary Hart. No, not Gary Hart. No, not Gary Hart. No, no. <laughs> I want to play it, but it's it, the girl on the boat. What was her name? That, I remember. No, her name. no, he was. He would have been a viable candidate, Gary Hart. Uh, yeah, this is the uh, monkey business uh, boat, and uh, oh yeah, I know. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> and it was it was Donna Rice was her name, yep. but uh, but that was back in '86. Pat Buchanan, fucking a hundred. No, Pat Buchanan, he was never going to have a chance. But, no, but all those Jews in West Palm Beach accidentally voted for him. Yeah, I know. That, that, was, that was actually later on. But yeah, so, so here is the here's the candidate who who looked like he might have a chance and then melted down because of something kind of minor. You know something? You know something? If you had told us one year ago that we were going to come in third in Iowa, we would have given anything for that. And you know something? You know something? Not only are we going to New Hampshire, Tom Harkin, we're going to South Carolina and Oklahoma and Arizona and North Dakota and New Mexico. We're going to California and Texas and New York. And we're going to South Dakota and Oregon and Washington and Michigan. And then we're going to Washington, D.C. to take back the White House. So that scream there, that little, ah, that ruined Howard Dean's uh, chance to... Become president. It just had to scream. That that was it. He that derailed everything. Just because he went ah, that was it. That was. I'm serious. Take back the White House. Ah! <laughs> that that was what did it. So amazing that that would kill a campaign in '04. This happened in January of four, by the way. But Hillary Clinton's doing fucking government business on a fucking Yahoo account. Yeah. It's not a problem. <laughs> yeah, they don't, worse than Yahoo on her own email server, her own private Hillary email Clinton server. Yeah, really. Yeah, and then uh, and then and then uh, you have Trump, who is uh, talking about John McCain, saying he's not a war hero because he got caught, and all these other outrageous things he's saying, and and he's high up in the polls, and Hillary's going to win for sure for the the Democratic nomination. So it's. It's amazing how sometimes like a, a minor thing can completely sink someone, and, and now it looks like it takes a lot more. So it, it's funny. I watched a in New Hampshire when Donald Trump was taking questions, and he, he kept attacking Jeb Bush. 
But I was watching it closely, and I said, oh, I, you know, I kind of see what's happening here. I, I kind of see why he's not going away. Because he's good at just coming off like he's just straightforward, telling it like it is, not BSing you. Even if he is BSing you, he sounds like he's not BSing you. So people like that. They think they're being talked to on a realistic level from a politician, which they usually don't hear. Usually it's, it's something uh, very carefully written and sanitized and whitewashed and, and is full of BS and people are tired of it. So, they, so Trump ha- has a manner of speaking to where he always comes off like he's just being open and direct and honest. And even if it pisses you off and pisses other people off, at least he's telling it like it is. But the thing is, a lot of times he's not telling you like it is, but he's coming off that way. So I think that's what's making so many people. It's funny. His actual uh, one of his campaign managers said in an interview that even though you know people do appreciate you know just that the, you know that the fact that he's just telling you how he sees it and he's actually saying a lot of things that people are thinking that when he gets elected he's going to become more presidential. That's what you know. That was you know was asked about his behavior, his brass, you know, brash just be you know. I don't know. Just a lot of things he's doing. A lot of people think it's a really it's an embarrassment to this country. Just the fact that he's, you know, in the race and as high as he is. I mean, the things that he said about immigration, about you know, calling Mexican rapists. I mean, et cetera. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I don't even. What was the lady's name from uh, CNN that he uh, made uh, Megan Kelly menstruation? Okay. Yeah. yeah so, kind of hot. Yeah. I. I, I don't. I, you know, I don't even understand. She's that. like forty-eight years old. But anyhow, yeah. Uh, I. I don't get it either, man. I mean, I, but I looking at the numbers. I mean, who really in the Republican race is going to take him out? I mean, Jeb Bush. No, I mean, we, well, you know, we'll get to this when we talk about it. But uh, told you, I think it was one of the first shows I did with you during the summer that I believed that he was going to yeah, be. Yeah, good call on that one. I, I really thought he was going to fall off just after the initial novelty, but now, now he's looking like. I'm not saying he's going to win, but now he's looking like there's a chance he's going to win, and it's not. It's not looking like he's just going to go away easily. So uh, we will see. the The main thing that will change that maybe will be when other candidates fall off. You know, will will these people who are supporting the other candidates move to Trump, or will they move to one of the other established candidates? And I, I still think they're going to move to one of the other establishment candidates, but we'll see. So anyway, uh, that's the agenda for tonight. And uh, Brandon, why don't you go ahead and tell people? What occurred with you yesterday? You know, let's save that for a little later. Let okay. me, uh, if you don't mind, we'll, I'll get into that. But what I do want to say, uh, actually, when you do radio, do you ever have, uh, do you ever have your girlfriend? Uh, uh, Echo, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. When you do radio, does your girlfriend ever do like sweet things for you, like bring you a drink or some food, or she kind of attend you, or do you kind of just off on your own, your own little world? No, I'm no, I'm in my own little world. In fact, I'm actually happy not to be bothered because I actually I bring everything in here that I need, and I'm afraid that if she opens the door, that that Benjamin's going to come in and make noise. And so I know people think it's cute, all Benjamin's in the background, but uh, I'm just kind of happy to be left in my own little. Poker fraud alert radio world. So I'm not even going to criticize you for not doing it because I right. I actually prefer being just in here alone. Yeah. Okay. Well, I have a new girlfriend. You know, I, I, as I mentioned earlier, uh, it's a long story. It's a long time, kind of in the making, but uh, she's here. She's actually I'm downstairs in the living room as I'm speaking, and she's about well, 15 feet away from me. She just brought some Mediterranean food and a nice Starbucks for me. So she's mm. actually listening. And what's actually really cute, I know, you know, you're going to laugh at this, but uh, 
she doesn't know anything about poker. I mean, you know, she's not in the poker world or industry or anything. And she is actually, and this is fucking amazing to me, has listened to our show before when I didn't even know it. I had never told her about Poker Fraud Alert. Like, I would never got to that part or, you know, just the forums or any, any of that stuff, podcasts. And she, like, did a Google search on me, which, you know, you should do. I mean, find out if there's some fucked up shit about me. And, of course, it led somewhere along, you know, the line to Poker Fraud Alert. And, you know, she saw something about the radio, clicked on it, and she actually has listened to the show a couple well, So times. she actually listened to it without you knowing? Yes. Oh, I had wow. no idea. And uh, I'm, I'm going to tell, tell the story. Um, <laughs> I ended up writing a post, and it was about a dog. Okay? You know, actually, you know, it was when Marty's dog died. And I wrote a post in there, and I wrote – I used the term because it just was so natural. I, I was single at this time. This was, you know, back – I don't know, whenever Marty's dog died three, four months ago. And I wrote a post on there about my dog. I, you know, and I picture – and I wrote in there my girlfriend and I. And it just – it was easier than saying my ex-girlfriend and I or, you know, whatever. I just – it was kind of natural, Uh-oh. just whatever. You know, yep. So I'm thinking nothing of it, you know, and you know, all of a sudden I get a text that says your your girlfriend, your Uh-oh. dog, and I, I I didn't know what she was talking about. I'm thinking I'm not. I don't have a girlfriend. I'm not. You know. So I'm anyway, making a long story short. Uh, she basically, you know, called me out on my bullshit. You know, it, it wasn't bullshit, but you know, it was a, you know, she wanted to make sure I was being. You know, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. I wasn't just pulling the wool over her eyes or anything. And I might have even made a comment or two on radio. But so yeah, to answer your question, she had actually listened a little bit, not like in a stalkerish way, in a cute little. I mean, she's a hot little girl. Did I send you some pictures? Yeah, you did. Yeah. She's very, I mean, she's very smart, beautiful. Like doesn't do drugs. I mean, you know, smells great, feminine. Smells yeah, great. <laughs> didn't well, didn't didn't Marty say that once? Though. They no, have to smell great. No, no, Marty said that once. So he met he said, when he met uh, Miss Idaho for the first time. His mm-hmm. first words to you were, "You smell good." She's blushing right now. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, she is listening. She knew all about Poker Fraud Alert and the radio program before I had any idea. Uh, and you know what? I actually respect that because I... Uh-oh. We lost Brandon. Kind of shit I would do. Like, you know what I mean? Just to kind of check up if someone's like... Huh? Well, it's not on my end, buddy. Really? Can you hear me? I mean, I... Um, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, I can hear you fine. It just it just dropped for a second. One okay. of these days we'll have a good broadcast again without this fail. But go, go on. Re- just repeat what you were saying there. You said it's actually no, good. No, so I'm saying, you know, I didn't find it stalker or anything because actually it's very similar behavior that I would do. If I started dating someone, I'd kind of check up just, you know, when you don't know someone at first, you kind of want to make sure, you know, everything they're telling you is true. I mean, today's day and age, there's some fucking nut jobs out there. So, um, but she's listening to our show. She knows who you are. And uh, she's actually browsed the forums before. Hmm. Um, I will never let her create an account, you know. But uh, yeah, yeah, no, no. Uh, but anyhow, so she's about fifteen feet from me. It's kind of weird because I'm used to be doing radio like how you described. I'm in my own little world, my own little bat cave. I don't have anyone around me, and, and you know. Now, are you worried you're going to say something that's going to make you look bad in her eyes on radio? No, no it's not. No, not at all, because. The one thing that she actually, I think, respects about me is I'm real. You know, I've been very real since we started, and, and you know, no lies, no dishonesty. So she knows whatever I say on here is, is you know, how I feel, how I am. I mean, I'm not – I mean, I may tone down things I may have said before, you know, about other relationships or things I open up to just to not be disrespectful to her. Yeah. She doesn't want to hear me talk about – you know, you know what I mean. But, no, I'm not I'm not worried. I know whatever I say. I mean, it's it's from the heart. It's true, and she'll – you know, she, she knows who I am. 
Um, you know, I'm not going to start talking about gangbangs or things like that. Oh, shit. Maybe I'm, no, I'm kidding. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> when I, when uh, I no. think about whether I – like what I should talk about as far as you know, other girls I've been with before and the fact that I have a current relationship and what's respectful and what's not respectful. For some reason, I think if something happened a really long time ago – that it's okay to talk about, like something that I, I had 20 years ago going on. I, I can talk about because it's just so long ago and all, and, and the, the girl involved is so different now and I'm so different now. Like it's just, it's just at that point almost like the statute of limitations expires and you can talk about it. That's, that's no, the way I met I her. I'm, I'm being asked in the chat. And no, I, you know, if I did talk about a, a prior relationship, she wouldn't care. I mean, it's not, she's not a jealous girl. Like we have a real, a real connection, but, um, I met her actually about 16 months ago. We've known each other for a while. And uh, she was in a relationship and I was in a relationship. And uh, it, I met her at a casino. Hmm. And it started off pretty innocently. We just were texting. And, you know, we literally were friends for how long, honey? Oh, yeah, her boy. On, wow, we got to hear her. Come on. Come on. Every girlfriend <laughs> I've ever had will never come on the radio. Just come here. Come on. Wait, wait, she, she kind of came on. We heard a little of her. I know. Come here. Just come here. Come here, baby. It's fine. Someone's asking They're if it's Melanie friends. Wisner. No, it's not no, Melanie it's Wisner. Not I, I promise you it's not Melanie come Wisner. Come here. Come here. I, I couldn't approve if it was okay. Melanie gonna, Wisner. I will have her on at some point tonight. She's She won't come on right now. But um, so well, the, all, the other thing is there is a small chance that the ex-girlfriend is listening right now mm-hmm. too. So shout out to her, I guess. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm being serious. I mean she hasn't been known to listen too. She's actually – you know, it's really weird. I've actually had people – so I've been in a relationship. Say, I heard you say this on the radio. What did you mean by that? Or I heard you say this, you know, about this. Like, is that true? Have you ever been called out by anyone? Like, you know, not not girls, but I have been. Uh, I have had people like who have heard me say things on radio that have asked me about things. And and the weirdest thing sometimes is like uh, my parents listen sometimes, just on and off. Like I don't even know if they're going to listen or not. So like uh, they'll just tell me, oh yeah, we listened to the first two hours of the show last night, and like uh, I, I don't even moderate the content at all for that and sometimes i'm thinking hmm, if i knew they were listening i may not have mentioned this but uh it's too late but they never uh, to my parents credit they never come to me and say hey so we learned this about you on radio tonight and uh, what about like they don't even say it they just uh they just say they heard the show and it sounded good they're just you know encouraging they're not uh right but uh so anyhow we were we were friends for quite a while and uh the opportunity i mean it was obvious you know, have you ever been in that kind of relationship rough where you're with somebody and maybe it's kind of on the outs or whatever it is and you meet someone else and even though know, they're in a relationship where one of you isn't available or both of you and you just kind of know there's this mutual Uh-oh. We're losing Brandon again. This is awful. You know, I, I just I just, I feel like a, an asshole for something here. By the, by the, I think this could be on your end, the, uh, the cutouts there. That's not – because I don't even have the computer plugged in right now. But uh, I think on your end you might have some problems too, independent. Of, just like last last time you had problems on your end, independent of my problems. I think this may All be right, going let me, on too. Let me disconnect from Skype and I'll call you right okay. back. Okay. So I, I screwed up something here while while Brandon's disconnecting, and I, I want to apologize to someone. And and that's Muck Ficon. Every week I mention the free roll on here. Every single week I mention the free roll. And I forgot to mention it. I, I just it just slipped my mind. And you guys know every single week I go through the same speech about the free roll, and you can actually still get in. By the way, it's it's uh, it's open for like another thirteen minutes before it closes. But uh, it already started twelve minutes ago. It started at eight ten. But I always mention it. I go through the whole thing and mention the prizes. I, I forgot the whole free roll, but it's it's running. I just forgot to mention it. So since I posted about it, it's still going to go on as it should. 
and the prize pool is going to still be there. The prize pool was was donated exclusively this week by Muck Ficon, and uh, I, I want to apologize to him because I I didn't forget him. I forgot the whole free roll, <laughs> so so I screwed that one up. I, I was distracted by a lot of things, including the the buzz in the background. So yeah, there's a hundred dollar free roll on the No Fraud Online Poker Room. I'm not going to do the whole speech. So if you, you know how to get there, then do it. It's on the top of the screen. And read the rules on the first post of the radio thread of this week to understand if you qualify for the free money. But it's 100 bucks this week, 50 for first, 25 for second, 13 for third, 7 for fourth, 5 for fifth, all donated generously by Muck Ficon, who won it recently here in a separate contest. And instead of collecting the 100 bucks, he donated it. So... Uh, if you want to get in, you still can. You have to have a separate account on the No Fraud Online Poker Room, which is near the top of the screen. But uh, it has late registration of 25 minutes, and it's only 14 minutes in right now. So you got more than 10 minutes to get in there. So I, there have been other donations from other people that I appreciate, but those are not being used this week. They will be used in subsequent weeks. I have not forgotten about those. In fact, I posted about them. But uh, Muck Ficon is the only person's money we are using this week. We do appreciate that. And I apologize to him for letting this free roll start and letting the show go for as long as it did without me mentioning it. I just, for some reason, the first week ever I forgot the uh, free roll. Screwed it up. But uh, we, I, I appreciate every single person who donates to this, uh, this free roll here on Poker Fraud Alert. Because the, the money we give away every week is not for me. It's from... The users here, and you know, people should remember that. So that that's what happened. I completely forgot it because of the the fail with the sound and uh, and with with Brandon and, and and everything else. It just uh, it just totally slipped my mind. The free roll. So I'm sure you guys understand. Believe me. If you don't, too bad. But uh, anyway, uh, whenever we get like a big donation from someone, like what Mike Ficon gave, I especially want to recognize those. And I, I appreciate all donations, but you know, donating ten bucks and donating a hundred, obviously two different things. So, but thank you. Crypt is asking. I mean, seriously, will Druff ever donate to his own site's free roll? I have on occasion, but but really, uh, the reason I don't is this site runs at a loss. I lose money on the site, and I, I posted recently that I actually lost. Uh, I've lost four figures on this site during the time it's run. Like my my total in running this site is I'm down more than a thousand dollars. I'm down more than two thousand dollars. So uh, how is that possible? Because it's been up for three and a half years, and it adds up. If you think about it, three and a half years is like more than forty months. So if you lose twenty five dollars a month for forty months, that's a thousand bucks. You lose fifty dollars a month for. 40 months, that's 2000 bucks. So you can see. You can see how that uh, adds up. Is, is it huge money? Can I not afford it? Of course I can afford it. That's why I'm not asking anyone to give me money, and that's why I'm not uh, uh, running GoFundMes or anything crap like that. But I, I'm just saying that, uh, that that's what I contribute here. They, I contribute the expense to run the site itself. I sent out hats at my own expense. And, uh, and of course, I give my time to do this. So I appreciate what people give here for the free roll every week. I think it's very generous. And that's why I want them recognized. Uh, Real talk asking in chat, how much did Druff get for his piece of Donkdown 
when he left it, that was a $1,200. So that wasn't a lot. Big underpayment. Big underpayment. Which I knew at the time I took it. And, uh, yeah, Daredevil's pointing out that uh, Team MLK, he makes this site thousands of dollars. So i got to give him a <laughs> I don't know where Brandon is right now. He's just missing in action. Shouldn't have let him hang out. I shouldn't have let him go. I should have chained him to the uh, the computer desk. Now he, I mean, maybe he went off to go have sex with his new girlfriend. I don't know, but he's just gone. I mean, I hope he's rebooting or something. Let's see if he's texting me. Now, if you guys want to text me tonight, the number is 775-455-775-372-8355. And uh, no, nothing from Brandon. Well, when he comes back, he comes back. So, so uh, let's go to the Ike Haxton topic, since Brandon's gone. Then after that, we'll go to the Sheldon Adelson topic. But Isaac Haxton is a, a well-known high-stakes player. He's been around for quite some time. Uh, a successful player, a good player. I'm not going to question his poker skill one bit, because he is a very good poker player from what I've seen. But he is part of a scandal right now. He's part of the Brian Hastings multi-accounting scandal. And that is where Brian Hastings bought an account on PokerStars that was associated with a fish, a bad player named Noel Hayes. So Hastings was playing under the Noel Hayes account. People thought they were playing against a fish, who, you know, who, who was a fish when he actually played on his own account. And then Hastings took it over and, of course, played very well because he's a very good player himself and uh, beat a lot of people who thought they were playing against Noel Hayes. So it's worse than just multi-accounting. He's actually switching accounts to confuse people and thinking they're playing against an amateur when they're really playing against a good pro. Now, we've talked about that before on this show, but something that is new, that's relatively new, is Ike Haxton's involvement. So this was uh, Ike Haxton's statement about his involvement with uh, the Brian Hastings situation and keep in mind he came forward with it only because people started questioning how much he knew there were rumors that Brian that that uh, Ike Haxton was a lot more involved in this whole thing than he was letting on so it's not like he just came forward with this statement because he felt guilty he said I'm sorry it's taking me so long to respond to this threat that's about the Brian Hastings thread uh, because this is under review by poker stars that's because he's a poker stars pro at the moment I'm talking about Ike Haxton I need to include them in anything I say in public, which took more time than I had hoped. So that right there is already BS. I, I, I can't say anything because I had to clear this with my sponsor first. That's an excuse. Even if it's partially true, it's an excuse. He didn't say anything for so long because he didn't want to admit any wrongdoing until it became too much, until he was being called out too, too often to stay silent anymore. But he's saying, no, 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 I wasn't trying to stay silent. Uh, I was just waiting for poker stars to give me the okay to say this. <laughs> First of all, I'd like to thank, thank David Bakes Baker for having the courage to be the guy to start the public conversation about the Noel Hayes account. That decision comes with risks and headache that no one was willing to take on. Anyone who cares about the integrity of high-stakes games online should be thankful to him. So unlike uh, Hastings, who is bashing David Bakes Baker for bringing this out, uh, 
Ike Haxton's trying to make it look like he supports this, which is not true. Ike Haxton wishes this never happened. What he has said about me in this thread is true. May In early May, I became aware that Hastings was on the Noel Hayes account, and I didn't do anything about it. I was far from the first or only person who knew, but due to my relationship with PokerStars, I had a greater responsibility to act, and I was better situated to get something done quickly had I tried. So he, he's saying a lot of people knew, but uh, he felt he had more responsibility to say something about this because uh, he works for stars. This is basically what he was trying to say. Peter, these are the years when a man changes into the man he's going to become the rest of his life. Just be careful who you change into. But just because you can beat him up doesn't give you the right to. Remember, with great power comes great responsibility. With great power comes great responsibility. That's what he's trying to say here. I, I had an additional responsibility here as a Poker Stars pro, and I, I didn't do what he's trying to say. So he's, he's taking himself to task. I regret taking the apathetic and irresponsible route, and if I find myself in a similar position in the future, I will report the cheating immediately. I apologize to anyone who is adverse, adversely affected by my inaction. Due to my relationship with PokerStars and the fact that there is still an ongoing review of the Noel Hayes account, I will be somewhat constrained in what I can say in the future, but I'm happy to now be able to post this reply. And uh, then later on he he made a short statement that uh, Brian Hastings himself told him that he was playing on that. He didn't just find out through the grapevine. And then that was it. Then uh, Ike Hayes went quiet. Now, some people are saying, oh, big deal. So he didn't go rat out a friend. Big deal. You know, how many times has your friend told you they're doing something that they shouldn't be and you didn't go turn them in? But this isn't about ratting out a friend. He actually played in those same high-stakes games for big money, knowing that Noel Hayes was not a fish. One of the only people there that knew that Noel Hayes was not a fish and was actually now Brian Hastings, the pro. So he had that advantage in the game. If he knew about this and didn't want to report Hastings because he didn't want to be a snitch, but at the same time uh, felt bad about it and felt guilty about it, he should have not played in the game. He should have steered, he should have steered clear of the whole thing. He should have said, okay, whenever uh, Hastings is here under this Noel Hayes account, I'm just not going to play. But no, he played. He played, and whether he tried or not, he gained from it. Because when you know that Noel Hayes is Brian Hastings, and when no one else knows Noel Hayes is Brian Hastings, you have an edge over those other people in that way. There's no way not to. So it's uh, he, you know when he's playing, he can't just forget that the other person at the table, Noel Hayes, is not really Noel Hayes. He knows that, and every move that Noel Hayes makes, he knows it's Hastings' moves, and he knows how Hastings plays, and he can adjust to it where nobody else can. So that was I, I thought that was pretty crappy, and I think I think Poker Stars should fire him. I, now I don't think that uh, this is the worst case of cheating I've ever heard, as far as what Ike Haxton did. This is minor compared to uh, many cheating scandals, even minor compared to what Hastings himself did. But but still, he should be held to a higher standard, being a Poker Stars pro and s- sitting in a high stakes game 
and, and being one of the few who knew who that really was and, and, and playing there while everybody else didn't know who that was and, and knowing that it wasn't just Hastings on a new account, but it was Hastings trying to trick people. I, I think that he shouldn't be representing poker stars anymore. How do you feel? I agree with you. I, I'm sorry for the delay. I hope you can hear me better now. Yeah, I mean, right. yeah, it sounds fine. I, I okay. but uh, I, I actually thought maybe you had like a quickie in the background uh, while the computer was rebooting. There was something like that. Okay, well, you now I can understand. It's a new relationship, and uh, yeah. you know, there's the can't the, keep your hands off each other. You know, yeah, it's a yeah. period. Yeah, That's you have. Yeah, you have, and then you know what? Once it's gone, it, it doesn't come back. You know, you can right. uh, I'm cherishing you, it. Yeah. So even if you can. Uh, I mean, there's no way in six months she's sitting there bringing me coffee, listening to me do this fucking radio show. No, I mean, no. It's no. like, go upstairs, do that fucking shit. I'm going <laughs> to stay downstairs and watch, you know, Survivor or something, whatever. The, I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I, that's that's amazing. I'm going to be honest. I didn't know about it until I read the thread earlier today. I, you know, I don't read the, you know, 2 plus 2 or the other, you know, poker site, so... I had no idea what was going on. It's kind of amazing because when did this scandal start? Like maybe two weeks or so, three weeks into the World Series of Poker? I mean, so this is what? Yeah, yeah, you know, it, it did. for over two, two and a half months now. Yeah, so. and he, he said he knew about it since early May, which is before the scandal, of course, came out. And uh, now someone in the chat is saying, I believe Ike's statement, and you're just looking for a reason to rag on him. It was just an oversight. I don't believe it's an oversight I, because Ike Haxon's a smart guy, uh, and he knows when he sees Noel Hayes – there and he knows why Hastings is on the account. Every time he sits down, he knows I know who Noel Hayes is, and the rest of the people at the table don't. This is an edge for me. Like you, you can't not think that because you know it's, this is not just Hastings on a new account. This is Hastings on a Fish's account, and that's a big difference. So everyone thinks they're playing against the guy who sucks, a rich guy who sucks, and he knows he's playing against Hastings. And when he sees this, and he knows why Hastings is under that account, he can't just. Forget about it, or, or, or it can't be an oversight. It's something you notice while you're playing. You know what you're doing when you're sitting with him. So, so uh, yeah, someone said, uh, Brittany Griner's clip saying in chat, don't give a fuck about the story. Oh, wait, Druff hates this guy. So, I don't even hate him. I just, I, I don't like him that much, but this is not someone like that I actively think about, oh, uh, you know, I really hate this guy. Oh, I, I hope something bad happens to him. Like, I, this is someone I really just almost never think about, good or bad. Uh, but I have a less than neutral opinion of him, but it's not like a strong opinion about him. I don't, uh, this is not someone I'm glad to see fall, shall I say. It's just someone who, like, right. like you know, I, I think, oh, yeah, you know what, I kind of never liked this guy. But uh, it's it's not like that. Like, I'm not covering this. You because... know, I remember when I first heard of him or, I don't you know, whatever, met him or whatever you want to call it. I remember feeling bad because right when he broke out, um, he won the PCA or yeah, he won the P some, I think it was a PCA and he had a ton of money in net teller. Cause that's how, or, you know, they stars deposited and then he had a net teller and it was right when net teller went. Down. Oh yeah. You remember that? Whatever. Yeah. You remember him doing an interview and I remember, you know, watching it. He had like $1.3 million in limbo and it was in limbo for like a year. I don't even remember. What year was that? It was 07, and I, I, I kind of wish that I had bought some people's net teller money because there were some people at Commerce I was playing there, and there were some people telling me they had a lot in there. And they're like, you know, how much if you know, how much will you sell this net teller for? for? Like, like, if, like, how much will you give me right now for my net teller money in there? And, of course, I'd have to make sure they actually pay me. But uh, I turned it down because I, I kind of was nervous that 
it was never going to come back, that money, or it would drag out for many, 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 many years. So I just said, screw it. I only had like 18000 caught in there, and of course I got it. Everybody got it, and it wasn't even all that long. I think it was like nine months or something, but or maybe more than nine, but it wasn't that long. So shorter than the full tilt time. Do you remember what was your limit on that teller? How much could you have pumped in the stars if you wanted to just max it out? Um, Do you remember roughly? No, but so it was I, really, I think I was like around thirty, forty thousand. I was, was I was even higher than that. I was really yeah, high to where it was like like I was just. I it, what was so great about net teller and like stars they had like uh, they could like instantly withdraw to it too. So like it, it was really just a perfect situation where I could just move money anywhere online. I never had to worry about my online bankroll. And and then oh, what was also great is that on stars. You could do an insta cash deposit where stars yeah. would cover it, so I, I didn't that. have to leave money in Net Teller. I could have Net Teller down to zero, and then well, that's what I meant. That the, the insta deposit, yeah, the, that was so great. So like, yeah, so like you, yeah, you deposit, and then they, for no fee charged to me, would just instantly give me money on stars and take it out of my bank account in a few days. Now I never rolled them or anything, but it was great, like not having to leave money online, and just when I needed, I just do the instant deposit, and that's it. So yeah, it was great. It was too bad that it, uh, that was gone, but. Those those idiots who owned it came to the U.S. <laughs> they, they, yeah. set foot, they set foot on U.S. soil, and then basically they weren't let go until they. It wasn't that they did it separately too. It wasn't like they both just came together. Like they, was, you know what I mean? They both. Oh really? I, I didn't know that. I just knew that they yeah. both got caught, and I knew that uh, oh. they had to pay like one hundred twenty million dollars to get out of it, which was basically like like net tellers' profits up to that point. So <laughs> anyway, Real Talk is saying in chat. High stakes pros have questionable ethics. Moon landing. Well, I was going to mention that too. That high stakes pros, both online and live, are, are typically very selfish and self serving. And if they see an edge, uh, they're just going to take it. And they're, they're, it's rare that someone's going to just say, "Hey, this isn't morally right. I'm not going to take it." So, so I, I guarantee you, Ike Haxton saw this. Thought, oh, cool! I know who Noel Hayes is, and nobody else does. All right, sweet, and that's it. Like he didn't think, sit here going, <laughs> I have the edge, and you guys don't. And, like he wasn't, he wasn't doing this to be evil, but but he recognized he had an edge, and he's like, oh, cool! Like, wow, I, I know this, and no one else does. That's great. That's that's have helped to me. But he, I'm sure he didn't like take a moment to think about the fact that this was wrong. He just said, screw it, you know, I, I know who it is, and you guys don't, ha ha ha, and that was it. Like you know, like so, I don't think he did this to be. Uh, like a cheater, but uh, but unfortunately, he did this and and knew what he was doing, and as a stars pro, he, he shouldn't be there anymore. And, and and I think it's he's been around the poker community long enough with all the and seen all these different scandals to where he should know that gaining from this is wrong. I I, I can understand the argument that if he's friends with Hastings, that ratting the guy out it's 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 something that you'd like to see him do. But it's a lot harder to do. Think about if your friend was doing this. You know, do you do you go rat out your friends if you know they're breaking the law or breaking the rules or screwing someone else? Like it, it's very hard to do. It's always a, a a balancing act between doing the right thing for everyone else and being loyal to your friend. So I can understand not reporting it, but I, I can't understand gaining from it. He shouldn't have done it. I. I believe he wasn't doing it thinking that he's cheating as he was doing it, but he still shouldn't have done it. That's that's the way I see it. And uh, so, someone's mentioning Ivy and Edge sorting. That's a totally different matter, in my yeah. opinion, because the, he was up against the casino. He was not playing against individuals, which is a, a big difference because uh, when you're playing poker against individuals, 
Um, it, it, there's everybody should have the same is playing on the same footing, and it's all about your skill and your luck of who wins. Uh, but casino, they have a built-in edge against you, and they're and they're also not an individual; they're a large corporation, and it's it's much worse to screw an individual than a large corporation. Uh, I'm not saying it's it's fine to steal from a large corporation. I'm just saying that if if you're going to screw one, it's much better to screw a large corporation than an individual because uh, uh, human beings do not feel this as much. So, but but anyway, uh, this also wasn't necessarily cheating. He he was doing. I still classify this as advantage play. Now, if he had like the dealer helping him, that would be a different story. That would be cheating. But uh, this was uh, noticing something that the casino should have taken care not to allow happen and and basically setting it up in a perfect way to where he gains from it the most. But I, I didn't see this as cheating on the part of, of Ivy. I saw this as uh, exploiting something stupid the casino was doing. And uh, and basically the casinos exist to exploit stupid things that you do. That That's how casinos are standing is because uh, they exploit that you want to make bad decisions and gamble with bad odds against them sometimes a lot more than you should or could afford. So I don't feel bad for a casino when someone turns the tables on them as long as uh, you know people aren't outright cheating. So I, I don't think that uh, this is anywhere near the same as, as Ivan the Edge shorting at all, as someone said in the chat. But uh, anyway, that's. but as far as Haxton was concerned, I just don't like the fact that he's at a very high-stakes game Online, he knows that the fish is not really a fish, and is really his friend Hastings, and no one else knows that. And that's that's a pretty big edge. Even if he try, even if he tries to just ignore that, you can't ignore it. So, all right, let's let's take a look at uh, what we got next year. Let's let's talk a bit about. Oh, Brandon, we uh, you know because we lost you, I just jumped to this topic. But why don't you finish about yourself with your girlfriend and the uh, what happened to you yesterday? Finish that off. Uh, I'm sorry. That's all. I keep hearing an echo. I don't know what the really, I don't hear any. I don't hear any echo. Sounds yeah, good to me. If, good. You, if you want, we can call you back. You want me to call you back? Um, it's probably Skype. I, I, I hear you totally fine, but uh, if the echo is distracting you, I can call you back. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Let me hold on. Yeah, go ahead and call me back, please. All right. Can't ever get this right. He sounded good to me. There's no cutouts. Everything looked good. But he is getting an echo. And, you know, I, I, I kind of hope, Brandon, I kind of hope this is on your end or on Skype's end. I hope it's not on my end and I'm denying that it's it's my fault. And that it okay. is my fault. I mean, I'm looking at my – I'm obviously using Wi-Fi, but I, everything is clear on this end, so I'm not sure. Uh, you, you sound good to me. I'm still hearing an echo. Okay. Weird. I mean, I just have to deal with it. Um. Anyhow, no, I, that, in regards to the girlfriend, that, you know, that's really it. I – you know, okay. talk more about it some other time. But uh, so, yeah, what else? What, what happened yesterday that wasn't so good? I, uh, so, you know, I wrote a thread a couple months ago. I had some. Uh, <clears throat> I had a good friend of mine that was living at my condo, and unfortunately, he had, he had passed away, and it was I don't know in May. So I had rented out my condo. It uh, somebody, another friend of mine, had vouched for a young couple uh, that I did not know, and. Uh, said okay and you know someone i trust you know gave me their word and they know that they got screwed too it wasn't anyone that purposely or vindictively you know was trying to deceive me and uh so i had this young couple living in my place and gave them a really good deal because i just wanted them you know to take good care of it and uh they were behind on the rent 
and you know, mm-hmm. it wasn't a lot of money. Like I said, I mean, it was I don't know, like seven hundred fifty dollars is what I agreed to charge them. Uh, that's far below what the market value is, and uh, I kept getting excuses, and uh, finally got to the point where I was like, you know, I need some money, or you know, I'm going to have to ask you guys to leave. I mean, they were like, I don't know, twenty five days late, you know, and owing me money. So, end up uh, not hearing anything, and I made, you know, not threats, but just basically what I just said. You know, I need to get paid, or you know, you can't stay there. And I just went about three days without hearing anything, and then I went over there yesterday. And something just told me that something wasn't right, and I actually went inside. And you know that was the first time I had done that. You know, so, you know I respected their rights, and they were gone. And the condo was literally—you know—I sent you the pictures, and it was trashed, and there was a little bit of vandalism to it. Um, and I'm—you know—I was a little confused because it wasn't hostile. You know, I don't so, know. so wait now, did they leave right when you told them, "Hey, you got to pay up, or you're going to be gone"? Yes, and yeah. They, they, so they more they like in a forty-hour, forty-eight to seventy-two-hour time frame. Yeah, I'm, I can't figure out when exactly, but I have a window. By, by the way, just just to make you feel a little bit better about this, I, I've brought on some emotional. Sorry? support. I've brought on some emotional support for you. Uh, Trader skis here. Trader oh, let's go. Trader skis. What's up, buddy? I miss that little voice. How you doing? I'm good. How you doing? Good. Where Where you been? We I've started been about an hour and twenty minutes ago. Back from yeah, my got sucked, in, got sucked into a few things. That's okay. You know, it's a it's it's just a revolving door of this show. You can walk in, you can walk out. It's fun. So, all right. So, so Brandon. So these people left, and the place was uh, it was trashed. It was in bad shape. Oh, there was cat shit like on the floors. Uh, I guess you know they had a couch I knew about, but there was cat shit, cat litter. I mean, I sent you pictures. There was shit everywhere. You know, dishes piled high, food everywhere. I mean, it was pretty bad. Now, you said they. And, you they know, it's them- actually funny just to actually uh, put put you know salt on the wound i had agreed um just because again i I am a trusting person they didn't have money at that time to put the electricity in their name because uh i guess they needed a deposit you know whatever it was so i had had the electricity in my name and since they moved in i'd gotten money and whatever the bill was um but you know now i'm going to get screwed out of that too and when I got there, the literally the air condition was on 58 degrees, which is actually the <laughs> lowest it can be set. I'm like, really? Like, you know, not, I mean, you know, seriously, it was on 58 well, they, degrees. They probably did, they did it on purpose. Yeah, that's right. That's what I'm saying. Right. Salt to the wound. Um, and again, I don't get it. It wasn't hostile. Like, I mean, yeah, it was, you know, when I'm not getting money after being patient for a long time, getting stalled, I'm like, yeah, you know, you have to leave. You know, there's going to be a problem. You know, you can't just live here for free. But it wasn't like, you know, anything bad. I mean, you know, it wasn't. You know what I mean? Like, I was very shocked. I did not expect that outcome like that, to walk into that. So I, that was what happened yesterday, and then I was there, and God bless my dad. He, You know, he lives here in Vegas. We're very close. He came over and helped me just start, you know, cleaning up the mess a little bit just to make it decent. So I'm going to have to obviously have a cleaning company come in and have the carpets redone. Wow. And so, that, fuck, that you... condo is just fucking like a fucking <laughs> nightmare. <laughs> I mean, I'm never living in there. I've had, you know, the one incident that, you know. You know about yeah. my buddy passed away in it, and you know this like it's, yeah. It's, I keep thinking like, like nice. every time it's your condo over and over. So so <laughs> now, these these people you mentioned they they took some stuff too that they shouldn't have taken. Yeah, I had um, some furniture and some other things that were my buddies, my friend, my my friend Phil that passed away, and I'd given his family some money for it. Just you know they didn't know what to do with it. They you know were grieving and they couldn't. Start going on Craigslist and selling it, but there were things that were worth, you know, money, and I figured I'd keep it or I'd sell it or, you know, whatever. Just wanted to help them out, and uh, 
they didn't have a lot of furniture when they moved in, so I thought, you know what, all right, this will actually work. You know, I can help you guys out. And, uh, you know, we're talking, there was a computer, a computer desk, some small electronics, some small furniture, things like that. Um, and, you know, they ended up taking that when they left, which really pissed me now, off. Now, do you know where they are now, these people? Uh, they're, they're somewhere in California. I don't know where. I mean, I know, like, I know somewhat where, like in Victorville and that area, because that's where they have family. But I don't know an address or, no. you know, I, I couldn't, yeah. And it's not worth, I mean, it's, you know, several thousand dollars worth of damage, but it's not worth getting an attorney and trying to track them down another well, state well, or anything yeah, like that. Suing them across state lines is very tough for something like this. Pain, yeah. It's very tough. So it's just a lesson learned, like, you know, there's nothing I could do. Just, you know, that's the hardest part of, of, you know, I mean, it was perfect. I had a really good friend. I could trust him. You know, he took care of the place really, really good. And Well, what about a, a security deposit? They didn't leave one? No, no, uh, no. Yeah, you should get that in the future. But, then that'll, uh... I, well, I, I know that. I'm not, it's just I thought I was really helping out a young couple. You know, yeah. it wasn't, uh, I don't know. Just live and learn, brother. You know, that's all I can say, so. I dealt with that all day yesterday, and I knew right when I walked into him, like, there's no way I'm going to be done. There's no way I'm going to have any uh, any interest in doing radio. You know, I always have to want to feel good, be motivated, you know, be in a good mood. Um, if not, you know, I really can't hide, you know, just, you know, you know my, my jokes and just my spirit. So I just knew it would suck. And, uh, you know, I appreciate you postponing it for that reason, but... Uh, yeah, it's 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 a mess in there still. My dad was there for a little bit today. I'm gonna be there all day tomorrow. There's just a lot of stuff to be cleaned up, and like I said, I have to have the carpet replaced. But you know, nothing that can't be fixed. And like I said, I'm never I'm never living in that <laughs> fucking condo. Unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> one problem. But, uh, I, I hate to see the next thing with the next tenant. It just gets yeah, worse and I, worse. I, yeah, I know. I know. It gets worse and worse. But, but, well, this is what the thing is. This I, it's ridiculous. Like I tried looking up. You know, this was a while ago. Uh, property management company, so I wouldn't have to deal with it. But the amount of money they want and what they require, like it's 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 ridiculous. No, it's like, it's crazy. And I guess I guess you know if you had like a bunch of properties, but for one property, and that's all we're talking about here. That's you know that I'm renting. It's 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 a lot of money. You have to give like two thousand dollars down, and they take the first month's rent. Everyone, every place wants the first month's rent, so they're taking like you know two thousand down that. They keep an escrow to fix certain things, you know, which I'm paying for anyhow. Then the first month's rent, then you have to pay them for advertising. It's just it's a lot of money. Then they want like 10% or $200, whatever's higher of what the rent is each month. I mean, it's a lot for nothing. Yeah, what, so. they, what they're doing basically is they're, they're taking advantage of people who, who have property that either don't have the time or don't have the desire or, or even don't know how to manage property. Like let's say, let's say uh, you know, your parent dies and leaves you some property. And you, they're, they're renting out. You go, I, I don't know how to do this. I don't want to waste my time with this. I don't know how to do it. Uh, you know, you call up a property management company. That's a, they, they know people will pay it. But, uh, but yeah, they, they do rape you. So it's, I understand why you don't. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't hire one either. I would, I would definitely do it myself. Now I'm just going to let it. You know, I'm going to fix it up and just let it sit idle. until I find somebody that I know and really trust, like someone in my life or somebody, you know, an older couple or just somebody I can, you know. I'm not just going to put an ad up and go through this shit again. Yeah. It's so anyhow, um, that's that. I have a beautiful girlfriend. She's sitting right across from me. I'm very happy. Uh, like I said, it was about a year friendship. I mean, it was like a year friendship, no sex, no fooling around, Mm -hmm. just kind of like getting to know each other. And then the opportunity arose. We were both were single and, um, we've been together a lot, you know, since we started dating and it's really, it's really good. I think this is a wonder I think this is going to be the mother of my first child. Wow. 
Wow. Yeah, I've never said that before. I, mean, I don't have any kids. I mean, you know, we've talked, you know, you know, I, I really don't. And I've never said this about anybody. And you guys know my history. I mean, you know, I've always been open about my relationships. But I'm going to say, and I, I wrote this in one of the, I think it was like the random thread or one of the threads, that long-running threads on Poker Fraud Alert, that I predicted that by December of 2016, that this young lady is going to be the mother of my firstborn child. Wait, so when did we'll you see. say this? I, I predicted this, I don't know, maybe two weeks ago, and it was in a thread on... Uh, oh, really? I, I guess I missed it because I was on. I, I was away. I, for those of you that don't know, I was on a vacation for 14 days. I, I drove one way from L.A. to uh, Seattle, and it stopped many places along the way. So uh, 11 different hotel rooms, and uh, then I left the rental car in Seattle and, and flew back to L.A. So it was a uh, it, it was a long trip, two weeks, and I couldn't do radio during those two weeks. So I took them off, and uh, you know I, I didn't mention the trip specifically beforehand because I, I just uh, you slipped up though. You kind of I remember when we did the the, the last uh, show. Uh, you made that comment about if anyone fucks with the forums, you're not going to be able to, and then you stopped yourself. <laughs> it's like, well, you know what? Actually, I still count on my phone. No, no, no. <laughs> I, no I actually, I was, I was really going to say that. I was actually, and it was true. I, I actually read, uh, I shouldn't say all, but uh, uh, a good deal of the forum. Usually, when I was like on the toilet, like I'm serious. Like I would, I'd be on the toilet and I'd be looking at my phone. So like, I, I always had access to turn on my computer and and. Uh, take care of anything that was going wrong. But since nothing happened, I mean, the forum kind of slowed down during the time I wasn't there. But other than that, yeah. it, it didn't uh, it didn't have anything going wrong, so I had no reason to go on. So I actually, I, I didn't turn on my computer very often while I was on the trip. But if if someone was, like, bombing the forum in some way or, or it developed some issue, I, I could have at any point have gone on. I w- it wasn't this type of trip where I was ever isolated from the Internet. But, but do you even have any enemies anymore? Like any real form enemies? After you snuck into that ski team thing, didn't that kind of end all that for good? Well, that type of stuff it did. But uh, you know, we still have uh, a certain individual uh, across the country who's uh, obsessed with harassing me, and yeah, you, you never know just what might happen at any time. So, oh, is that still going on? Oh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. So, it's, 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 that guy's not going to quit until uh, Jesus, until, relentless, huh? Yeah. That's he literally little, lives for you, huh? Well, yeah. There's there's certain people who just don't have anything else going on in their life, and the, that that's the worst type of person to become obsessed with fighting with you. Because uh, while a more normal person will say, "Okay, well, I have other things in my life to live for, and that I uh, I don't want to waste my time on this BS anymore." When you when you literally have nothing going on except for a fight with someone on the internet, then that becomes your focus. And for you to give this up is like giving up the one thing in your life. So it's hard to do. So. That's uh, that's the tough type of person to deal with. So, that's yeah. unfortunately what you become a magnet for when you you run this type of site. So, anyway, uh, let's uh, let's let's see. The, oh, so let's uh, talk about. No, sh- I'm looking at the agenda when it says poker and current events. Is that literally the first thing, or is that just that we're going to talk about how we're doing poker and current events? Like we don't do the current events now, right? No, no. It's just, you know, it's just to talk about the format change. Okay. Yeah. So now, what are we under now? Uh, on, we onto the, the Sheldon Adel- the, the Sheldon Adelson yep. thing. Mm-hmm. So you you can listen to this video. Hopefully, it'll come through. Hopefully, let's see if you can hear a sound effect. I'm going to play a sound effect for you. Can you hear it? 
Please say you heard it. I heard it. What about you, Brandon? Brandon? I think Brandon's having another quickie. <laughs> or he's messing with me. Brandon. Don't let me put on the crackets again. I'm sorry? Did you hear the, the sound effect? Where'd you go? I went to go put a blanket over my girlfriend okay. sleeping on the couch. You know, I, I hate to say it, but uh, part sorry. of me wishes you were still single. <laughs> Like, like every second you're disappearing here, but all right. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. All right, so. Uh, I didn't think you'd miss me. Sometimes you talk for, I've done, Druff, I've gone and made a meal. I've made spaghetti. I've, I've, I've fucking grilled a steak. I mean, when, and you didn't even know I was gone. I, I know. know. That's, that's the problem, but you, you just never I've had, know. I've had meals. I've taken showers. I've, I've, listen, I was honest. I once jerked off during a session of the show. <laughs> I mean, I went left. I'm like, you know what? I'm in the mood. As, as long as you weren't listening to me. Or no, as, not at all. As long as, I, as, long as, I, didn't, as, long as I didn't uh, inspire no. the session either. Uh, come on. No. Okay. No, not even close. Okay. But, I mean, I've done – I mean, I once left and I went and picked up some food, some takeout Chinese. <laughs> you didn't know I was gone. I mean, I, I just I, – I can't I'm, imagine how you'd go jerk off during radio. Like, I, I never have that urge during radio. Never. I mean, it just, I saw something, I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't know what it is, I just, uh, during radio, I just don't, I don't feel that way at all. This was actually during uh, the old days, and then okay. I, I remember what it was, actually. Someone had sent me a video or, or, or you know, something, and then that kind of inspired me, and I clicked on another yes. link, and clicked on another link, and then before you know it, I just kind of became, you know, disinterested with radio, and went uh, to the other computer, you know, grabbed some lotion, and <laughs> it was showtime, I mean, what can I tell you? <laughs> Great. All right. But, um, so, yeah. So I'll turn on. But when you say that, you mean uh, when you say that part of you wishes I was still single. You mean that you think radio is going to lose a step? Well, now? no, no. Just, just so you're here and you're not leaving every second to put a blanket on her or something else like that. I mean, I once left, literally. Okay. You know, to go get Chinese. You're talking about lock poker. I went to go get Chinese food. I tipped them. I had a conversation with a Chinaman. Came back, started eating. You're still talking about lock poker. Well, you that's the problem. We don't have, but we don't really have lock poker to talk about anymore. So that's why now you have to be more present. You can tell the David Baker story. <laughs> okay, so let's uh, let's get over to the Sheldon Adelson topic, and I want you to listen here. here to this. Uh, you hear the sound effects when I play them, right? Because that's, yes. I do. Okay, good. That's that was the test. That was how I realized you weren't there. Like like Trader Ruski, he piped up and said he could hear it, but then oh. I'm like Brandon, Brandon, and there's like nothing. Oh, Trader Ruski, what's up, buddy? Is he still here? Yeah, of course. I'm still here. What's up? What did you do during the hiatus, Trader Ruski? You need to. I know it takes some time. It took me some time, but you have to kind of give a little something to the audience so they can. It's like a movie when they say, "But you really didn't expand on the character. We didn't really get to know them or him." You know, you have to bond with the audience. And yeah, that, dur- during the hi- during uh-huh. the hiatus, a lot of work. Caught up on some fantasy football uh, studying, getting ready for my drafts. Who's the Who's the consensus number one pick this year? It's all over the place. I think it's either. Uh, I think it's probably Charles. Stole Jamal Charles, huh? Wow. Okay. Did you go on any vacations? Do anything special with the lady? Take the kid? Anything? Yeah, I went up. My mom lives in uh, Pismo Beach. Went up there for a few days. Oh, nice. Everyone really did something. That's cute. You know, when he started talking about uh, fantasy, I, like my mind went to the wrong place just because of what you just said, Brandon, like uh, yeah. a few minutes ago. I'm so, I'm so glad it was fantasy football when he expanded upon it. So, all right, uh, here's a video from Sheldon Adelson, or not about Sheldon Adelson, by a guy named Tim James, 
who is trying to establish in this nine-and-a-half-minute video, which I'm only going to play part of, that Sheldon Adelson, who is trying to defeat online poker's legalization, is a hypocrite because there's underage drinking, underage gambling, and prostitution taking place in Sheldon Adelson's property, the Venetian. So let me let me get to... Uh, why is this video freezing? The videos are not loading well tonight for YouTube. It's like it's like sitting here just spinning, spinning, spinning. No idea why it's doing this. I think I have to reload here. What a pain in the ass. I shouldn't count on YouTube for this radio show. Yeah, YouTube's been kind of acting weird for me, too. Yeah, Is it, it just kind of like in that little zone where it's just circling and circling? Yeah, it's just not... YouTube hasn't been working well I can't tell over the internet who is underage. I can't tell who is not gaming responsible. This is uh, Sheldon Adelson talking about why internet poker shouldn't be legal. Wherever we can control it, we should control it. I can in the casino. So that says, Sheldon Adelson is the third richest man in the U.S. He's single-handedly waging war against legal and regulated online gaming. Adelson, he wants to protect the American people from, quote, sin activity. I do like the music, though. I took two different people undercover into your casino. Both of them were age 19. Here, we're not supposed to allow underage people to gamble. Yeah, she just gave me the money. She didn't even ask for ID. Multiple employees walked by. He played multiple machines. He bought in. He cashed out. And he also played poker. No ID at all. Oh, my goodness. Playing poker with no ID at all. Can you believe that's happening? I decided to see if I could go into your casino and pick up a prostitute at the bar. What's your name? Why don't we leave? How about a thousand? <laughs> He's not a very good negotiator. You, you pick up a hooker in the casino, I think he can do better than a thousand. Unless you like a really, really hot one, but I think like the mid-level hooker in the casino, I think you can do better than that. prostitution. It's happening all over the place anyway. How many times have you worked here in the Venetian in particular? Ungodly enough. It's very easy for you to work here, would you of say Of course. That? All the rich guys come here. How much are you willing to spend to stop online gambling? Whatever it takes. Shelton Edelson, underage gambling, underage drinking, prostitution, exposed. Who did this thing again? Some guy named Tim James. He has like a like a um, he's like, got like a bald from. guy with a beard and uh, Tim James. You can tell he's already trying to make this thing sound cool with the music. Is he a poker player? I think I'm Facebook. I, I've, I never, I've never heard of him before. I'm the largest company. I'm larger than all the other gaming companies combined. They're showing some fact about how big the... Uh... Why does this person, who is currently the third richest man in America, single-handedly funding the fight against online poker? I wanted to understand exactly what his rationale was. So then he quotes himself, this Tim James. He puts, quote, I wanted to explore the main points behind Sheldon Adelson's arguments against online gaming. Surely what he preaches must also practice. I was shocked and appalled at what I found, dot, dot, dot. Dash Tim James. So he's a, he's actually quoting himself in his own video, which is kind of weird. 
Like when I saw that, that was my first red flag that I'm not going to like this video. Here, we're not supposed to allow underage people to gamble. How do you do that on the internet? How do you do that on the internet? Seems like a reasonable question. We are going to sign up for WSOP.com and see what happens. What happened here? This one denied me and wouldn't let me make an account. Uh, we're going to cover this a little bit later in this segment. But I'm curious, do underage people gamble in your casinos? I decided to go undercover into your casino. <laughs> Now, keep in mind, Tim James is way over 21, so you know, he can gamble, of course. So he has other people working for him while he's filming them secretly. A person with a fake ID not only went into the Venetian and was able to gamble on a fake ID, she was able to gamble on slot machines, she was able to gamble on dice, she was able to gamble on blackjack, she was able to gamble on all of the machines and poker. What happened when you went to play poker in the Venetian poker room? I went and put my name in on the list, and then as soon as they called me, they told me to go to the table, and I went and I sat down and bought in for 200 And then the waitress came over and asked if we wanted drinks. She was served cocktails five times. An underage gambler can go five into times. your casino, no. be served alcohol, and gamble. Maybe fake IDs or like kryptonite to the real casino. So I decided to take our production assistant, who is also 19. We took him into the casino with no ID at all. Oh, my goodness. See, this is what's bothering me here. Um, yes, technically it's illegal in Nevada and, and actually all U.S. states to gamble or drink when you're under 21. That's true. Technically, a 19-year-old should not be allowed to do this. But that was never Sheldon Adelson's point. Sheldon Adelson... And I don't believe in this point, by the way. I think he's full of crap. But Sheldon Adelson was trying to make the point that we need to not allow regulated and legalized online gambling and online poker because kids will end up playing it. And when he says kids, he doesn't mean 19-year-olds. He means teenagers, 12-year-olds, 11-year-olds. That's what he means. He doesn't mean people who are of legal age, legal adults, but just not legal age to gamble. He's not trying to protect the 19- and 20-year-olds. So uh, so the fact that they could bring in 19-year-olds and have them get away with doing a little gambling and drinking in the Venetian is stupid. Why are they doing this? What's the point? It's uh, um, Now, maybe the Venetian should be IDing a little bit more. Maybe they're slacking off on that. Maybe they, uh, they, they, they're supposed to ID like anyone who looks under 30 or under 28 or whatever it is. And so obviously, some employees are slacking off. But the truth is it's very tough when you have a large company, to have every employee act competently. In a perfect world, uh, Sheldon Adelson's uh, employees would all ID anyone who looks young and be able to recognize a fake ID, but uh, a lot of them won't be able to. And uh, this is just a pointless video. I think this is uh, like a dumb thing to attack the guy for. Yeah, so a few 19-year-olds... You know, within a couple years of the Venetian opening, uh, somebody can do a quick Google check. They were fined a staggering amount of money for fixing a contest. Yes. At a gaming yes, that, I remember that. Yeah. They, the guy uh, lost a lot of money. A lot of money. He thought he was on such a bad run. And, you know, he was a really rich guy. And uh, just thought his luck was just awful. They orchestrated a high roller contest that he could only, that only, that only he would win. And it was for like a, I don't know, like a $100,000 car or something like that. And I'm not sure. I, I think somebody obviously just was a whistleblower, but obviously the Nevada Gaming Commission got wind of this, and uh, they were fined several million dollars. Yes. Um, yeah, I remember. It, it was, that. Yeah, 
And there's been other occasions where there's been, uh, you know, like you mentioned, underage drinking. That's been a constant problem. There. They've been cited several times for their bartenders, uh, you know, not not IDing or, you know, just people on the property that are serving alcohol. Another thing that's really amazing to me about the Venetian is, and I, I'm not there a lot. I don't, uh, I don't know. I, I don't, I can't really even say to you if it's because of the Sheldon Adelson thing, I guess, now probably is a little bit more than it was in the beginning. Like I think I still played in a couple of tournaments there over like the last five or six years, but now I don't even. I'm rarely there. But one thing that's always interesting about going to that place, especially at night, is it's just hookers galore, and it's so obvious that they're hookers. And I see them, you know, they approach me, they come up to me, and they talk to me, and they, you know, see well, them talking to other people. You would think like you know a guy like that with you know who preaches such a moral high ground. I mean, this place is really overrun both. Venetian Palazzo. I mean, you can't. You go there on a Friday. Well, Saturday I, I don't night. think he must not be aware of this. I, I think there's certain. I, th- I think certain uh, uh, employees are just not doing their job. He's, I forgetting the moral part of it. Uh, I don't believe it's beneficial to the Venetian to have hookers running around there because for every guy that wants the hooker to approach him, there's several who don't, and and uh, it's uncomfortable to be approached by uh, by hookers when you're. They're minding your own business in the casino or at a casino restaurant or whatever, a bar or whatever. You, you don't want to have that whole conversation where first you think, oh, this hot chick's interested in me. Oh, wait, I wonder if she's a hooker. Oh, wait, she is a hooker. Oh, now i got to get her away. Like, uh, it's unpleasant. You have that experience. You don't want to come back. And, uh, and, that's what, yeah, and the majority of guys are not there to pick up hookers. And even if there are a lot who do, uh, the ones that will be chased away from, by this, I would think, would far exceed the ones who would find it as a plus. To have hookers there, so I I think that just certain people are just not uh, doing their job enough to chase them out, and uh, I don't even think it makes good business sense to have them there. And I, I made this point there. I just I, I just think this video is is not showing anything that's uh, th- that's really that interesting or shocking or really has much to do with Sheldon Adelson's positions on on these things. It's it, to me, it's like um, you know, so so a nineteen year old plays. Gamble there with a fake ID, or can even sometimes gamble without a fake ID. Okay, you know that 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 doesn't have anything to do with Sheldon Adelson's argument that actual minors can be playing online poker. They're two totally different things. Of course. So, so I think this. Uh, now, I, I think this is interesting stuff. What you're saying here, which which is his video didn't really make this point. His video didn't seem to make the point that it's worse at the Venetian than at other properties, which seems to be what you're saying. He's just saying, oh, well, look, Sheldon Adelson says there shouldn't be underage gambling. But look, here's underage gambling with a 19-year-old. <laughs> and look, uh, I could pick up a prostitute here. <laughs> but like, he doesn't make the point that at other properties this is not happening as much. So you're saying you've observed that uh, there's more underage drinking and more prostitutes at the Venetian than at other strip properties of the same caliber. Yeah, I, I, I have. I mean, Steve Wynn uh, has actually made it a point you know, with the security staff, um, you know, with, with just people that work there to 86 hookers, make it, you know, f- make them feel welcome. He famously actually threw out a hooker out of his own place. I, I, we talked about that on a prior show. I don't remember. It was a couple of years ago, but he was actually in his place, and there was somebody that either, I don't know how he knew it was, but he literally got into a fight with her and tossed her out. Do you remember this? For the reason I don't. Let me, uh, I'm going to try to pull this up, the article. Um but uh, and, and ever since I've lived here, and you know, it's going on 15 years. That's always been an issue there. I'm just googling this here. I'll read the article. It was a while ago, maybe even longer than that. Um, 
I mean, I've, but, I've had uh, seen hookers uh, at so many properties in Vegas. I mean, like in Bellagio, when you walk back from the poker room towards the South Park at late at night, there's a lot of them kind of like, at least there used to be. I haven't looked in a while, but there there used to be a lot of them sitting like by themselves at slot machines that are like along the hallway that you walk down to get to get between the poker room and the self park, which is a pretty long walk too. And uh, I, I don't know for sure, but they, they definitely look like they're hookers and they're sitting by themselves and they seem to be looking at you as yeah. you walk by and they, they want you to say something to them. They don't approach you, but, uh, but it, it seemed to pretty clear to me what they were. Yeah, I'm still trying to find this article. but Then, then I had the yeah. two that were at, uh, at, at Caesars one time when I was just picking up food at that uh, central place at 5 in the morning that kept, uh, well, I'm waiting for them to give me my pickup food. They keep saying, come on, sit down with me, sit down. Oh, yeah, here we go. This was, uh, what year was this? This was, oh, wow, it was longer than I thought it was. But there, there's a bunch of other, <clears throat> excuse me, there's a bunch of other issues that he's had over the years of prostitutes. This one was in uh, August 5th, on August 5th of 2008. And again, I just Googled it, and you know, you're going to see a lot of stuff. Wynn Resorts chairman and CEO Steve Wynn was slapped in the face at his hotel during a recent run-in with two sisters with a history of prostitution, Las Vegas police said. The incident unfolded about 9.30 p.m., J- July 25th, at, in the VIP Valley parking area of Wynn, Las Vegas. As Wynn headed for the doors, Sarah Corniti stepped out from a small crowd and propositioned him for sex. Wynn put his arm around the woman and continued towards the doors, where he told a doorman to summon security. Wynn held on to the hooker as she struggled to escape, and her sister eventually joined the fray and tried <laughs> to pull her sister away from Wynn, the report said. During the struggle, the sister slapped Wynn in the face. Both women had been banned from the property numerous times and were rearrested on trespass- trespassing charges. <laughs> they are known prostitutes, said Captain Brett Zimmerman of the Vice and Narcotics Bureau. When it was available, unavailable for comment, and I, like I said, I googled it, and he's—that's uh, my point. He's had a long history of just trying to fight them, get them off his property, just by taking whatever measures he could. Um, now, some casinos—I'm going to be honest—I've I've just lived here and I've I worked in the casino industry. Have a lax attitude about this. They, you know, there's basically a lot of casinos have an unwritten rule with hookers, as long as they don't interfere with patrons while they while they while they are playing. Uh, meaning you're not hustling money from them, you're not taking chips, you're not taking them off the game, that, you know, we let you kind of do your thing, you don't fuck with us, and we let it go on. And the reason why that, that unwritten rule exists is they are a lot of people. Uh, I mean, I'm not one of them. The idea of ever paying for sex or, you know, just any of that's never appealed to me. It's, it's just not my thing, but they are. I mean, I, there are a, a Decent amount of people that come to Las Vegas like it's their own little uh, uh, Thailand, you know, out in the desert. You know, there are people that come here for the sex industry, the sex part of well, Vegas. I know, but what, though, what about what I brought up there, that, that a lot of people are going to feel uncomfortable when they're approached, even if it's not being taken away from the, the gaming table. I would think that would drive people away. I would think that would be unpleasant for a lot of people who either – you know, just don't like the idea of prostitutes approaching them or the, the heartbreak of being approached by what you think is a hot chick interested in you. And then you realize, uh, you know, after talking for about five minutes that they're actually, I mean, uh, this is Vegas, you know, I mean, people know where they are. If, 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 uh, if I say for the most part, you know, it's 12 AM, 2 AM, you know, in the middle of the night and you're a guy and a woman, you know, a woman or two women come up to you. I mean, you're probably not going to be offended. 
I mean, you made you know. No, but that's the point. You're not going to be offended. You're, you may actually be. You'll be happy about it. If, you know, if you're say, oh wow, an attractive girl going up to me. Wow, I wonder if she's drunk. I wonder if she's horny. Like, I wonder what she wants. And then she talks to you, and then you, you're like, all of a sudden, you it's like deflating to find out that this is actually a proposition, uh, you know, to pay for her, and and you're like, oh crap, not only. Don't I want this? And not only is this uncomfortable, but uh, this is disappointing. When I was all excited that she was wanting to talk to me, so I mean, unless you're in Vegas for the first time, or the second time, or the third time, because I was once that guy, and I was at the Palms, and I just had moved here, and the Palms had just opened, and that was like the hot place in Vegas. And I didn't know anybody; I didn't have any friends. Um, I think this was within a couple weeks of me moving here, and I went to the Palms, and I sat down at a bar, and I started just, you know, had a drink. I think I was playing video poker and a beautiful girl sat next to me and she started talking to me. I'm like, Oh my God, it's that easy here. I mean, really very pretty girl just starts talking to me and showing interest. And I was naive enough that it, it, it took literally to the point where money was brought up. that I didn't even know what the hell was going on. <laughs> I thought she, I mean, I'm just being honest. That was the first time. Listen, I grew up in a big city. I grew up in South Florida. You know, I, I wasn't, you know, in a small town, but I, until I had moved out here, I had never in my life seen a hooker. I just, you know, I, I wasn't in hotel lobbies. I wasn't, I guess, at places, you know, in South Florida that hookers would be. Never seen one. Never was propositioned by one. Was, didn't know what one looked like. Now, I like to tell people I have a hooker radar. You know, when I have my friends that are, you know, from out of town or, you know, just not really, you know, I don't know, just, just Vegas people. And I mean, casinos, I can spot them out. You know, and I have friends that literally say to me, is that a hooker? And I'll walk through the casino. Hooker, hooker, not hooker, hooker. I can just tell. I mean, you know, a lot of it's from working in casinos, you know, back in the day and actually dealing with them, you know, throwing some of them out, just seeing them, a lot of it just from, I guess, I don't know, I have a keen hooker sense, but I can tell, you know, just by tattoos, where they, how they hold their cell phone, what they're wearing, the way they look at you, the eye contact, I just can tell for the most part. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I, you know, unless you, you've only been here a, a handful of times, anyone that's an experienced Vegas pro is going to know, and no one's going to just be shocked to think that they're, one or two girls that are just randomly hitting on them that really just want to be with them. They know what the, what the deal is. Um, there's no, I, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't buy that. Uh, you know, anyone that's, you know, been here more than a couple of times, it's going to yeah, happen. Yeah, but, but even if you, and even if you know, it, it's still a pain in the ass. It's something you don't want to deal with. I remember when those those hookers approached me when I'm waiting for my food at Caesars. I'm just thinking, God, will they leave me alone? I just, I just want to get my food and be left alone here. I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to tell them no and say. And I said no. And they're, no, no, come on, come on, sit down next to me. I'm like, no, no, I'm okay over here. No, 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 no come on. What's wrong? What's wrong with us? Uh, like, like they're trying to get me to tell them why I don't want to come over. And I was like, oh, God, jeez, this is a, like I don't want to deal with this right now. I just, I just don't feel like it. And I, yeah. I have to imagine I, a lot I, of people would would feel that way. And with going, you know, I'm going to try a different property if it's like this year. That's why I'm just wondering why they allow it. It's just kind of strange to me. Yeah, I know there's some people who who like it, and it's a lot easier for them if the hook. And you know, the thing is, a lot of people don't realize this is a big a big misconception. People think that prostitution is legal in Vegas. It isn't. You can get arrested. They do stings. You know, for so people that are that are listening. Besides just the danger of it, because you know. I read about a lot. I, you know, I live here. I read the news, and they, they are often a lot of times, a lot of cases, tons over the years where hookers will rob you or they have their pimps. You know, most of these girls have pimps, or you know, they'll follow you and then the pimps will rob you. Um, you know, it's it's and like I said, you know, besides those risks, there's also you know they have stings all the time. People are arrested. Yeah, there's also there's um, also bait and switch things where they will uh, they'll they'll agree for some price, you know, to do what you want. You go up to the room. Uh, 
they get paid and either they, they make an excuse that they you know left something somewhere and got to go get it or, or you go to the bathroom and they run out or, uh, or something like that. Or they, they refuse to do what they promised and then they claim that you misunderstood and then you know, that uh, they're doing a lot less. And if you want what you, know, you were originally asking for, now you have to pay more. So uh, all types of that type of stuff going on. Yeah. So, um, you know, anyhow, people, that's a big misconception because of just, I don't know, the media and just the way things are portrayed. People think it's legal. It's not. You can get, you can get arrested and they don't just arrest, uh, you know, hookers actually, the customers as well. But right outside Nevada, uh, Clark County, there's a city called Pahrump. It's Nye County. It's about 45 minutes away. Um, they actually have, as you see billboards, even in Nevada, you know, on the internet everywhere. And actually out of every county in Las Vegas, there's only two counties, um, which prostitution is illegal. One is Clark County, which is Las Vegas, Laughlin. And uh, can't remember the name of the county, but it's where the capital is. It's Carson City, which also Uh-oh. is Lake Tahoe and, and Reno. But on all this – hello? Yeah, yeah, I'm okay. No, we're yeah. no, I hear I hear it. I hear the echo and I hear the fail. I don't, it's nothing on my end. I, I don't know what that to do. That is this one. That's echoing awful. I'm gonna, you're going to have to call me back again. You're in. We're, we're having some instability with the uh... – with the broadcast here, I, I see it. I may have to. Okay. I may have to reset the broadcast. Hang on a second. Let's see. Uh, I, I'm gonna try. I really don't want to have to do that, but uh, I may have to. Stabilizes. Yeah, they're saying radio cutting. <laughs> I shouldn't. I was messing with something while you were talking. To, I, I think we're stable again. Why would? Okay. I no, think, it's awful. The it's echo. awful. No, Everything it's okay. I see is coming back. Yeah, let me try one more thing. Let me try one more thing here. See if this is any better. Are we any better here? We uh, no, I think I think we're it look, to me it looks like it's improving. We okay here? Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. I think uh, the echo the echo seems to be gone. Yeah. So anyhow, I, uh, I don't know. Someone could look it up, I'll, or I'll look it up. But yeah, Carson City, you know, whatever the county is there, and Clark County are the only two counties in the state that it's illegal in, or yeah, that's illegal in. So if you ever come out here and that's your thing, you know, go go to Pahrump or go somewhere up north where it's legal and it's regulated. You don't want to mess with that here. Now, now I don't um, know about – I've never been to these places, but uh, are, what are the girls – I went once. What, I went once with uh, my buddy Steve the Bodyguard. So, I didn't do anything. Well, what are the girls like at, at these ones like Pahrump? Like are the girls uh, decent I've only been they... to one. It was uh, Sherry's Chicken Ranch. She was – geez, about a decade ago. And, uh, the, you know, I don't know if, if – that is just how the girls normally are, but most of them were uh, Eastern European, like they were Polish, uh, Lithuanian, um, Russian. Uh, and again, it was one time. I don't know. They, I, I think maybe there were maybe two American girls out of the whole lot, uh, and that maybe I don't know twenty twenty five girls came out. And uh, I, I don't know how it is now, but back then it was kind of like a, they were trying to build themselves as a resort. Um, they had actually hotel rooms where you could stay, you know, even by yourself or, yeah. uh, you know, with somebody if you wanted. And when you when you go in there, they have a restaurant, they have a bunch of pool tables, they even have uh, video poker and, and, you know, things of that nature. So it's not like you just go in there and women come out. If you want to just go there basically and hang out, have a couple of drinks, uh, you know, that's how it was back then. Um, and I think there's maybe four or five in southern Nevada. The majority of them are in northern Nevada. Yeah, no, by and, Re- kind of by Reno. Yes, and and in the small little cities north of Vegas. Yeah, like you yeah. drive up to Reno, you'll see them. You'll see the, you know, uh, yeah, the know signs what, all over. And, yeah, you know, I know. I know. Like, these, like Beatty is one of them. 
a lot of these small counties, that's where they get their revenue from, uh, you know, the taxing of it. Uh, I mean, there's so many small cities in Nevada. I mean, uh, you know, majority of people, how many cities can you name in Nevada? Most people can name Reno, maybe Tahoe, and then, you know, Las Vegas. Maybe you'll get a Laughlin there, but there are, you know, another hundred cities in here. I know, you know I know. Yeah. yeah, that you just never heard of, and they're very, very small. A lot of them are, you know, populations of like 2,000, you know, or less, 500 or less even. Um so, so, yeah, but, so yeah, the, like the yeah. X Factor is saying in chat, legal whore, whorehouses, from what I hear, will be the worst sex you will ever have, and it's mostly ugly women. That, that's kind of what I picture too. That the women probably aren't that no, good looking. In the they t- weren't. They weren't great. I remember even saying to myself, "Really? Like this is what the kind of girls are here?" I don't remember. I, I was not flattered. Um, I know sometimes, you know, it's not like I research this, but I just you know hear things. People tell me stuff. I know sometimes porn stars, when they're on break, I don't even know if this is anymore, but I know back in the day, famous porn stars, and right now I you know, couldn't even tell you like who the hot porn stars are or who you know, the breakout stars are, but they'll go up north because that's really where like the big-name money-making brothels are, and they'll do like uh, you know, a booking where they'll be there for like a week or so, and you know, they'll really? give you a lot of a notice, and they'll book clients, and I have to imagine it's pretty ridiculous what they charge. But I've, yeah. I've, see, I, I've seen, though, where I've seen that, but I, I haven't seen, like, where they're associated with one of the legalized brothels. I've just seen, like, like hey, I'll be in uh, such and such city this week, so let me know if you want to meet up. Or, like, you know, so they're just doing right. it illegally themselves. They're not associating. And maybe, you know what, maybe in today's day and age, that's how it is. You know, maybe that's, I just remember back in the day, like, you know, seven years ago, ten years ago, that, uh, I remember just reading all the time, or just you know hearing from people about about that. Um, and like I said, you know maybe that's how it is now that people just post ads and they just openly do it. Um, I could see why it would be better to do it the other way. Of course, you know it's legalized. I mean they test these girls every week. Um, you know, but again you're giving up money. I, you know I don't know the financials of it. But again, I went there once. I, I was curious. I mean I'm not gonna lie. It's you know I, I just the whole idea of it. Um, I had been in, you know, other countries where prostitution was legal, but it never occurred to me on a vacation to ever, you know, check it out. You know, I don't know. So did it one time, and uh, girls were not pretty. Uh, you know, it was a, it was a night. It wasn't a weekend. It was during the week, but we went we went to Pahrumpa, maybe it was like middle of the week, around nine ten o'clock at night. And I remember saying to myself, "Wow, like these aren't these girls aren't even really the class that I, you know, more or less paying for it." But even if I could meet them and want to be with them i was not physically attracted like they weren't yeah. pretty girl i mean they weren't nasty but they weren't there was nothing special like they just weren't like I don't that, know, you that, kind of that's, that's kind of what i picture and it says yeah. um and and uh, uh yeah it just for some reason i don't picture like the really hot girls signing up for that i just kind of picture them going still the illegal route and making more money well and that's that's a lot of it i mean i i remember from when i was at the hard rock hard rock and that was Ten years ago, uh, there are certain girls. I mean, these are like high-end, high-class escorts that could literally make ten, twenty. These are like Charlie Sheen whores, like that kind of money. I mean, he was paying like thirty thousand dollars a night. Remember that whole scandal came out with him, and they found checks. And yeah, I mean, there are girls that I've seen that literally could command like ten thousand dollars a night, and would fly in from Dallas or New York or you know other L.A. just for like Super Bowl weekends, and you'd only see them during the holidays or during you know times when there was something going on, a fight. You know, or just something going on big in the city, you know, easily could make fifty to a hundred thousand dollars over like a long weekend. Um, but I, you know, I, to me, I'm, you know, I know I've I've not a choir boy, you know that, but I'm like you, you know, when it comes to this, like that's something that I uh, I gotta be honest, I don't even know 
I mean, I, you know, let's take it to the next level. I don't know at this point in my life if I could even, you know, because obviously you're using protection, you're using a condom. I mean, that's not even a question. I don't know if I could even get aroused. Like, you know, but just, you know, maybe, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe if I was really intoxicated, that'd probably be the only way. I don't think I could actually, I guess what I'm saying is I don't think I could actually walk into a place like that now, stone cold sober, and finish touch complete. Does it make sense, Druff? Yeah, yeah, it, it does. <laughs> I, it just, uh, that's the other thing, like that. The whole thing with being with a hooker, it, it, what seems weird to me is like like the transition from like like you, this business transaction where you're paying them or where you've agreed to pay them, and then you just like get into the sex like like just going there. It just seems weird to me to okay, we're gonna have sex now, and then just like do it. It is like it, it would be hard for me to do. Like there's no arousal process. There's no process where you're. Uh, um, yeah, you know, where you feel the girl's into you and you're into her, like there's no kind of exchange like that. It's just you know it's a business transaction. Like the whole time, that's kind of how I felt about it. That uh, yeah. So that's I've never had the desire to do any of that. I I've sometimes been fascinated by the whole lifestyle and culture around the whole thing, but it's not something I'd want to participate in. Only something that I'd just want to like you know, know about or read about, but never actually be part of. So. And, I, and I'm serious about that. I'm not just saying this for uh, yeah, appearances on the radio. So, okay. Uh, Trey Ruski, what's your opinion on this, buddy? <laughs> Jump in there. My opinion, I agree with you, Brandon. You know, yeah. several episodes of Cops. And <laughs> they did replay a Howard episode uh, a few weeks ago where they had the guy out from the chicken ranch. And the daughters brought in their dads to win the trip with the with the uh, mom and daughter combo they had there. So I thought that was amusing. That's my opinion. Okay. So, uh, let's see where are we. So, so yeah, so anyway, that uh, we, we, we got to this from the Sheldon Adelson video about the prostitution, and that, that's kind of how it came from. But Yeah. Okay, I mean, yeah, so from, from what Brandon says, it seems like the Phoenician does kind of have a problem with that, but I think more from the – Attitude where they just kind of lax, where they don't feel like expending the energy or the resources to do anything about it, or or maybe they even think that uh, they don't want to interfere with what the customer may want. Uh, but I, I think that would have been a better point to make in the video than just these things happen here. Well, you know what? Like I said, at a casino that I'm not going to mention, I was actually told, unless somebody's been 86 and we know there have been problems before, this is like management. This is upper management. This is like high up there. This isn't like, you know, just some pit boss or, you know, shift boss telling me this. And unless they're breaking certain rules, like I mentioned before, let let them be. Hmm. Um, so that's why I'm saying it, it's, it's you know, because there, there are people that go in there that have $100,000 uh, $100, lines of credit or sometimes even more, and that's part of what they want. That's part of their Vegas ex- experience. They want to fucking, you know, fire away and, and win a bunch of money and celebrate by, you know, inviting a lady up to the room or they want to, you know, or if they lose a lot, they want to kind of lick their wounds and feel better by bringing a girl up to the room. And they don't you know you have to balance those too. I mean, we can save this for another show, but there's numerous stories, numerous times. I mean, that hosts have brought hookers and cocaine and all kinds of crazy shit. And that's how competitive, you know, the, the market is in this city for whales. I mean, I'm not sure now I'm out of the game. You know, I don't know what really goes on. But I know back in the day, I mean, there was a lot of stuff that, uh, I mean, it, it was 
very, 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 very competitive, and people would literally do anything they could, whether it involved well, yeah, money, because, drugs, because the, because the, the hosts would get a, yeah. a good commission on these whales, so they, uh, uh, even though they're not technically supposed to, if they if they feel they can provide this to the whale who's playing, and and no one's going to know better, they they'd re- much rather do that than lose the person. They anything to keep them there and playing, so uh, they can get in trouble for it. But a lot of them, they they take the risk, and it's it's worth it to them to take the risk. So uh, let's let's see here. Uh, this, I want to talk about this Candace thing that happened. This is, uh, and the reason I want to talk about it is because I, I've played with this type of player. I'm sure you have, and and I always have wondered, like, what is their story? Why why do they have this type of attitude where just money doesn't matter? So this is a story from F and Donkey. Who I've, I've met before. Uh, he's a nice guy. Uh, I've met him a number of years ago, actually. And this is what he wrote. I've played poker several times a week with a black kid named James in Kansas for a few years. James is always well-dressed, well-spoken, super friendly, and tips the dealers extremely well. I mean everyone in the fucking poker room liked this kid. James would come in sometimes, buy in $100 in the 1-3 game, and move all in every hand for 30 minutes, lose two grand, make a joke, and leave. We've always kind of joked that James must be a pot dealer, but the reality of it is we thought we really was. It appears we made a bad read. So here's what uh, James was really doing for money, most likely. Or at least the, some for, the, for sure some of the money. Derby police in Derby, Kansas, responded to the shooting to a shooting at an AT&T store. According to officials, a man tried to rob the AT&T store shortly after 9.15 a.m. Tuesday during the robbery. The suspect shot a customer several times. He shot a customer. She received multiple gunshot wounds and was taken to a local hospital in critical condition. Those who were there right after the shooting said they're still shocked when they saw play out. How could someone do this to somebody? It's just not right. She didn't deserve it, said UPS clerk Sherry Randall. It was a shocking experience for those who work nearby. A woman who works in the area says workers ran to her store for cover. Next thing you know, a girl just runs into my store and says, I think I'm getting robbed for a minute because she just ran in, no warning, screaming at me, telling me to call the police because she just got robbed and a customer is shot, said Angelisa, who works next to the AT&T store. During that confrontation, the suspect shot the patron multiple times. She's been transported in critical condition to a local hospital. Randall was working at the UPS store nearby when she heard the commotion that she ran to help. Scared to death, she was just crying she didn't want to die, Randall said. Randall said she was with the woman for about 15 minutes before the paramedics arrived. All I could think about was helping that woman, keeping her calm, and I knew he had, I knew he had done left. It didn't matter. Done left? <laughs> yeah, well, that's in Kansas. People still talk that way. Uh, yes. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure she was okay. Well, I mean, she, at least she's trying to be a hero here, but better than being, uh, you know, shying away from this and having good grammar. It was a frightening experience for employees as well. After a little bit, I finally got them to calm down enough to walk back to the store because they told me the customer got shot. I was like, we need to go back to your store. You have an injured customer. We need to go back there. So uh, anyway, I'm not going to continue with that. But the suspect identified through Cedric County jail records as 25-year-old Michael Phillips fled on K-15, which I guess is a highway there in Kansas, north towards Wichita. Police spotted Phillips' vehicle and pursued it to K-15 and Pawnee, where he hit a parked Wichita police car. The suspect is now in custody. 
Phillips was booked into the Sedgwick County Jail on numerous charges, including attempted first-degree murder, attempted first-degree murder of a law enforcement officer, three counts of aggravated kidnapping, felony, evade, elude, and aggravated robbery. So, uh, apparently, if this guy is robbing AT&T stores, uh, uh, either this is the way he was getting his money by serially robbing places, or uh, he really just, once he shot off all his money, this was the way he got more. But it, it's an interesting contradiction here, is that you have the guy who shows up, goes all in every hand, blind, $100, $100, $100, $100, until he loses like 2000 smiles, is friendly. Uh, F and Donkey called this guy the most carefree card player he's ever played against. So you would think someone like that is just someone who's so rich and doesn't care about money. Or as they thought, maybe someone who just has a lot coming in from some sort of illegal business and just uh, the cash doesn't mean much to him. $2,000 doesn't mean much to him. So it's so weird to contrast that between that and the desperation of robbing an AT&T store at 9.15 in the morning. And uh, that's so I, I don't know if this is the way the guy was getting the money, but obviously this is not really a, a, a nice, well-spoken, friendly guy. And by the way, he said the uh, the dealers were uh, very depressed when they heard about this story because he was the best tipper by far. They said he said he would win a big pot and sometimes chop it with a dealer. Dude didn't give a fuck. Isn't that strange? Like how how can you go from uh, from doing that to at the same time robbing an AT and T store at nine fifteen in the morning? So, and also shooting a customer. I don't know how that even happened. Like, why would you ever shoot a female customer? I, I doubt she was trying to be a hero and stop him from robbing the store. So uh, so that's... Uh, I, I just always have wondered. I've seen some, especially at the higher limit games, like, I'll see people come in who don't look like they're rich, don't look like they can even afford to be playing in the game they are, and not only are they terrible players, but uh, they don't seem to care about losing. It, it, and I've thought about what are these people doing for a living? What, you know, where's the money coming from? Like, am I playing against a drug dealer right now? Am I playing against? Uh, well, you know, you see a lot of them commerce where, yeah, clearly if you're there in the afternoon, you know, you know you're there. I mean, if you go there enough and you see people that are there, you know that you're there with business owners, people that are literally taking money from their business. Um, some of them, you know, comfortably, meaning that you know they have so much money that it doesn't matter. Some of them you can actually see them getting stressed, but you know there are a lot of people that have. You know, legitimate businesses, and they'll be at commerce all day, and they'll play every hand, and they'll play a certain way. They don't care. You know, they don't care. That's and they can just afford it. I mean, there are people. There are a lot of people. But there's others who look like they can't. Who you can tell yeah, are, are absolutely. Like you have no idea where the money could be coming from. They just don't seem like a likely person to have that type of money. Yeah, and then you find out years later that they're robbing wherever they worked, or swindling from you know their family, or you know, it's it's amazing. I mean, it really. Uh, I don't think anyone really could predict when the poker boom started all these little side stories that would come out, you know, in terms of just the addictions and what was uh, what was the story back in commerce a couple of years ago? Somebody like, wasn't there like a high stakes poker player that murdered his family? Or yes, there were actually, there were actually two poker players who murdered their parents. One was at commerce and a Korean guy or something who uh, who was arrested out in the two hundred four hundred limit game. The police came while he's playing two hundred four hundred limit and took him out and said, "You're you know we're taking you to jail." And he he murdered his parents for an inheritance uh, to you know, to keep playing poker. And then the, the more high profile case that's uh, better known is uh, Ernie Scherer, who is in Las Vegas. 
that uh, that drove all the way from Las Vegas to the Bay Area, probably like a 500-something mile drive to uh, the San Jose area to kill his parents for inheritance money. But he was, I don't know if this Korean guy, I don't know what his name was or I never heard what happened with that, but uh, Shearer was convicted in life in prison. And uh, he made a few mistakes. He thought he was really clever and was going to get away with it, but he made a few mistakes that, that got him. So they were able to prove he committed the crime. So he's he's in prison for life now in Nevada for the, uh, or actually I think in California for the murder. But that's where it took place was in, uh, in, in San Jose, California. But but anyway, but he drove all the way there from from Vegas to do it. So it's like a calculated murder. It wasn't like he was arguing with his parents about giving him money and he just flipped out and killed them. This is like he he drove all the way from Las Vegas to kill them. It's a pretty cold wow. guy, and I, I actually have played with him before, and I, I didn't really notice anything significant about him when I played him. Like I, he didn't come off as strange or aggressive to me. But uh, uh, there there was like a, a three part. Dateline special, some some one of those type of shows did a special on him, and I, I watched it. You can find it on YouTube. His name is Ernie Scherer, S-C-H-E-R-E-R. It's an interesting story, actually. He was actually also, uh, of course, this is nothing compared to the murders, but he was also a, a huge womanizer and a liar and like, cheating on his wife all the time. And you know, the women he would date, he would like pretend to be in serious relationship with them and tell all these different stories, and it was all just BS for fun. But you know, that's, of course, nothing compared to killing his parents. That was like a side story going on. He was actually still doing this. After, he was still doing this as he was suspected of killing his parents too. Like he knew they were suspecting him, and, and in fact, they they uh, they finally arrested him because it, it started to look like it was getting clear he was uh, that he was going to run. And he was, uh, in fact, one of the women he was dating, he was with her, I think, in New Orleans or something. He actually had with him like equipment to climb out the window. And she asked, like, why do you have this? And he made some kind of w- weird story about, like, uh, like what if someone breaks in the room? And you know, what, what if someone's at the door and wants to rob us? We have a way to get out. Some weird answer like that. So, uh, anyway. Uh, here, here's a text. And by the way, if anyone wants to text here, I forgot to give this to. Uh, 775-FRAUD-55, 775-372-8355. That's our main phone number. You can also call that number. If you want to call the Mount Charleston line, you can call that too, 702-430-1808. Here's a text from a guy who calls himself Mumbles Badly, who loyal listen to the uh, to this show. It says, sounds like this guy had a psychological need to look like a baller and used robbing banks and businesses to fund that illusion. It could be something like that. It could be that uh, whatever means, illegal means he was using to come up with his money, that uh, the, the goal was really to walk into these casinos and come off as this uh, guy everyone loves because he's just so carefree about money. So, in fact, that's kind of Peter D.C., who we've talked about before, who's who's never done anything violent to my knowledge, uh, but who's like a career scammer. I, I felt that one of Peter D.C.'s goals was to be admired by people and to be... Uh, he also had a big gambling problem, but he also loved to do favors for people with the money that he would scam. That was a big thing. He wanted everyone to look at him like a big shot and like a, a generous guy and a great guy. So yeah. maybe it's a Jeff, I need to take a bathroom break. Trader Risky, you there, buddy? I'm here. All, All right, good. jump in, buddy. You're, you're, on, yeah, okay. you're on, the, the, on the hot okay, seat. Bathroom, right, okay, bathroom break for Brandon. And uh, So we'll yeah. move on here to the next uh, topic while Brandon is uh, visiting the loo, visiting the water closet, visiting the— I'm surprised the, uh, you didn't get a cameo on the Dateline piece, uh, Druff. 
have talked to your PR person about that. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've got to. I've got to find a way to get on all these things. Uh, they actually come to me, all these different outlets, by the way. There's a, there's a myth, which is not true, that I was seeking out these media outlets so I could appear in things and uh, you know see my name in print or, or hear myself talk or watch myself on TV. Never, never once. They always came to me. And it, it's kind of the type of thing where one causes the other. Like they see me in one place, they go, oh, okay, well, you know, this guy talks about poker matters. Let's see what he has to say about this matter. And they contact me. Uh, here's here's a familiar voice. I'm almost afraid to put him on, but here he is. Team MLK, hello. Hello. Welcome. Ballin'. To Hulker Fraud Alert Radio. Shout out to Daredevil and Poker Pete. Okay. Uh, Team MLK, I hate to tell you, but uh, your nemesis bad guy seems to be missing. Well, who knows where he is. I'll tell you why I'm concerned, and others are concerned too. Bad Guy is a huge Pittsburgh Pirates fan. And if you've been following baseball, the Pirates have been doing very well recently. And uh, they are very likely going to make the playoffs. And uh, I'm just surprised Bad Guy has not appeared. Especially what really concerned me is when the Pirates swept a series against the Dodgers. If Bad Guy was present, he would totally have been around to rub that in my face. But he didn't. He's He's been gone. He hasn't called to the show. He hasn't showed up to the forum to post about the Pirates or to brag about them beating the Dodgers. Nothing. So I, I wonder what's happened to him. I, I don't have any comment in regards to that. But let's get on to the main scoop here. Um, I posted a form. Like, sorry, I posted in the form yeah. about how I predicted that Donk Down would be a fail, it would go under, and then now I'm predicting the Blue Jays to win the World Series, and they're the favorites. Like, how are they? But just, they're not the favorites. What are you talking about? They are the no. favorites. The Blue Jays are the favorites. According to, to what? The World Series. According to what? According to the online. What online? I, I don't see that. Well, look online. I, I've never seen that. I've never, I've never seen that anywhere. It was on. They're the favorite. MLB Vegas. Odds. They're the favorites to win the World Series. I don't see how that could be possible. Well, because they're balling. <laughs> no, the Blue Jays, first of all, are in second place with a 66 and 55 record. They've only got a 545 winning percentage. I know they made some moves at the deadline to make themselves better, but uh, uh, they're they're not even guaranteed to make the playoffs at this point. Like they 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 could easily not make the playoffs if things didn't go well for them. There's teams right on their heels. The Angels are right well, on their heels. Games ahead of the wild card. The Angels are right on their heels. The wild, the, the Rangers are right on their heels, uh, and then the Orioles are right on there. There's three, there's three teams behind them for the wild card that are close behind them. That um, like you know three games behind, but that's that's they're three games ahead in the wild card race right now. But that's not very much with uh, this much time left to play. So well, this, according to Bodog, uh, the Blue Jays, as of August eighteenth, they're plus four hundred to win the World Series. And and what are the other teams? What like what are the uh, the I Dodgers and the Cardinals? And sorry, I, I got it live. Uh, draw five to one is Toronto. They have the favorite Kansas City four to one. Oh, there we go. Dodgers well, not according to well, okay. Anyways, they were the favorite, but on Bodog <laughs> they're the favorite. But anyways, they're ahead of the Dodgers. That's all that matters. But they are one of the co-favorites. So it goes you, Toronto, KC, St. Louis, the Dodgers. Well, how, how about bragging about this if it actually happens? Right now you're bragging about the how you're predicting. You predict- predict it. 
Like, I was right about No one believed in me when I said Donkdown's going to be a failure. It's going to go on. I told you. Wait, when, did you say, when did you say that? On air. Check the archives. No, I knew Donkdown was going to go into the toilet as soon as I left. I, I knew it. I, I didn't say it, but I knew it. I no, knew no, that. No, I predicted that even when you were a part of Donkdown. Well, no, it wouldn't, it wouldn't have been gone if I was still. If I was still there, it would still be there. That's, the I truth predicted is, the site was going to fail even when you were there. But it failed because I left. It failed because I left. That's why it failed. That's that's the truth. It failed, and I'm not trying to be arrogant here. It honestly failed and went down because I left, and uh, uh, I I was a big part of the site. And uh, and it of course it didn't happen overnight, but within less than a year, it was it was totally dead. And but I predicted that three years in, in advance. Yeah, but you always said negative things. Every time you called in, you just said something negative. So you, it was like a broken clock being right twice a day. That's what it was. I didn't say anything. I negative. I fucking get to the topics and give you the heat. And even Daredevil said in chat that you were player hating on me last week. You didn't even give me a chance. Like you were just snapping me off clean because I was asking the tough questions. Well, you haven't been snapped off here. You've had a lot of time here. Let's see. How long have you been on here? How long have you been on here? Uh... It doesn't say the new Skype sucks, but you've been on a while. I've been on for, uh, well, yeah, I don't know, a couple minutes. <laughs> but you stopped me off clean last week. Well, sometimes I have to. Uh, sometimes I have to make sure that you're here in moderate doses. Well, according to the uh, the chat, which you don't read, uh, Brittany Grinner's clit has Toronto Blue Jays the favorite, so. Uh, TMLK is right. I can't. I can't even see how that is. It's they're 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 not even in a comfortable place to make the playoffs. Like they, I'm not saying they won't make it. I'm just saying that there, it, it wouldn't be a total shock if they missed the playoffs. Whereas a team like like yeah. like the Royals, I could never see them not making the playoffs. They're 14 and a half up. So that that by itself, the the, the fact that you have the uh, almost a guarantee to make the playoffs, like the Royals have, is huge compared to a team like the Blue Jays, which is three games up. Oh, how do they get so? How do they get so good so fast? What's going on in baseball today? That all these small market teams are just you talking about the Blue Jays? Not the Blue. Well, I mean, I mean, yeah, the Royals. Even I mean, a couple I mean, years Royals. ago with the the, well, the Royals, the Pirates. Well, the the, the Blue Jays made a lot of moves here, but uh, well, but I'm saying for a number of years, for I mean, not even years, for a decade plus, if not more, it was always the team that was you know in the top five percent. Maybe it'd go to like the top twenty percent in terms of spending money. That I mean. You, you remember that era where you just kind of knew, no matter what, that you just had no shot. Like you'd start the season with literally no shot, and they were just teams that you knew no matter what. Well, but now I'll, I'll tell like- you what part of it is. It's because the the contracts have gotten so large that um, you can end up spending a lot of money for free agents who don't pan out, and so you can have a very expensive team but really not have very much for it. And then at the same time, you can have young players who are who are very productive that you're paying almost nothing for. So so you you you. Multiply that a few times each way with a team that has a lot of good young players and isn't spending much on bad free agent contracts. Then you have the ones that spend a lot on bad free agents that uh, and and don't have many good young players. And that's how it can easily happen. That's why that's why these teams have a chance. Like the uh, uh, now it eventually comes back to bite them because they can't resign a lot of these players. But sometimes it actually can help in a way that if you can't resign someone who's going to go downhill anyway. Uh, I'm not saying it's good to be a small market team, but I'm saying that sometimes. The lack of cash to make a bad signing can actually be positive for you. But, Sorry yeah. to interrupt for a second here, but no, no, no. I got to talk to Drexel for a second. Drexel, this is the second week in a row where you've interrupted me. 
Now you were fucking. No, no, it's Team MLK. Well, I, okay. It's Team MLK. Well, they, they sound kind of eerily the same. No, I don't <laughs> think. Hold so. a second, Drexel. That's two Wait. weeks in a row. You've been Am I being ambushed here, Druff? I didn't even know that uh, we, we. Well, you were got You were in the in the loo there. I had to. Yeah. I took. I took. Drexel, rise before Zod. Now kneel before Zod. Don't you interrupt me like that again. Let oh, me boy. fucking finish what I'm saying, okay? See, money. He gave me a shout out. He says that I'm the best poster on the form. Etc. Etc. Don't be hating on me, okay? Drexel, show some love. I don't think it's what he said. Drexel's interrupting me all the time. I mean, I didn't even know you were here. Well, you just come in. I'm talking. <laughs> boom! You're fucking snapping me off. It's not gonna happen. Okay, Jimmy, okay. What, what else do you want to say here? I, I'm gonna have to snap you off soon. What else do you want to say? Yeah, this isn't. Go ahead, TMK. Okay, okay, you're more of kind of filler when Brandon was okay. gone. Well, hold on a second. Why are you guys player hating on? He's a fluffer. <laughs> Uh, I'm okay. Go ahead, buddy. What do you want to say? There. Okay, the... why... Hold on a second. Why are you player hating on me? I'm not player hating on you, buddy. Go ahead. We have a long agenda. I got a beautiful girl I'm staring at sleeping on the couch. You know, Jeff, I realized I like doing radio better alone. Pictures. Think... Huh? Pictures or didn't happen. Well, I've seen the pictures. So what happened? Doesn't matter. No, no. That's hearsay. I want pictures on the forum post. He, he, he... Druff will vouch for me. Yeah, that's really happening. Want, I want you to post something on the forum. You, you, you just want to jerk off to them. That's why. That's why you want to see the pictures. T-M-K is God beside her name. So I beside her on the couch. What's that thread? There's actually a thread. I posted. I'll just put it out there. I don't care. Maybe I'll bring some. Uh, what is that? The random. What's actually uh, the, the, uh, the, the official post dumb and random pictures thread. Yes. Well, I want to have some. I want you to put something beside her so I know if she's real. Like, I mean, anybody can find There's somebody. A picture of her and me kissing. Like, that's kind of real. <laughs> no, I want, it, I want a recent picture with. All T- right, that's it. That's it. Okay. Yeah. It's on uh, page. I think it's on page ninety-one. I'm looking at it now. Of the real and. That, that's where I had to. Brand, yes. That's page ninety-one. That's where I had to do away with it. When he said that uh, her kissing you is not real enough, he needs a sign. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's it. I really thought that was Trader Ruski yelling at me for a second. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Trader Ruski, you there? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. No, no, no. I, I'm here. I was on mute. You're appreciating my lack of uh, talking. Now, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, okay. Yo, it's, it's, uh, Trader Ruski is kind of, Trader, yeah. I hate to say it. Trader Ruski is kind of soft, Where and I can't even adjust the volume because if I turn him up, then, then I end up uh, – Turning you way up and you blow my ear out, so Brandon. So maybe Trader Ruski can just talk louder if possible. That would be. Uh, I'll we, do it. Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's that's nice and loud. Okay, so uh, next topic is uh, Christian Lusardi, the Borgata chip counterfeiter. We're not going to spend a lot of time on this because we've talked about it plenty of times before, but he has pleaded guilty to counterfeiting chips in that uh, Borgata tournament in January 2014. Uh, he had a 160 fake $5,000 tournament chips that he got into this event. And he had additional chips that uh, instead of disposing of in a smart way, he flushed down the Harris toilet. <laughs> So uh, then when they found them in the plumbing, they figured out what was going on, and he was arrested uh, within a week of when that occurred. Uh, Christian Lusardi was also arrested separately for a pirating DVD scam that he was running. That uh, I don't know if it was a scam, but he was pirating DVDs. 
and he pled guilty to that earlier this year. It seemed like he was going to get off for this because they didn't seem to be prosecuting it, but no, they were just waiting for him to have the conviction on his record for the DVD scheme so they could hit him with a stiffer sentence for this being a convicted felon. And it was okay to do this because uh, they were able to establish that uh, the DVDs were being done you know, before this. So even though it was ongoing, that he started with that before he started this, so essentially it was a previous crime. So uh, Lusardi was also was uh, he wasn't sentenced yet, but uh, and they also haven't decided yet whether the sentence for the DVD thing is going to be served consecutively or concurrently. I always thought uh, concurrent sentences are stupid because how can you serve two sentences at once? If you have a uh, five years for one thing and two years for another, how can you just serve five years and say it's done because I was serving those other two years while I was serving the first five years? Like you, you can't be in prison twice at one time. I never kind of understood concurrent sentences. And you know what? Another thing I never understood. I hate getting back to baseball, but I, I, I'm just remembering this now. I don't want to forget about it. How? How did? How? I never understood this, and I always wanted to ask. Every year, it seems like at least one team makes some kind of trade, but it's after the non-trade deadline. Today, obviously, the example is the Dodgers. How does that work? Oh, how can it be all this talk about trade deadline? No more action, but yet teams can still trade because they have to clear waivers. It's, it's so it's, they can, other teams can actually interfere with it if they want to. So any other team could have, and it's, what is it, based on your your, your uh, record, I assume? Um, no, no, just any other team can, can claim, uh, you know, can claim that they... Yeah, but how, okay, so how does it work, like, say somebody wanted to block the Dodgers from getting uh, Chase Utley today? Well, the, the thing is, though, they had to put them on these waivers, which uh, means when, uh, uh, if you're putting them on waivers, then that's, that's basically offering them up to any other team who wants to take them in their current contract. So if the ter- player with a terrible contract, he probably will clear waivers, and those ones can, can easily be traded. However, you're not going to be able to trade someone after the deadline uh, with with a, a contract that others would want. So if it's Wait, like- okay, I guess what I'm saying is, say two teams, say the Marlins or the Giants wanted the same player. How does that work? Oh, look, How- so let me tell you, let me tell you what, where it wouldn't work. Like let's say let's say the Marlins said we're going to trade Giancarlo Stanton. Well, well, okay, here's a better example. Say that say the Giants, who are rivals with the Dodgers, wanted either to prevent Chase Utley from going to the Dodgers or wanted them themselves. How does that work? Who can snap ship who? You they, get my they question? Have, yes, they have to be able to claim they, they can claim them. The, you know, you have to put uh, Utley on waivers. They can actually claim him themselves, and then uh, now the team can pull him back. It's not it's not like you can claim him and just get him, but they but they can. Uh, the, the player has to be put on waivers first. If they clear waivers, then they can be traded. So at that point, it can't be blocked. But uh, you, you put a player on waivers, and if they if they don't, uh, if a team wants so that basically, player, San Francisco could have picked them up on waiver. But I guess what I'm saying is, what happens but, if two teams try to pick them up? Well, no, but, no, no. But then, but then, but then, Phillies could have pulled them back, and that happens all the time, where they put someone on waivers, okay. a team goes for them, and they pull them back. But but the thing is that that prevents them from being able to be traded after the deadline. Where before the deadline they can trade with anyone who they want. So going back to the, the Giancarlo Stanton thing I was talking about, uh, he he isn't being paid very much, and he and he's a really good player even though he's injured right now. But but so he, so yeah, he's a great hitter. Right. So who isn't being paid? Who isn't being paid very much? Uh, Stanton's not being paid that much, right? He's the highest paid player in right. baseball. That's right. I forgot about that new. I was thinking he's signed like a fucking no, no, you're over right. You're right. Million you're right. right. No, no, I was thinking. I was thinking last year. Forget him. That's a bad example. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's, he's I, 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 no, I don't know why I, th- I was thinking last year. That's why that's he just right. signed it last year. Uh, but but th- think of somebody they uh, th- that doesn't have as big of a contract that's uh, really good right now, 
and you put him on waivers, and uh, every team's going to want to snap him up. So they'll they'll because basically you're offering to take that player at their current contract. So so they players like Utley who are making a lot of money and having a crappy season or kind of old, uh, no one's going to want to grab them anyway. So they they clear waivers now. Now teams can sometimes. Uh, claim the player just knowing it's going to be pulled back just to kind of be an asshole and uh, just prevent that player from being traded. But they, they all kind of have a, a gentleman's agreement with each other not to just claim players just for the sake of claiming them. So so these type of trades go through, but you don't see significant trades after uh, after the deadline for this reason. That's because uh, really desirable players are not going to get past waivers, so they're never going to be able to uh, be traded. So, anyway, uh, going back to the Borgata chip counter, the Borgata chip thing, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Team MLK PM'd me, uh, how does a god get snapped disgrace? Well, a god didn't get snapped, so I don't know what he's talking about. So, getting back to this uh, this Lusardi guy, so so yeah, he's he's. It's not clear if he's going to serve these sentences concurrently or consecutively. Uh, what the sentence is going to be. Uh, he is ordered to pay restitution to the two Atlantic City Atlantic City casinos adversely impacted, that is the Borgata for the tournament being cheated and Harrah's for their plumbing being messed up. You know, I saw pictures of these chips. And I got to tell you, I mean, I'm looking at them, so I know that they're they're fake and they're next to real ones. It was pretty blatant. Like, they didn't, I mean, they weren't bad. Yeah, what was I, it he did? He got them, like, from China or somewhere yeah, and then them, superimposed them the... I got them from Alibaba. Yeah, okay. But it looked it, – it, it, I mean, it was pretty blatant. I wonder how long – do you remember how long were they even in play before someone noticed? Like a full day. Jesus. And he ended up – he, he was the chip one uh, – the day one chip leader. So wow. So anyway, it's uh, – uh, he's ordered to pay 463000 restitution to Borgata and ninety four fifty five to Harris for the plumbing damage, but uh, – <laughs> <laughs> They're probably never gonna get a dime out of this. Wait, how, how much was it? Ninety four fifty five to Harris. Ninety four dollars? No, nine no nine hundred nine thousand four hundred fifty five. Oh, which okay. is a, it's a pretty expensive plumbing job. I wonder if they'll have Tony come over there and do it. <laughs> so, Tony, uh, Tony, what is it? Tony, Seth, what was on before that? Yeah, <laughs> I like the guy. The guy actually is pretty funny. Yeah, bottom set is pretty funny. That's he why can I, be funny at times. Yeah, I mean, people, I give people credit even for trolls. I mean, he he he, he could be pretty funny. Anyhow. Um, so, so yeah, it's uh, what's also interesting about Bottom said is just people just instantly know who he is when he makes a new account, even though he doesn't he doesn't say anything specific usually to give himself away. They just know it right away. Like eventually he'll make a comment to totally give it away, but he'll he'll come out like within like two or three posts they know it's him. <laughs> so a- anyway, and no one knows anything about him either. Like no one's ever met him or knows his real name or anything. But a- anyway, <laughs> uh, the Borgato and Harris probably never get this money because. You know, he's not going to make any money in jail. Uh, his assets were already targeted under a seizure order in connection with the DVD counterfeiting case. So uh, between the money that whatever he has is going to be taken by the victims of the DVD counterfeiting case, that is the owners of the copyrights of the DVDs that he pirated. So he's going to have nothing left and he's not going to ever make money. So this guy's uh, they're not going to see much uh, restitution from him. So right. so anyway, that's that seems to be over. Except for the actual sentencing, and uh, guess this guy wait, won't. so I'm getting some breaking news here. I'm being told that Chase Utley though can't be on the Dodgers playoff roster. So if that's true, what's the whole point? I thought there was only players after September. 
I'm being told right now, I'm getting a message from someone who, who you know, has sports credibility with me. They're saying the most important part is they're not eligible for the playoffs after the trade deadline. I so I said, wait, I, so I he can't be in the playoff Sep- roster? And I'm being told, no, he can't. I always thought it was after September 1st. Hmm. I'm going to look it up. I don't know. I'm, you know, this person is, I'm not going to say no, who it, it is. Might but be, it might be right. I, I know the players promoted after September 1st can't be. Maybe that's what I'm confusing. Yeah. No, All either right. way. All right. All right. So uh, let's get to the. Uh, we almost done with the poker stuff. We're coming close. So. Uh, well, you know what we should probably do? I mean, I know it's on the list. Did you want to call the Iceman? I, I think you kind oh, of yeah, alluded. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, it's coming close to that. We probably should do. Yeah, we should probably get that done at, at a reasonable let's, time. Let's, He's let's a family him. man. Let's call, let's call him. So send me the number in some so, way. Yeah, I'm going to. You know, I'm just going to send it to you on Skype or on uh, a text. Yeah, I'm just going to have it on. I assume he has the same number. I'm pretty sure. Let me just send it to you. You know, with the Iceman, as I've said before, it's just Donald and Brandon. Is that? Yeah, uh, yeah, sure. It's, it's always a win-win with him because if we don't reach yeah. him, we still get. Well, you know what? It's been it's been a while. It's been well over a year. Yeah, it may not be. Please leave a message yeah. anymore. I think this. Yeah, it's got to. Please be that. leave a message for. I think this is the only one on my phone named Black Teddy. <laughs> <laughs> not being racist. I mean, that's what he's on my phone under. Share contact. That's funny. Yeah, I have to be Donald after all this time. Do you, do you ever have people on your phone by like a weird name or where you met them or something like? You know what I mean? Like I have. Yeah. Like right now, I'm sending this this to Dandruff New. So I literally have like two other Dandruff numbers in here. Really? I've only, I've had this number for a while. Like I did. I think there's. I thought there was only one other number you would have had for me. Hold on. Let's. I have four numbers from you. I have Dandruff. I have Dandruff 1, I have Dandruff New, and Dandruff Vegas. Wow. I don't even know what... what. <laughs> Weird. The, the, the former number, uh, the last two digits, the, the regular first number I ever got from you, the last two digits end with the same number. But I don't give anything yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know what that one... Oh, uh-oh. That's not good. It's dropped everybody. Hit the wrong button on the new Skype. What, what's going on? Who's I, the light 99? I, I don't know. Are you, are you being serious? You don't know? Uh, hold on. It's, let me see here. Very strange. Let me add. Uh, I, I hit the wrong button on this one, unfortunately. Delight? Is that like. Okay. Oh, no, I know who that would be. Okay. Okay, so I'm not sure what's so going that, on. I know what's going on. Sir. So everything's good. Everything's good. Okay. So me, well, yeah, I shipped you the number. You should have it in your phone. I'll yeah. see if he answers. Hopefully, yeah, no, I, like I just, you said, it's a win-win. I hit, I hit the wrong button and it hung up on everybody instead of connecting Teddy on. So that was. Uh, let's try it again. Here we go. Team MLK is trying to call him. We're not letting him through. Let's put on the ice man. Hello? Teddy, hello. Yeah, hello. Hey, hey, what's up? This is Donald. Teddy! Donald? Yeah. yeah it's Donald. a radio show. <laughs> back in business. Who, who is you back in business? It's yeah. Brandon and Donald. Oh, my God. I know. We're back in, I took about, how long, uh, Donald? About a year? I was hiatus. Yeah, he was a hiatus, and then and then, uh, and then Michael moved to Aruba. So uh, yeah, you know, we, how you doing, buddy? Change. 
No, I'm doing fine. Are you playing right now? Are you freezing them? What are you doing? Yeah, I, um, I'm playing right now, of course. You know, it's cold as hell. Where are you playing right now? Where are you playing? Um, it's just, you know, a commerce, um, wow. Yeah. yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, man. Will you be playing uh, No Limit, Limit, Stud? What, 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 what's the game tonight? No Limit. Hmm. All right, right yeah. on, buddy. So, yeah, I, uh, back, I'm back in Vegas, finally off probation. Everything's good. And Paul and I have been doing radio now since the World Series started. Just the two of us. We have uh, this young up-and-comer, Trader Rooster. He's uh, like the third host. Trader Ruski, say hi. I don't think you're in that, the ice camp. Hey, hey, ice man. Hey, hey, what's up, man? That's Trader Rooster. Uh, he's kind of like the, I don't know, Donald, what do you say? Like, he's like, we're mentoring him. What, what do you even call yeah, him? Like, yeah. intern? And, and, and Trader, Trader Rooski, he told me personally that he was a, a big fan of that Deal Me In song that you produced. He, he really liked that song. Yeah, he, he's, a big, he's a big fan of him. Uh, uh, that's, uh, that song, uh, that song Deal Me In that you produced. Oh, yeah, he really liked that. On the, on the mixtape? Yeah. On the, uh, Deal me in. Yeah, it was a good song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No doubt. We still have it. We played it. We played a couple weeks ago. Do you have it on the queue or no? Um, I I, I can get it probably. Yeah. You know, Brandon, uh, maybe. I can't hear you, buddy. Yeah, it's kind of hard to hear you. Wait, what did you hear? Uh, I said it was, it's this lady. Um, I forgot her name. She used to work for Poker uh, Star. Yeah, that's and, a uh, Yeah, did she tell you I said hi and I told her to tell you I love you and everything? No, oh. she never said a word to me. When was this? Uh, just about a week ago. No. Uh-uh. Yeah. I, and I've talked to her. She must have forgot. But, yeah, she, that's, it's my friend, Jeannie. Really, I've been good friends with her for oh, seven years now. Uh, yeah. Where, where yeah. did you see her at? The Red Rock. Okay. She lives right by there. Yeah, she comes and plays uh, uh-huh. You know, the morning tournaments and stuff oh, like yeah. that. Nice. Yeah. Number one NVFPOs. What, uh, Donald, do you have a song up? No, I'm, try, I'm trying to find it. I, I've misplaced it. What's going on over there? I've misplaced it. This is to amazing. I see y'all still together, man. Yep. You we know, are. Like, this is still cool. I mean, like, well, yeah, you remember what happened? Cool. With, you remember what happened with Michael, and then he fled to uh, Antigua, but me and Donald were, were still doing radio, brother. Yep. Yeah, I mean, like, eight, nine Michael and, and the Bitcoin thing. And he was trying to get out of town. What's going on with that? Uh, I mean, I know about as much as you. You know, I just read what's in the paper. He had some site. You know, the government came in. They raided it, or the gaming commission he got arrested. I mean, I, I don't. You know, I don't deal business with them, so I don't know. But I, you know, I read the same yeah. articles you do. It was in the paper. It was on the front page. Um, but I, I don't. You know, I don't know. Donald, I mean, do you know any more insight? No, no, not much has changed here. So, yeah, I mean, we, we no, just, I, yeah. we, we're just, we it, just, we've got our separate ways. I, I think, yeah. he, he don't live in the United States so much, right? 
I don't think he lives there. Right? Right? No, he's just went to the Caribbean. I heard, but you know, I don't, I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, 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 this this is not about him. Um, no, not at all. You're right. About, it's about us. It's about us. Yeah. yeah. Do we have a song ready yet, Donald, or no? I mean, what's going on, though? I'm having a little difficulty finding it, but it'll come up at some point. I've just got to go into different folders. So, Teddy, what is going on? We still have the fan base here. So a lot of people listen, you know, the history and know you've been on the show now for almost 10 years. What are you up to these days? What's going on? What are you promoting? What celebrities have you been partying with? Are you still friends with them? Give us an update. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, what's going on with me is, you know, like, um, I, I'm, I'm more low-key now than I was before. You know what I mean? I don't think that, um, you know, I need that much attention. Do you still have the uh, trademark Iceman headphones? Yeah, I still have that's good. I, still, I got everything. I, I'm, I got all my watches. I got everything. There's no reason for me to, you know, to get rid of all my stuff. Um, actually, if you look on my, um, if you look on my, uh, on my phone, if you follow my Twitter, you know, I brought out something really old that freaked everybody out, and that was my Iceman phone, uh, fan. <laughs> One I had back in the day, and, and it was just perfect. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, besides then, you know, um, I, you know, they don't understand how I'm doing it. But, you know, I'm winning, you know, fast square, you know, and what people think otherwise, you know, how does it make any money? How does it go? I'm doing it. Just, you know, I'm one of the real fast guys. Uh-huh. Oh, 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 let me, let me, let me talk a little louder. Yeah. I'm, I'm like one of the old-fashioned guys. I know all the little things, you know, to be able to survive in the poker game. You know, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. And, are, you, uh, are, you, are you in the music business or anything like that anymore? Yeah, just, yeah just, still, 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 no, still got, I'm out here now. I'm just with my, uh, my partner, uh, my, my producer, and he was talking about... Uh, the, uh, the contract is coming at some time, and, uh, and we hope everything uh, works out. You know, she wants to do an album, and it's going to cost a lot, plus she wants two videos, so hopefully that works out. Right. Now, obviously, I know you still follow the poker world a lot. The, the big scandal that's been going on since the World Series with Noel Hayes, do you think that's good for poker or bad, the Noel Hayes incident? Say it again. You said about the World Series. Say it again. Yeah, the well, World Series is that, that Noel Hayes scandal. Do you think that's good or bad for poker? The, 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 you're talking about the WSOP? Yeah, no. the, the Noel Hayes, the online scandal that started during the WSOP involving, with Noel Hayes. Yeah, involving Brian Hastings. Yeah, Brian Hastings was playing under Noel Hayes. Do you think that's bad for poker? Or good? Or just different? Um... From my opinion, I, I think um, I think uh, even though my opinion probably don't you know mean whatever, but you know um, actually I you know I don't really have an opinion on it. You know, like you know, as long as it's a good poker, you know. Um, 
I don't see it. You know, focus God is more powerful than anything. Um, you know, like I was uh, playing with uh, Seth Perry the other day and Donna Cheetah, and I talked to those guys. And, 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 and I'll tell you, you know, like, they told me, you know, right right after, um, I think, play basketball, they play, they play poster. You know, that, that right there shows you know, how powerful poker is. So, you know, I don't think that um, they can play poker at all. They can't. It's too powerful. I see. Well, well said. I just, I just don't know if I was going to reach his peak then, you know, where so back in the day with, you know, me and Brandon, all of us together, and um, he was having so much fun, you know, because of the economy. And it really, I don't really think that the economy was going to really have an effect on, you know, the culture world. But it did. You know, it's you know, me, it's you know, everybody, you know, um, it's just not like we used to do. So, so uh, Teddy, I have a question. There's a, there's somebody I, I knew who was playing in a, a Red Rock game, and he saw, he said he saw some kind of incident with you. Can you tell us what happened with that? What kind of incident? Um, uh, it's, it's, it's not, uh, what it is is that, um, it was an old guy, right? And uh, you he was know, racist. He, no, no. Oh, okay, he, I'm sorry. He you know, he was more like, a, you know, like a, a, you know, like he was like a father figure. Like a father figure. And, okay. Yeah, we never ever betted our hand, and um, you know, basically, a couple of times I beat him. I just throw him back his money because his money meaning no good to me. You know, that's how much respect I had for him. And it's just, you know, every year you're going to have a young kid that comes in, and this is a different guy. He's Israel, from Israel. Young kid come in, he wants to make a name for himself or whatever. So, you know, you know he choose to, you know, like, you know, target me, you know, because I'm just so high profile, you know, I didn't want to make any type of news. Like right now, you ask me questions, he made news for him. You know what I'm so, so was this guy, but, was this you guy, know, this young guy unhappy that you were sending money back to the old guy you were playing against? Is this what he's mad about? No, no, uh, what happened was, uh, we was in the hand, and I had, uh, opening state flush. And normally, you know, I won't call her. Like I told him, you know, I ain't going to call you if I ain't, you know, got me. You know, I'll let you have the pot, you know. But you're going to fold the open-ended flesh draw? Wow. A straight flush. I have straight flesh? You're going to fold an open-ended yeah, open straight flush? Yeah, I had, I had, I had nine, eight of spade and six, seven spade, I think. Wow. That's and, sweet. you know, so what happened was, you know, it also was a pair out there, eight. Like and a eight pair, too. Wow. Yeah, That's a strong so, hand, so, though. Yeah, so just, and you know, he's got like $40, so there's no way I'm pulling the hand. You know, he, he's still playing, you know, um, it was, at that time he was playing 3 5, you know, and uh, so, 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 you know, um, okay, the river comes to nine, so I got prepared. So, and that, you know, the funny part is, 
we would, you know, we rechecked it, and he was like, go ahead, check, check, check. Like we normally do, we just roll in our hands and go ahead, deal a card. And so after cards was dealt, I just opened my hand. I said, man, I, I got two pair. And I said, I, w- I looked at him, yeah, I said, look, I wouldn't have card. It yeah, doesn't I, even I, matter. I it sounds, yeah, yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't even matter. Yeah. It sounds like it's just nothing. It's not even. It, it's nothing. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's not yeah. What happened was I, I just got upset. Oh no! The dealer, you know, he he told the dealer, "Give me back my hand." So I'm like, "What do you want to give back my hand for?" It's wide open. And then he said, "Like, for fifteen dollars and a five button." I'm like, "Yo, even even if I was to call you a two pair or." I mean, why are you threatening me? I'm not going to call you. Right. I mean, like, we never ever hate each other. I don't understand your move here. So I got heated behind that. And I stood up and told him how I feel. I said, of course. I just, I'm going to cut the short, I'm going to cut the story right here. I just saw him from there on, you know. So when, when do you, you go know, back to Red Rock? How long is this time out for? What, has, what was the end result? It, 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 50 days. Oh, whatever. Like Fuck them. Fuck them. Yeah. I mean, I mean a lot of got, people don't know. You uh, you cleaned that place out for that bad beat jackpot back in the day, like, what, like a year and a half ago? Wow. Uh, uh, I, I, it wasn't that long. Oh, How long maybe, ago was it? It was, it was shorter no than more that? Ago. Yeah, oh, a month ago. Oh, shit. We were talking, Donald and I were talking about this with Trader Ruski. When the show first started, have you seen uh, Straight Out of Compton yet? I'm going tomorrow night. Donald's not sure if he wants to see I heard it. I heard it. It's awesome. It's, it's blowing it's up. Like it's, it's $60 million the first weekend. It's the number one rated movie. I mean, I, I tried to get yeah. Donald to start, to start the show by playing some old school NWA, but he's, uh, he wanted the opening song to be Beach Boys. I guess Beach Boys! matter of fact, the producer I was talking to... Yeah. Um, he's the one who did all the producing uh, when um, Dr. Dre left, and uh, his name is Darren Vegas, and uh, he, you know, like, um, it's, man, I want to tell you so much about it, but I don't, I don't want to spoil it for you, but to watch this, to watch the, to watch how these guys came up and what they did, right. it's, it's, it's going to be like the greatest thing you ever saw. It's, it's so raw. and Ice man, so let me ask you. On previous yeah. shows, we've had you rap. Do you still have your rap game? <laughs> you've done, you've um, rapped for us before, many times. Now, this is what the fans want. In your best Easy e impersonation, if not, we can just do the Iceman. Can you give us a little cruising down the street in Moss 6 Folk? Can you do that? Give us a little bit. Um, damn. Give us a little, come is on. It- yeah, no, I'm saying it's a, it's a bad time because I'm eating. I'm eating while we're talking. Oh I mean? man. Um, okay. I, I mean, no. I, just, just give us a little ice, man. Cruising down the street in my six. I mean, let me see. Cruising down the street in my six. The ice man coming to your motherfucking door. Yo, back up. Watch me. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna feed you. You know it. I'm gonna. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm just I'm laughing at myself because you know I really want to get the rhyme right. You know what I mean? Y'all catching me off guard, but I got so much shit. love for you guys, man. I'm inside. I'll be I'll be more prepared the next time you call me. You know what I mean? 
Absolutely, brother. Donald, any uh, Trader Ruski, do you have a, any questions for Iceman? Throw him at something. This is the legend, brother. Thought that I had to be in Compton soon. I, we, we missed you. We missed you at WSOP cash games this year for sure, Iceman. Yeah, it was too bad. No, limit, no, no limit. I'm, I'm working for. I'm working towards getting back in, man. Um, you know. Uh oh. Um, really the only one that you know, like I, you got to get a lawyer to get back in, and I know. And hopefully, I I, I get back in. I get back in because the, the things they said I did, I didn't. Do. You know, and I'm being honest. The ice man's innocent. If, if I did something, I, 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 I would stand up and I would, I would admit to what I've done wrong. I'm 47 yeah. years old, so you know, uh, you know, being 47 years old, you have. I mean, if you line up the age of 47 years old. Then you know you have no choice. You're not a real man. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yep. I couldn't agree more. I'm too old to be lying. You know they just they just had it out for me, and um, you know uh, and they did what they had to do, and you know like I just you know walked off. But the thing that I I start thinking about, you know, as for as being 47 years old, you know, I gotta fight back. You know, I can't just let people just, you know, constantly, you know, like they saying I scam people and and blase. I never scammed a person a day in my life. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, so you know, like I'm just, I'm just being punished maybe because of um, you know the the, the blame, you know. Um, uh, who knows? I mean, it's, it's it's all of the things you probably can think of, you know, stereotypes, and, and you know, being punished. But I I don't hate on the guys. I don't want to sit on the phone and, and talk bad about, you know, Rio or talk bad about Bellagio. You know, they got a job to do. And I understand that, and um, you know, when they do their job, and then it's my job to to make to make sure that I, you know, clear my name. And show them that you know uh, they got the wrong guy. That's not me. The, the guy you hear that's talking now to Brandon and Donald, and you know always uh, showing love and laughing with you guys. That's the real me. You know. Okay. Well, thank you. Awesome, uh, thank you. Uh, hey, I thanks for taking the time to talk to us. And whenever you make it down to Vegas, uh, you know I know you live out here, but I, I fuck, I haven't seen I you quite. I don't know. A year and a half, two years. Last time I saw it was at Red Rock by Bingo. So I, I miss you, brother. Yeah, I'm glad you're doing good. I'm, I'm, you know, thank you, man. You've always uh, yeah. been a good friend. I, I, and good to the radio oh, program man. and the studio I and I mean, Donald and I'm, 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 Trader I'm Ruski. Coming I'm coming back home to see you, Brandon. You know, I, I'll probably see you in Palms or something like that at movie theater. And it's always love, man. And, and, you know, no matter what, man, everything is always on me, man. That's how much love I have in my heart for you. All right, oh, that's good. awesome. All right, well, listen, you know I mean? freeze them out, brother. Be safe out in L.A. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll okay. have to have you on, you know, more now that the, the band is back together. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You got my number, right? Cool. Yeah, we called it. Yeah, absolutely. I gave it to Donald. Listen, every, every, day I treat, every day I treat the fans out with something positive. You know, uh, I don't know if you get my tweets, uh, uh, but I know I've treated out at least two books by now. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, I, I try to give, you know, I watch these kids when they play and some of them, you know, I see that um, 
you know, no matter what, you can get them you know, they're, they're not going to improve. So, I, you know, like, even though I know I get back a lot of negative, you know, uh-huh. feedback. No. If I could just help one person, to me, if I get a thousand uh, negative feedback and, and, I, and I help one person and, and now it's 999, then, you know, I did God's work. And then to me, Okay, yeah. thank you, thank you, uh, Iceman. Now, you listen. Everyone on on uh, uh, Poker Photo Alert loves you, brother. You know that it's only that one site, that that Nazi site, that they have that thread about you. Those idiots from. Uh, I mean, I know you're not a form person, but you you know about the two plus two. You know, you know those people, right? Yeah. You've heard of it? Yeah, website, right? Exactly. On his website, they have some thread that started like six, seven years about you. And it's just a thread, and all they write in it is wherever they spot you at. It's called Teddy the Iceman Monroe Sightings. And wherever they see you playing, you see the little pimple-faced kids right in that thread. And they even post pictures of you. I swear to God. I know. I, I, one just took a, a, a shot at me um, today in the parking lot. Um, I was talking to a friend, and he like he was texting, and I watched the a picture snap of me. So, you know, I know they do it. We'll talk to you soon. Let's play a little interview. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll have another interview. And the show loves you. We love you over here at. Uh, Poker uh, fraud alert, uh, dot com. So, you know, I'd be glad. I'd be glad when the radio station. You know, maybe one day we can hook up and do something big. You know, yeah. for the yeah, poker players. And, I'm and looking major, forward to that too. The radio station. Yeah. Yeah, come down to the radio station. We can make and, it happen. And, and I can bring you know a couple of guys that can you know the the, the famous guys that can rap. And I do. I stand up on stage and rap too. Man, we give them a hell of a show. We will fix it up, man. Friend, we right. talk. Absolutely. You got my number. Call me up. Yeah, I'll fix it up. All right. Anything for the ice man before that? Uh, uh, oh, my daughter is six years old, and she's beautiful, man. She's so beautiful. Well, I'm afraid to even put her on the list. I got to hear but, you know, I want you to see it, Brandon. You know what I mean? I mean, she, she's sick, and, and you know she's so mature. She's like she's eight years old. You know what I mean? And I'm 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 a, I'm a happy dad. Man. That's all that matters. That's great. Awesome. All right. That's all. Listen, that good, good luck, Ice Man. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you very much for your time. It's good to talk to you. Okay. Thank you. All right. Good luck. All right. Wow. It was. Uh, I think I'm going to have that. Oh, uh, that, that noise of commerce ringing in my ears all night. Jesus. Well, at least we know where he stands on the big issues, such as the Noel Hayes scandal. He gave us <laughs> his, his feeling on that. Um, he, was, he was very understanding, about the, he was very understanding about the sound bites I was playing over him. He was very understanding. It wasn't even the fact that I couldn't hear him. I had to cut him off from telling that story about Red Rock because it just was so fucking boring. Just like it, made no like it, just made no sense. Got... it made no sense. Huh? Yeah. I, I just, it wasn't, uh, well, anyhow. But, yeah, I do have his number. That's how we called him. Um, <laughs> still thinks we have a radio station. I mean, you got to <laughs> Well, yeah, he wants to come down to the radio station and do big things. Now, Trader Ruski, you realize, of course, I didn't touch on this earlier, 
that Tom Brady and Roger Goodell are in uh, federal court now. Do you know that? I know. I know. I was going to bring that up. <laughs> Brandon wins all these. He wins them all. Now, Druff, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you – I don't even know. How many burgers do you even owe me now? I don't even remember. Like, it's a lot. Like I think 20? it's like three. Three burger okay. dinners. Now, I'm going to give you a free roll to get out of one burger. Okay, now the theme tonight brought up a couple of his old school NWA. If you can tell me, okay, you know, no cheating, no Googling. If you can tell me the following lyrics, I mean, I'm going to say a little bit of a rap, and you're going to tell me what the next lyrics are in a particular song. I will knock off one gourmet burger meal. All right. Okay, and here give we it go. a shot. Okay, it's, well, it's one of the most popular songs. After these lyrics, you finish it, the, just the next sentence. In my sixth fall, what's next? I'm, drawing a, I'm drawing a huge blank here. I'm sorry. Jock and the freaks, clock and the dough. Okay. <laughs> Gave you a shot. <laughs> I should have listened to more rap back in the 80s. That's my mistake. Yes. Yes. So anyhow, uh, that was the Iceman. I, I don't know, Druff, what he was even saying, why he was kicked out. The father figure, there's something with money. Yeah, I, 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 don't I was know. starting to think it was that someone was complaining that he was shipping money back to this guy he was beating this father figure but then he said that wasn't it so what no, no well it sounded like he was saying that Who's he was this? in a hand with somebody and that the guy was gonna bet but he told him he's gonna call anything don't bet because he has an open end straight flush and then so i think and then he exposed his hand but then but then he was the also saying person. he's gonna fold the the straight flush i wasn't understanding no, that I, either no i don't think he said he was gonna fold it i think he was telling the guy he's gonna call whatever he bets but he didn't want to have to risk it and that's when the third person jumped in and complained about maybe it. i think maybe uh maybe trader ruski should be our ice man to english translator here maybe that's what we need hmm. okay so uh Let's, let's... You know, I'll give the guy, I guess, credit for, for, I don't know if you want to call it persistence or devotion. Fuck, 86 and right on the fucking car, right out to Commerce, right away. Not even like, 24 hours. I mean, so let's just look at this. He can't play at the Palms. He's banned there. Or actually, they don't even have poker, so it doesn't matter. So maybe he can go there. But he's banned from stage casinos. He's banned from MGM properties because of the coin flipping. He's banned from the WSOP, and I don't even remember why he's banned from Caesar's properties. Do you remember? Does anyone know? I, I don't remember. Was, wasn't it the thing? Oh no, the dice thing. Was what was the that, dice thing? Was there was flipping coins. Flip, flipping coins was Bellagio. Then there was selling battery chargers at the bombs <laughs> that didn't work right. I swear to God, they're make this shit up. And then they disband their poker money house. So it doesn't matter. But I don't remember why. I mean, literally, he's. He's like, he can't play at like 78% of the casinos. Well, yeah, and, if I, and it's never his fault. It's always a misunderstanding. Like every single time it's a misunderstanding. He's telling the story. I'm like, all right, just cut to the chase. How many days? He's like 50 <laughs> I, I don't remember what would happen with the WSOP, but I think he said something about having to get lawyers or I don't know. Fuck, he's not playing no WSOP anytime soon. No, but, I don't think uh, they want him back. I think, no. they, I think but, they're just probably sending him away for life over there. Fuck, I mean, he's really going to be run out of town. He, I mean, think about it. I don't know. I, okay, I have to assume that he does. He can't even play at the Venetian. I don't remember hearing his story, but he used to play there all the time. Yeah, he I think he got, playing, kicked out, he got kicked there too, yeah. He's been yeah, he had some problems there, and then that's where he went to Red Rock. So, okay, look, he can't play at, any, at the Venetian or Palazzo, can't play at MGM properties, can't play at Caesars properties, can't play at Station properties. So what does he really have left? He has the win. I mean, for all we know, that bridge could have been burned a decade ago. Does he have like the, Ari- all- does he have, like, the Arizona Charlie's poker room or something? 
<laughs> yeah, but I'm saying, but really, think about it. Big property wise, he has the win, and what else does he have? Uh, like, I'm not talking about, about the hard rock where there's literally one CI, table going CI right CI now or two at the most. He has the win, and where else would he have? Well, he has TI, but it's a small room. Okay, yeah, he'd have TI because they're they're owned by the the one dude, the guy from yeah. the that never folds. That you can't bluff. Uh, what's it? Uh, what's his name? Uh, Phil or Ruffkin? Phil Ruffkin. So he has he has on the strip. What does he have? He has TI. He has maybe the win, and that's that's it. I mean, he has coast casinos. I mean, so literally, like, it can get to the point where he has to literally move if he wants to play poker. <laughs> He's literally over the last decade been 86 from every poker room in Vegas. It's amazing. Yeah. Jesus Christ. They should be happy they're not, like, cooperating and just all agreeing to keep him out. Jesus Christ. Well. So, okay. Um, it's easy. He's actually a lot of commerce. You would have think over the years something would have happened there. Yeah. Well, I guess in commerce they have more tolerance. There's so much crap going on there. <laughs> I've seen people throw cards in dealers' faces, like hitting them in the no, face. I, and they just I, I have them. too. I have too. Fucking unbelievable. I've seen, I've right. seen like, just – Fights break out there. It's people stand up and fight with each other. Like it's a, somehow they don't get eighties. They just get sent home for the night. Yeah. So uh, we still. I'm looking at this. We still have a bunch of poker stuff. Well, we're going to talk we're gonna about, skip. So. We're going to skip here. Oh, go too. ahead. I, I just. I need to take a little poker break. No, no, we are. Do. We're going we're to take a poker break. We're going to go to a, a general okay. topic here. Please. Uh, let's let's talk about uh, Jared. I'm sure everybody, poker and non-poker, can appreciate this topic. Uh, Jared Fogel. The subway guy who lost all that weight, and then uh, while he was in college, and uh, they centered an ad campaign, a long-running ad campaign around him, a very successful one, one of the most successful ad campaigns ever for any company, according to analysts. So he really helped Subway make a lot of money. Uh, he now they separated from him a few months ago, when and this is a strange story a few months ago. When the head of his foundation, I guess he had some charity foundation, uh, was arrested for producing kitty porn. Not just having it, but producing it. And uh, so this guy, whose name I think was Russell Taylor, he was arrested. And then they searched Jared's house. And it seemed kind of weird because, I mean, yeah, he this Russell Taylor guy is working for Jared. But why search Jared's personal home? If this is just an employee of his, like, a, you know, if, if think of any other company, if someone gets busted uh, with child porn on their work computer there, even if they're the ones who made it, they usually don't go search the house of the owner of the company unless there's a reason to do so. Well, it turned out there was a reason to do so because uh, Jared was involved in this, too. And now, I, I read everything. I mean, I, yeah. I, it, it, today for the first time, I mean, just all the details and it's fucking disgusting. Like, it's, you know. Okay, I'm going to get to my main point in a second, but it's, I mean, it's just, it's insane on so many different levels and it's just so awful. But the one thing I couldn't totally understand and, and, you know, I was trying to read it, you know, just a little bit before radio, the finer details. If it wasn't for the guy that was ahead of his charity or his foundation, would Jared not have been caught? Is that what you're saying? Yes, yes. it's looking likely that Jared, at least right now, would not have been caught uh, for what he was doing. if it was not for this other guy linked to him, who was much worse than him, the the guy who was linked to him, the guy who worked for his foundation, as I said, he was actually producing with hidden cameras uh, child porn, including with kids as young as six years old, which is like really, really, really sick. So, uh, so this guy was producing all this kitty porn, and then apparently Jared knew about it, 
and then he was sending it. Hold on, to not not to not to disparage or say that you know one thing is worse than the other. From my reading and my understanding, uh, and it's still again despicable. I, but I, I, from what I understood in the articles that I read, what this guy did, the foundation guy, was he set up several cameras in his home. Yeah, and it didn't even explain like how he had all these different kids and age ranging from like six to sixteen. There, I guess there was like fourteen of them, or there's there's a large amount of kids, and they were like he he filmed them bathing, showering, changing, and then he texted Jared these photos, and they they wrote in the article that from the texts that the investigators uncovered that Jared like enthusiastically like liked it, well, and, like so, gave his right, approval. Right, right. So so, so, so so that was the worst part is that Jared was receiving. <clears throat> These 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 messages or these videos from this guy who works at his foundation, and it says saying, you know, this guy's a sicko and reporting him or firing him or both, which he should have done. Uh, he he was happy to receive it and and was watching it. Now, uh, and as far as Jared's actions himself, uh, he was hiring underage girls and not not like six year olds. He was hiring uh, teenagers, sixteen uh, uh, year olds. Well, no, actually, that what he was doing is he was having sex with prostitutes that were above. The age. That was his whole goal, and this is why it's so fucking disturbing. His whole goal was to be with young girls. So he'd find prostitutes whenever cities he'd, he'd be traveling for business on, like I guess Craigslist or whatever. I don't even know what I, it said online. And then after he had sex with them to make sure they weren't cops, okay, or you know, or law, any word, anything to do with law enforcement. Then once he built up that trust, that you know, then he'd ask them and offer them money. Yeah, he offered them a, find, a finder's fee. A finder's fee. To get him exactly. a, a girl who's uh, who's you know it's like sixteen or younger now now I, I want to make a distinction here because uh, uh, some and I th- I think this distinction applies to Jared I can't be sure until we get more details on this but uh, there's a difference between a pedophile and and a febophile now everybody has heard of a pedophile before but an febophile is actually a an adult and a febophile never even heard that word it's I'm e- embarrassed to tell it's you E P H E B Oh, you know, file, P-H-I-L-E. So an ephebophile is someone who is attracted to teenagers rather than little children. And it's easy to lump them all into one category and say, you know, someone who likes minors under 18 is a pedophile. But there's actually a big difference. If you think about what a a 14-year-old, a 16-year-old looks like and what an 8-year-old looks like, it's it's very, very different, especially – um, I mean, I get it because of, of the whole pre-puberty, post-puberty thing. Yes. But either way, it, it it should still be lumped in the same category in terms of just you know being illegal. How awful it is! I mean, it, well, it, but 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 there are some states, many states actually, that the age of sixteen is the age of consent, where you can actually legally have sex with a sixteen-year-old, no matter how old you are. Even if you're in the no, if, are you yeah. sure? Yes. Oh, yes. In fact, in Nevada, it's either sixteen or seventeen. Seventeen about it. Okay, okay, but uh, but the thing there's a lot. There's states even with lower than sixteen. So what I'm saying here is this is not. Wait, there's there's states that are a thirty or forty year old can have sex with a fifteen year old. It's legal. Yes, yes. Not not that many, but but there are. At least last I looked. So uh, there isn't even full agreement about this, and and that's because uh, there's a very big difference. Because okay, um, you're wrong, and I'm just looking at it right now. All U.S. states that this is all – I shouldn't say that. This is according to Wikipedia, so whatever. It says on Wikipedia, all U.S. states set their range between 16 and 18. Then it says in Canada it's 16 years old. 
Um, then then maybe, maybe some of that has changed. At some point, it was lower than 16. Now, I know there's also some exceptions for the year, you know, the, the amount of years between the, uh, the, the, the kid and the person. So, so this way, like, a, like I think it's like a 14-year-old can be with an 18-year-old in some states, but not with a 20-year-old. Which which also makes sense, right. but but uh, yeah. but but anyway, the point is here that uh, Jared seems to be in a FIBA file. He seems to be one who really is into teenage girls, whereas this uh, Russell Taylor, uh, who worked for him, seemed to be into little kids and, and seemed to be into wow. a wide range of them. So Jared, I don't understand why Jared was wanting to receive the the, the these pictures of uh, little kids. Nevada, by the way, Nevada is sixteen. Yeah. Just looked it up. So, so I don't understand but, why why he wanted to receive all the stuff that Taylor was sending him, since a lot of that was of very little kids. But maybe Jared, Jared was just receiving all of it and then only watching the stuff that he was interested in. But Jared, he he was making it pretty clear to a, a you know a number of different people now who've been uh, in, interviewed by investigators. That that just seems strange to me. So I mean, I'm not. I'm just talking. But, I mean, I, I'm not. I haven't been with a teenager since I was a teenager. Right. So if this, if I'm reading this right, so that means right now in this state, in Nevada. That I could actually date legally a sixteen-year-old. Yes, is that actually correct? Yes. Wow. Yes. In fact, that. in fact, That's... there's a something involving David Skolansky that had to do with that. Skolansky yeah, I remember that. Had a girl named Sara who lived with him, who he met from a party line or something, and she you know, ran away from home. Whatever it was, he actually was having sex with her, but she was over sixteen, so he wasn't committing a crime. And and uh, and the parents apparently even knew that she was there. She was like a troubled youth and. Uh, uh, you know, that she ran away and it was with him. And I guess her mom even knew about it. And her mom's like, well, it's better than her being on the street. So whatever. So, yeah. but, uh, but uh, he wasn't doing anything illegal because, uh, uh, you know, the parents knew she was there and it was legal to be with someone over 16. So even though Skolansky was, was you know, much, now, much older. And it, yeah, in California though, it's, it's what you it's, said before. It's a hard 18. It's, yeah, it's weird, but it's weird though. It's 18. But it has all these other provisions. If oh, you're that, 21, that's, that's you, can, you can't be with you can be with a 16 year old. But if you're over 21, you can't. That's new. Like it has these weird age laps. That, that's new then, because when when I was that age, um, and I paid attention to this, uh, but uh, you know, for obvious reasons, uh, you know, when I was much younger, but uh, when I was 18, it was actually illegal to have sex with a 17 year old, which I thought was ridiculous. But uh, but it was the case. So, so if I'm, I'm reading this, it says a person, a person 21, year, 21 years of age or older who commits or who is sexual with a minor under 16 years old of, or age is guilty of a misdemeanor or a felony. But then it says if you're 19, you, it's not. It, it's, just, it's really strange. But no, no, I yeah. understand it. I see what they're trying to say here. They're, what they're trying to do is they're, they're trying to separate. And I think this well, is actually the way the law should be, is they're trying to separate where it's, it's a, an older person – uh, taking advantage of, of a teenager. Versus, That's what it says. It versus, says in versus, the 90s. Versus two teenagers oh. who are just uh, a few years apart. Right. It says in the 90s, Governor of California, Pete Wilson, stated there was a trend of early to middle-aged men trying to have sex and impregnating girls around 14, 15, 16 years of age, and that the statutory rape laws need to be changed to enforce to protect, prevent this. So that actually kind of makes sense, but... Yeah. Wow. So, so anyway, the, what, what Jared was what Jared was doing, he, Jared seemed to be into the teenagers. He seemed to be into now. He actually requested um, a sixteen-year-old, but said the younger the better. But was referring not to like eight-year-olds, nine-year-olds. He was he meant like he wanted you know thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. But if you but if you can't get that, get me a sixteen-year-old. Basically, what he was saying, and uh, and so he was really that that's what he was into. That's what he was really looking for. That's what, and he actually did. He paid two different sixteen-year-olds, as far yeah. as they know, to have sex with him, and maybe even more that they don't know about. 
says in New York, it's where I guess some of these crimes committed at the Plaza and the Ritz, uh, the Ritz Carlton. It's seventeen. Um, so basically, if that's you know what's crazy to me about this, this I'm just looking through these laws. I think something like this should be done on the federal level. It doesn't make sense that somebody can meet a girl in California, you know, that lives in Nevada, and it's illegal for him to go there and you know be in a relationship sexually with her or any kind of relationship. But he can bring her here, you know, a 16-year-old, and it's totally legal. But then you cross state lines. You know what I mean? I think yes, that, that, that's on a where federal the, level, they should just make it 18. Well, that's where it starts getting or, weird. However, and, and, and that's the weird part is like is there's something about crossing state lines to be with a minor where it's technically illegal. There's a, there's a few conflict, conflicting laws with this. Uh, so that's where, that's where there is. Like, look at this. This is New Hampshire. The age of consent in New Hampshire is 16. But a close-in-age exception exists where a person may engage with sexual penetration with a person – Older than 13, but younger than 17, but only if their age difference is, this is a law I'm reading, only if their age difference is three years or less. However, if the partner is acting in local parentis, e.g. as a teacher or a guardian, the minimum age is 18. This is an actual law, criminal yeah. code 632.a. I yeah. mean, why would you even do that? Just make a federal law, make it at 18 or 17 or well, no, whatever it is, and then just be done with it. Well, no, you can't do that because that's, that's where it creates the problem. It's a problem where you think of, of two, two people together who are in high school one turns 18 a month before the other you're telling me during that month that it should be illegal for them to have sex it shouldn't be it's ridiculous well then you but then you write that in the federal law however you're going to do it but you make it the same in every state well yeah and i'm fine with that if they were to do a federal law I mean, about yeah it. what i'm saying california legally you can't do something but you say okay well come to nevada or we go to nevada yeah. then it's totally no, fine I know it's, I, it it's stupid from state to state that's the way it is but yeah i know yeah. that's uh, yeah. uh and now what i don't get I mean, again, it's, it's fucking disgusting. Like, I was reading, I'm just, you know, part of it blew me away because I never saw it. And, you know, I told you my girlfriend's like, I, I knew this. What are people thinking? And this always blows my mind, whether it's an athlete or even the former, was it the governor of New York that was banging yes, hookers? Yes, the governor of New York, yeah. Yeah, Elliot Spitzer. I mean, what are people thinking? Like, if I was to do something even slightly, I'm not even talking devious, but say I wanted to be with a hooker or I, I was going to cheat on my girlfriend or just something like that. And I'm a nobody. You know, I'm I'm a nobody in this world, in the big scheme of things. I'm a nobody. And you're even, you know, you're a little bit more of a nobody than I, or I'm a little bit more of a nobody than you are, but we're, you know, I'm just saying. You know, we're not athletes, we're not on the radar. But if I was going to do something like be with a hooker or cheat on my girlfriend, I'm going to the Bellagio, I'm looking over my shoulder, I'm a nobody. I'm seeing who's watching me, anyone. No, I I agree. I I would feel the same way. These people that are, like, known people. Like, how do they do this? And they I don't think know. they're going to get away with it. I, it I wonder that, too. What I is wonder, wrong with them? I wonder that all the time, how famous like, people can, can ever think they could do anything. How like could really a governor easier? with Secret Service and, and a wife, the dude from North Carolina, uh, there's this dude, he, what, he wasn't. He was a governor of North Carolina. I, I think North Carolina, but it's definitely an East Coast state. The dude went, he was having an affair, okay? The dude went, this is like two years ago. To like Venezuela with his mistress yes, and disappeared. Yes. Yeah, Nobody was. They thought he was in the state running it for like a week. Yes. and he's at our house in Venezuela, and he thinks that you know. I guess he paid off the Secret Service and you know whatever he did. But how does he think you're not going to get caught? Not, not I don't only get that, it. but when you do things that are illegal, <laughs> involving other people, you you have to think also that uh, either illegal or, or or that would make you look bad. That the people you're doing it with will have an incentive to speak to the media at some point, rather than if you're just a nobody, they wouldn't, and the media wouldn't care. So like uh, like let's say you're just cheating on your wife. Uh, if you're just a nobody and cheating on your wife, even if the woman you're cheating with runs to the media, the media's not going to 
go with that. Nobody knows who you are. But if, if you're famous, then the person has a big incentive to do so whenever they need money or whenever they just want fame or whatever it is. Like you always have to worry about that factor too, even if nobody finds out on the outside. So, but anyway, Jared was, uh, to me. He but did you get my drift? Like, I don't get, like, the mindset. Like, and these are some smart people. How yeah. don't they know? Okay, another example. Tiger Woods. Like, how did he not know? Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, I don't, I can't get that mentality. I can't get like, that either. Where they think people won't talk, I don't get it. That's what I was saying. Like, you, you're so famous. How yeah. are the person you're doing this with not going to tell people? And they have the word get out. So, so. Anyway, with, with, yeah. I thought the exact same thing. But with Jared, yeah. apparently, uh, I, I think this is a guy who – I think he thought that he was going to get away with it. I, I don't understand where the hookers were. You know, they, they would say it's Jared from Subway. How is the word not getting around? But uh, uh, I, I think he believed that uh, somehow it was just never going to be known. And uh, But he definitely had a preference for teenage girls. Uh, I, I don't think – Jared was like molesting eight-year-olds that we don't know about. I, I think he was really into the teenage girl thing. I think that's what really got him. It doesn't matter though. I mean, I, I get what you're saying, and I can distinctively see the difference. But it's still, you know, I, I, think I, I don't think that's difference. an argument. Like, I mean, you I know, think it's a gigantic of... difference. In fact, the only th- the most one of the most offensive things I see. There's two really offensive things here I see with Jared. One is that he's receiving this uh, kitty porn from from the uh, co- from from the director of his foundation and and watching it and enjoying it instead of reporting the guy that that's the uh, that's one big thing. Second big thing to me is that he was the 16 year olds he was having sex with weren't just 16 year olds introduced to him who liked him. These were 16 year old child prostitutes, and that's a big problem too. There's a big difference between exploiting a child who who is in the sex industry already before age 18. Than having sex with a sixteen-year-old who you know just likes older guys and is easy, like uh, so that's I, I yeah. Think but there's something inherently wrong with any man in that age or even close to it that is attracted. Like I mean, I'm just saying, you could bring me the prettiest fifteen or sixteen or seventeen-year-old, and I'm gonna be like, you know, this could be my daughter. Like it's not gonna do anything for me. It's like disgusting. So anyone, I mean, you get what I'm saying? Like, it, it, there's something inherently wrong with him. So it doesn't matter. And like you said, it's... it's well, but, but the reason is, you know, part of the reason, you may not even think of it this way, part of the reason it, it's disgusting to you is because you think of the social implications of it, and you think of the, no, the moral implications. I've always, my whole entire life, I've, we talked about this, I think, on a, on a prior show. My whole entire life, I've only been attracted to people within a certain age range... Uh-oh. It was kind of it was kind of fading what, out here. What is the problem tonight? I mean, what? what I'm not what, sure what it is. I'm not sure what it is tonight. Huh? I'm not okay. Sure. It could but be. I was like 16, 17 years old. I was only attracted in that like two or three year range, like or maybe even less. When I when I was like in my twenties, I remember like for the most part, girls that were like in their mid thirties or higher, I wasn't attracted to. Now that I'm in that age, different. like that's I only find girls. But that's the reverse. That are, that's the reverse of of. You know, developing a physical no, attraction to saying, older. Right, but you're saying that it's because of the standards that society. I, I, I think if they, that I, I think that way, but I don't. Like, I, I, I mean, I've always been like that. Like when I was when I was in my when I was like a teen, I didn't like I didn't get hot for girls that were in their twenties. No, I, was 13, I didn't either. 14. But but I've, I'm talking about the reverse here, which is different. One is is, is gaining an attraction, and the other one is kind of like losing it. Because like at one time, obviously, you liked. 16 and 17 year olds like when you were 16 and 17 so so at some point you lose that and i think some of losing that is is from just uh the moral reason of losing it It, and and also just kind of knowing where you are in life and saying oh you know these just seem so young to me it just seems weird 
But, I mean, it's a maturity part. It's, it's that, a lot right, of different things, things in, but into I, one. I but mean, I'm saying there, there's – the thing is the, there's still a, like a childbearing age and there's still a, a natural physical attraction that a lot of males can have to uh, to younger girls. But but the, the vast majority of males suppress this and say even though I can look at this girl and, 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 see, and see some sexual attraction there, no, I know it's wrong I, to – I know it's – not only do I know it's wrong to do anything, I also know it's even wrong to think about this or fantasize about it. So I'm just so, going to kind of put it out of my head. That's what a lot of guys do. So could you get physically turned on by a minor? By a 17-year-old or 16-year-old, depending on what state you are. Maybe they're a minor in one state. Go across the state line, they're an adult. But could you? Okay. The reason I couldn't – the reason I believe I couldn't now is because of of the social implication, even if if no one knew about it. It's a girl that you don't know. I mean like, you know, that looks older. Like, you know, you say, oh, my God, you're 16 or 15. I thought you were 20. I mean there are girls that I've met or I've been introduced, you know, that are friends of family or whatever, daughters or whatever it may be that look older than they are. Well, okay, like, mean, let me give you an example. If I, I see girls walking around who are, you know, tw- 20 years old and look 20 years old and, and really are 20 and, and, and they're pretty and, like, I'll, I'll initially notice an attraction to them, but then I'll also, like, upon thinking about it after only a short time, like, like I mean, like a very short time. I'll think, oh, she's so much younger than me. Like, this would just feel weird. She, you know, it's just so many years apart. It just feels odd. Like, I, I would start to get all these thoughts to where it would, it would go away for that reason. It would, it would be, and, and it would be, it wouldn't just, I wouldn't act on it. It was actually, I'd be like, I, I would prefer not to have that for that reason. But at the same time, uh, th- you know, th- this would be kind of like social reasons it's disappearing rather than I'm, I'm not physically attracted. Whereas if I see like a 60 year old woman to her, I'm just not physically attracted at all. And that's, and that's the difference. Now, now you, you take a, uh, and so, like, what magically happens at 18? Nothing. Like, a girl goes from 17 and 364 days to 18 and zero days. She, she may go from illegal to legal, but in reality, she's the same girl as she was the day before. It's just an arbitrary point that they've picked to where people become an adult. So that's where I, I think, like, I'll hear people say, oh, it's so sick to, to like, 17-year-olds. But then you hear of a guy with an 18-year-old go, oh, you know, that's just, uh, like, oh, wow, that guy is uh, – you know, you may think he's he's a little bit of a pervert or whatever, but you like a lot of times people don't say they're sick if they're with an eighteen year old, but if they're with a seventeen year old, oh my god, that's so awful. Like it's really the same thing, to be honest. So that's what I'm saying here is that uh, Jared definitely had that preference. Jared was definitely seeking this out constantly. He was definitely really, really, really into the teenage girl thing. It wasn't just like he he he, he liked teenage girls and older women. He was definitely like really, really, really into the teenage girl thing to where that was all he thought about. And and in fact. Uh, through caution to the wind and didn't try to prevent himself from, uh, uh, you know, from doing this and, and eventually ruining everything. So, but, but, uh, like that's, and that's ab- unusual. That's abnormal. Most guys don't, even the ones who, who find teenage girls attractive, don't go to this extreme. Don't think about it to this extreme. It's one thing to notice the teenage girls out there. It's another thing to, go to the extremes he's doing to actually be with them and hire prostitutes, uh, child prostitutes and all that. And uh, so obviously there's something really wrong with the guy. There's something really messed yeah. up about him. There's no question about that. He's the, I, I'm just saying that uh, um, I, I, I have a hard time thinking that uh, you know, guys who, who are into when, – when I think of a guy who's like caught being with like an 8-year-old, I, just, I think that's like several levels more sick okay. than a guy who's with so, teenagers. Okay, so let me ask you something. If you eliminate, or you know, I should not say eliminate. Say the uh, picture sharing with this with 
the head of his foundation never occurred. Yeah. And all that he was guilty of was having sex with girls that were 16 years old or older. Do you think he should be in prison? It, it depends on the circumstances. Now, if, if, if he well, was... Well, the exact circumstances that are now, but there are no pictures ever being shared of... of oh, no, show... no, 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 he broke the law doing that, too. The, the, the 16-year-olds, uh, you know, where he did this was illegal to do that. So, so yes, he should be in prison. But and what it, happens if it was in a state where it wasn't illegal? Well, I, I think those. I think they should change those laws. So, I, I morally, I think he should be. I think. I think those laws are bad. Where a sixteen-year-old can be with someone you know of that age, who's thirty-seven. I, I don't I think agree. that's that's right. But uh, um, at the same time, uh, I'm just saying that I, I don't see him in the same category as someone who is either producing kiddie porn of, of you know of little kids or someone who's touching little kids because there's nothing. A, a little kid has not only. Uh, they, they don't have any kind of sexual uh, – th- there's nothing sexualized about them yet at all. They're, they're, they're totally innocent in that way, and their bodies look totally different. To, to even be attracted to the body of a little child is just unbelievable to me. I, I can't even imagine well, how someone could find that attractive. Like the, that's just so far off from the norm. I, I can't even imagine how a guy could look at a child of either gender. Well, uh, I still a, think – I mean it's child not even think, what he did – just looking at, you know, not even touching or physically hurting, but just looking at pictures of children and, like you said, sharing the texts. I mean, that's that's just insane, too. For that yes. even to be, you know what I mean? Just Well, yeah, of course. That, when so, to, when somebody, if somebody I knew contacted me and said, hey, look at this, look what I just did here and sent me, like, all these pictures and videos they took of, of little kids, uh, uh, you know, naked and all this, and, you know, they're sending me basically equivalent of kiddie porn. I'm going to the cops no matter who they are. I'm not going to. Because like, you know only, what? If you don't do that. And the shit falls, you know, and you're gonna, you could be, you you end up in prison. Even if I wasn't vulnerable to that, I would because I would feel terrible for the kids. Yeah. I'd say this is awful. Like, uh, I go, this this person needs to be stopped. It's a major thing. It's not like your friend comes to you and says, "Hey, you know, guess what? I, um, I, I just broke into a, a store last night and I stole some electronics." Well, you're not happy to hear that, and uh, um, you don't love so, being associated. But but you don't you don't want to run reporting to the police at that point. But something like this. Like it's so major, yeah. you you you've got to do it no matter who it is, and that's like like the fact that Jared got these things from this guy, and instead of being sickened by it and reporting him, that he's just oh send me more, let me see more of that. Do you know? I mean, I guess I guess you'd have to assume it was purely coincidental that the head of his foundation and Jared both had well, this I, sick thing, or do we know like the, the history? We don't of know, and we met? don't know. And I've wondered that too. That's a big thing I've yeah. been wondering about. This is unusual. There, there aren't well, that we many. know that's what they bonded over originally. Maybe if they met, yeah, I mean, that's who knows? what I thought. That's what I thought is that maybe they met over the internet or something, yeah. and 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 they bonded over this. And then he said, "Hey, you know, I have a job for you." And like, you know, like the guy needed a job, and he gave him a job. Because the reason it's so hard for these two to get together otherwise in this way is that number one, a very small percentage of the population is into this stuff. Like, it's, it, if if you're a guy like this, Russell Taylor. And you send these type of uh, pictures or videos to a very, very, very high percent of the population, you're getting instantly reported. Like very few people are going to receive that and say, oh, cool. Like, like the very, very, very vast majority of people you send this to are going to be outraged by it so much that they're going to go to the police. So, so, so first of all, how did Russell Taylor even notice – share this with Jared in the first place? And, and second, um, you know, what are the chances of you know, two pedophiles just happening to be uh, – close to each other without you know without that being the reason they were close in the first place it's just it, it's it's just too much of a coincidence because there just are not that many guys that are this into it now Jared, they seem to be into different things a little bit but it's still along the same lines 
Yeah. And they and they were trading this like like even if they happen to both be into it, how how do they both share this with one another? Like yeah. you know, like like yeah, right. How do you even break the ice and yeah. be like and not one you know what I mean? Not worry. Like, like I mean, obviously, I'm just saying. If I sent you something risque or, or illegal, my first thoughts can be like, "Is he going to turn me in?" Yeah, that's, uh, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, if, if I was a, if I was a pedophile, I wouldn't I wouldn't go, I, I wouldn't go to you, Brandon, yeah. and say, "Hey, you know what? I've been having these thoughts about these little kids this recently." Is, like, I, I, this, I wouldn't say anything. You know, I I spent about an hour reading about it today, so it's not like you know I just know basically what's on the internet. But this is my understanding of what I read. So this guy was arrested back in April. Uh, he was on s- several reports, like CNN. I read and and uh, a couple other sites. Uh, there was uh, reports from anonymous sources that he is a cooperate, cooperating witness. He has not actually been charged with anything yet, although he is in custody. He attempted suicide in jail unsuccessfully about four months ago, but he has not actually even been charged with anything. So that made me think <clears throat> that he got caught, and he said, "Well, you know what? I know I'm fucked." Let me see if I can get 10 years off my sentence or whatever, or just even be able to get out of prison one day and give up somebody famous. Um, I yeah, mean, that, that's kind of what I was led to believe happened, by, right? by just the fact he hasn't been charged, the fact that uh, – so anyhow, that's, that, that wasn't said, but that's what I kind of think. I think – and, you know, listen, as much as the media or – I mean, as much as law enforcement is going to say, you know, it's not about that, we all know – I mean, you know, good example is that fucking uh, DA in – New Jersey or New York, the Southern District of New York, that law enforcement in general just loves to throw a splashy name. And I mean, you know what I mean? They just love that kind of publicity. Yeah, yeah, they like the high profile cases, yes. Yeah, exactly, right. And, you know, someone's going to get a promotion. And I mean, I don't know, but somebody out of this whole mess, it's going to make their career. Or they're going to be known as a guy that, that you know, did the investigation of him and so on and so forth. So that's my thinking from what I've read that this guy, you know, I don't think Jared would have even got caught. Maybe would have, but this guy definitely sold him out. Or you know, I'm not saying that's wrong, but he did it. He didn't do it for the right reasons, of course. You know, um, so then I guess the agreed upon uh, plea deal is that the DA is promises are only going to ask for up to twelve and a half years, and then and Jared, I guess, in his lawyer's statement to the judge, can't ask for anything uh, less than five. But the, attorney, the judge, since it's a federal case, has the sole discretion to reject it and give him up to 50 years. So even with that all being done and said today, he still is allowed to leave in a car. Now, I'm sure they have his, you know, an ankle bracelet and a passport. But that seemed kind of weird to me, knowing that whenever it's done, he's going to do at least a decade in prison, maybe even 50 years. But yet he's given the freedom to leave. Yeah, that's kind that's of weird. Especially, he's and, not in jail right now. He's not in custody. Yeah, and, and, and Beer and Poker, Beer and Poker just said in chat that uh, Jared's net worth was estimated to be fifteen million. So, I mean, so uh, every article I read said he made millions upon millions of dollars with Subway. So that money was an issue. He he was married until two thousand seven, uh, then divorced, and then got remarried like five years ago. He has two kids, uh, at least, with his new wife. And his wife actually issued a statement today saying that, uh, you know, I'm separating myself from all this. I'm horrified. I am in the process of uh, disillusioning this marriage. My concern is the kids. And then, but again, it just struck me as odd that the dude's doing at least a decade, up to even, he could be in prison for the rest of his natural born life. Yet he was allowed to leave today. That seemed, just seemed weird to me. I, that, yeah, that, it, I it, it does seem a little weird because uh, with the money he has, you think maybe he could arrange a way to slip out of the country anyway, even without a passport, 
or disappear somewhere. But uh, well, you gotta think everybody in the world's still watching him. They'd be fucking idiots. Yeah, I mean that's, that's probably it's what it is. They're just, kind of, yeah. they're just watching him carefully. But uh, anyway, he. Yeah, this is uh, he's not gonna get anywhere near fifty years, uh, both from the circumstances of it and. Uh, well, I'm just saying that's what the the, the judge has a discretion. I know he has a discretion too, but it won't. It's not gonna happen. Uh, he he probably he's will in, get something like five or six years. My guess. I think it's gonna be a little harder. I'm thinking maybe a decade. They See, said that they I, could, the, the most they'd asked for was twelve. I don't and a half, think so. I mean, the reason is that they they only have him with having sex with two sixteen year olds. And receiving this uh, child porn from someone else and not turning him in, which is bad, but not it's not the same as if he was making the child porn or or as if he had it was having you know touching little kids. Yeah, but you know what? Like judges are going to read those comments. This is also about being politically correct, making a statement. And those comments, you know, I know during sentencing he's going to say, you know, he or she, the judge will say that one comment that the media loves. You know, that that's reporting about the the better or the younger the better. And again, not, like you said, not like you know. Of child of eight, nine, ten year old age, but still like fifteen, fourteen, maybe even who knows, even thirteen. I mean, that's a pretty deafening comment that probably is going to be used pretty strongly against him in sentencing. Um, but uh, either way, it's I, I never saw this coming. I don't understand. I mean, I guess I have to assume the sickness is so strong yeah, that, it was, that you so. ignore everything else, everything you're throwing away. The fact that you're a celebrity and and their eyes on you, and you know the sickness and and, and just your mindset that you have to achieve something to either be happy or whatever the hell it is is so strong it must overcome every other sense that you have of of what you know what I mean, Jeff? It just I, I'm surprised he got married twice, you know, to adult women because yeah. it's clear that's not what he was into. So, yeah, you know, this couldn't have been very satisfying. So why do you even bother? Like maybe he forced himself. I don't, I mean, kind of is that? I mean, psychologically, I, I don't know. Is, is that true? That somebody that has that sort of defect, they can't also be with you know, with someone of their own age, they can be. But I, I, what I've found in these cases, in, in in these, most of these molestation cases, it's that that's what really turns them on, and the rest, if they're in a regular relationship, they're just doing it to live a conventional lifestyle, but don't really, aren't really all that into it. Yeah. So, in fact, uh, that that's why, a lot of times, you know, you'll you'll hear about, uh, like, a man who's molesting young boys. And, and he's married to a woman. And, and they'll say, see, it was a heterosexual molester. No, it wasn't. He wasn't a real heterosexual molester. It was a, it was a, a homosexual molester who was living a heterosexual lifestyle for appearances. That's, that's what it almost always is in these cases. It's like, and, and here Jared was probably living a lifestyle with an adult woman, you know, but, but really not being that into it. He was, he was definitely very, very into the teenage girl thing. It was a lot different to me from reading these reports about him it wasn't just a guy who like finds a lot of different ages attractive, and you know, like sixteen-year-olds, but also likes uh, like thirteen-year-olds, fourteen-year-olds, sixteen-year-olds, right. but, but also likes adults. He just likes it all. It seemed to him like this was really his focus. What really, and yeah. if you don't need to have that, if you just uh, he'd be doing other things. You'd get stories about Jared also cheating on his wife with thirty-year-olds, but he but he wasn't, as far as I can tell. So it seemed like this is where he went to cheat on his wife. It wasn't just to cheat on her, but to cheat on her with uh, teenagers. So, by the way, have you seen... I, I cannot believe the large number of uh, $5 foot-long jokes I've seen about prison. I mean, it's just... <laughs> that's all you see these days, is these, these foot-long jokes. That's never going to stop. And uh, Subway, they just... Uh, I was reading about that, too, just now or earlier, that I guess 
besides all this, this is like the worst thing for Subway. They're also having like one of their worst periods of, which was I'm surprised it took this long. I just thought the Subway business model and the growth that they experienced that long ago should have been declining. I don't even, I mean, I, I know, you know the famous Tomatoes on the Side post with you at Subway, but unless there's literally nothing else open or nothing else nearby, that is at the real, literally the bottom of my food chain of places to go. Well, yeah, I like don't, I, I don't, right I don't now, go there very or, often you know, Even during the day. I, I don't go there very often either. Uh, where, where I'll sometimes go to them is if uh, I'm on the road somewhere and, uh, you know, I, there's really not much else as far as choice or, or I'm in a rush with something, just want something fast, or where the other places are unknowns and may be terrible and I don't want to bother with them. Uh, I, I will say Subway, the reason for the success is actually uh, they exploded with the number of franchises because it's very easy to, and cheap to set them up. Whereas if you want to set up a McDonald's, or Burger King, or, or uh, one of these many other places you can set up as a franchise, it's actually quite expensive to get going. If you think of all the costs of, uh, uh, of building out the place and the space you need and everything like that, it's a, there's a lot of upfront costs to starting a fast food franchise, whereas uh, Subway... But, okay, can be very let cheap. me ask you. So it's, say it's, you know, today, actually, I went and I got a sub. Not, I mean, not from there, but... So it's noon, 1 o'clock, whatever, lunchtime, you feel like having a sandwich... What is your number one choice or top two choices of where you're going to go? I, I don't go to Subway. I go to you know, I would go to. Oh, but tell me what what I mean. What what are your like? Okay, for me, Jimmy John's. I don't know if, if they have them out in California. No. I like Jimmy John's. Uh, I like Capriati's. Those are two places that I will always go before yeah, Subway. I've, no I've matter gone what. Capriati's a number of times in Vegas. I've never been to Jimmy John's, but uh, no, I. I I usually, if those aren't available, like I'll go to independent places. Yeah, Subway, like for a sandwich, is usually one of the uh, lesser choices for me. Uh, the, I mean, how is it? How is it? 2016. If you want any kind of meat, like a steak sandwich or something, they're putting this shit in a microwave. Like, dude, I think that's one of the biggest things they should have changed years ago. So, if you want something hot, just they, they microwave it. Who wants to do that in 2015? Well, I'm telling you, the reason they do it is because of. Uh, it's easy to set up. It's 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 very cheap and easy for them to set these things up. They of course. Up. So that's why the that's why it's done so well. Is it's been people are not taking very much risk. They're not investing much to get one, and and provided you get some decent traffic into it, uh, you can make you money easily. Whereas you you got a McDonald's, you have a lot of money you've got to recoup before you're even uh, in the black. So Trader Risky, you want a nice six inch sub? Where do you go, buddy? To, to sleep apparently. Well, he's got to work in the morning. Trader risky. No, no, no. I, I couldn't get it off mute. Um. Yeah, normally it's not like a chain place. There's a few sandwich yeah. places around here. Now, what you've heard uh, Donald and I talk about this back and forth. What are your feelings on what this guy did, or what we talked about with the laws? Just, just the mic is yours, my friend. Please. Well, I th- I think clearly he started the foundation with the guy for access to the young girls. I agree. And, um, you know, and they set it up and it's just, you know, I mean, it's so amazing that in the day with all this information that people would text and send messages and hold computer files. And like Druff said, just being so recognizable wherever he goes. I mean, it's unbelievable that he didn't get caught till now. And I'm not sure that he wouldn't have got caught without the foundation guy getting caught because there was the woman in like south florida that i guess it did him 
and he kept referring to the girls as hot or something. Yeah, yeah, there was a there was that story. Yeah, he told some woman the the, the about junior high school girls being hot when he saw them. Right. So that seemed all just. I mean, I don't know if that it was that. I didn't think that that was a while ago. I thought it was pretty recent. Well, that, that came they came out after they raided his home. But but it was what's hard. amazing to me is all this stuff happened six weeks ago. I mean, the, the raid at his house was six weeks ago. Now he's going to be in prison. Like, you know what I mean? Normally these criminal cases take a year, sometimes much longer. But this is like a period of six weeks. He's gone from you know just the everyday man that no one really had that much of opinion on, and now he's. You know what I mean? It's it's very short. Like just how fast this has already moved through the court system. But yeah, that is pretty amazing how quickly it got resolved. Yeah, but I agree with you. I, I don't. Uh, I, I still can't understand the mentality. I just have to think that the urge to provide whatever you know that that sickness is so great, it just consumes every other rational. In terms of getting caught, in terms of what you're doing is wrong, like it has to just overwhelm you because if not, it just doesn't make sense. Like it's just at a level that someone like you or me or, or Druff we can't even understand. I mean, it's just you know what I mean. It's just it's, no, absolutely. And I'm yeah. sure he was like so. You know, looked like he weighed like 400 pounds in high school. He probably missed that whole part of his life. Yeah, it's a good and point. Almost like he was trying to live back through that, and then you know, who knows? He's just. I mean, you have to be sick. To do that, but I'm sure that had had something to do with it. Yeah, that's a good point. I see. This is why we keep a guy around here. Uh, so, yeah, so uh, by, by the way, I got a, a tweet from a poker fraudler radio listener who won a bracelet this year, Kevin McPhee, who he wants to come on the show uh, at some point and, and talk about uh, 888 poker screwing him. Sure. And uh, but but tonight he said he was sleeping and playing and, and he missed it. He I, I think he doesn't realize we're still on. But uh, we'll we'll do this next week. We'll, we have so much tonight. We'll get him next week. But uh, yeah, everybody always has the floor here on this show whenever they get screwed by a site to just you know come out and tell it like it is. I, I like that. I like when people come on and tell them their own words and expose any BS that's going on. I just got that tweet. That's why I'm interrupting that little topic here. So uh, I was also texting this morning with uh, Anthony Zeno, who's basically the hottest poker player uh, or tournament poker player in the world. We talked about him before. Um, you know, I met him years and years ago. In fact, he found out who I am f- from listening to the show, and then found me on Facebook. And you know, originally our friendship started over the uh, heads up limit bot. Um, he was actually on a he's on a plane right now to uh, the EPT in Barcelona. But told me that any time we're on the radio and, you know, he isn't either traveling or playing a tournament, he'd come on. Um, you know, again, we've talked about him on other shows, but, you know, he's had a pretty sick run. About the last 18 months, he's won a two W or two WP or sorry, three WPTs. And he's one of three people to have done that. And uh, WSOP bracelet won about five million dollars in about I don't know, a little less than two years, about a year and eight months or so. So he's going to come on, too. So maybe we'll get back into having some interesting guests on yeah. here. Um, yeah, it would be great to have him here. And um, by, by the way, uh, here's an interesting topic. I know the bet's already been lost, so it's okay. But, uh, you know, Jared was from Indiana, as was uh, Mycon. And and <laughs> Nikki, Nikki is claiming in chat that Mycon has said before that, that he was friends with Jared. And he I, has. Guess, I guess it's possible because yep. they, they, I think they're both he, born in 1978. I don't remember him specifically saying that they were friends, but I remember him numerous times saying he knew him. 
So who? I mean, I don't know. Friends hanging out. Well, they're both from Indiana, and they're both born in 1978. So yeah, Indiana's a big state, Druff. It's not, you know. I know, I know, but but uh, no, but they're both in Indianapolis originally. So it's I know it's a big city, but it's uh, uh, actually uh, so Jared's born December 1st, 77, and Mikeon's born in, like September 78. So you know, very they could have yeah. easily been in the same grade. Yeah. So, Whatever happened to that Barry? I don't know. I don't know what happened to Barry. Like Barry got trolled by a few people on on the forum, so maybe he, he was always left. trolled though. Even five years ago, but he I, was. But he first... he seemed to be like like I noticed the trolling to him kind of got like more hostile. So maybe he maybe he just gave up and left. And Barry also had like a a lesser tolerance for uh, bad posters. So like like he would just get aggravated by any poster that he thought was bad. And, and a lot of times the people he thought was bad were actually bad posters. But I'm just saying, like, he didn't have that much tolerance. Like, if there's a lot of bad posters on the site, he didn't want to look for the good there. He just kind of would leave. So, but yeah, he'd been totally gone recently. I'm not sure why. Hmm. And by, by the way, Jared's wife, Katie, has already uh, filed for divorce. Yeah, or I saw that. right about to. She said that yeah. she just wants out, which isn't a surprise. I mean, both both for publicity's sake and also why would she want to be with him at this point after learning about this stuff? Yeah. So, well, listen, I gotta ask you. I, I'm a little I'm a little hungry at the moment. I want to have a quick snack. Just uh, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm just being honest. I don't want to be rude. Now, the other poker related subjects uh, that we have left, <clears throat> the, the uh, what else do we have left? Oh, the did you talk about the Helmuth thing yet? I've no, talked about the Helmuth. We the Helmuth. We have Ethan. Do you want to do that and then the sports, the gambling ring? You got you and the Trader Rusi can handle this and I'll. Yeah. Eat. Okay. Go ahead. Do you, I mean, do you mind? Oh, yeah, like getting ahead. admonished? Is that okay? No. Go go ahead and uh, now. Is, oh, you is, seem is a little girl- mad hold, now. Hold on. Are you disappointed is, in me? No, no, it's fine. Is your it's been is four your, hours? I mean, I is your girlfriend still awake or is she still sleeping? No, she's passed out. I'm, I'm actually about to wake her up. You're wow. to see if. See, well, I, I don't do know if I can't do that. I can't do it. Yeah. See, I can't. I can't go wake up uh, Benjamin's mom. I can't. I can't go up and wake her up and and for anything. She'll be pissed. Yeah. Oh, this radio has put her to sleep. She's been asleep since about eight thirty. But she made maybe an hour. See, that's when when you get a new relationship, you can do this. But I, I can't do it. I I cannot go. Once she goes to sleep, then that's it. And not only can't I go wake her up intentionally, I got to be careful not to wake her up unintentionally. Hold on. I'm gonna send you a picture, Drew. I'm taking a picture of her. <laughs> you can't really see. Send you a picture, <laughs> and then just so you have it. Just because apparently some people like TMLK doesn't think think she's not real. So let me. I don't know why he would think that. So I, don't think so. I mean, okay. he just he's just saying it to be an. Asshole. I just sent you. Look at your phone in about I don't know twenty seconds as you go through. But Trader Ruski, you guys are up. Give me about five to seven minutes. Finish the poker stuff, and I will be right back. Okay. Okay. Got it. All right. Look at your <laughs> phone. Godspeed. Okay, thank you. So Brandon dropping me a picture of uh, I haven't gotten it yet. Oh, here we go. It's a picture. Huh? That's a weird picture. He sent me the picture of his girlfriend sleeping, and uh, there's nothing. It's you know, it's not showing me anything. It's not her shirt's not off or anything. But uh, um, she's like in a weird sleeping position. Um, I can see her legs, like her legs are bare, but there's like this twisted. She's on a couch. It's like a twisted sheet, kind of twisted between her legs, and then. Her arm is over her face. It doesn't look very comfortable. I think she's going to wake up with, like, neck or back pain. Maybe even leg pain. I, if I slept this way, I would wake up in all kinds of pain. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Brandon's uh, very into this one. So let's, let's get to some other poker topics. A uh, Wisconsin ruling reveals 
the uh, ridiculousness, in my opinion, and also in the judge's opinion, of the poker is not gambling argument that has been used to try to legalize it. I think it's a foolish argument to use. Poker is gambling. Even if there is a large element of skill, there is still a large element of luck. I've uh, personally experienced the large element of luck in my play over the years, including recently. Um, my limit hold and play at the end of the year last year, I would say I had good luck. My re- limit hold and play in the last two months, definitely bad luck. So, uh, and I've, I've been the same player. I just, uh, sometimes you run well, sometimes you don't. That's because there's luck in poker. Well, in Wisconsin... Their, uh, the skill versus chance legal argument has been defeated once again. Uh, a Dane County judge in Wisconsin has dismissed a case brought by the PPA, the Poker Players Alliance, uh, specifically their Wisconsin director, Steve Verrett. I didn't realize they had a director for each state. Uh, and also um, poker ho, Mark Kroon. They, they had a case that uh, was against the district attorney of Wisconsin. And uh, it was basically making a case that poker is a skill game and uh, should not be subject to Wisconsin's existing laws having to do with gambling. Uh, There is a little bit of legal gambling, uh, legal poker playing you can do in Wisconsin, but uh, not very much of it, thanks to these laws that... uh, uh, group poker in with other gambling so uh the legal challenge ended on wednesday uh the circuit court judge richard niece denied a motion and uh he said orally in his uh ruling on the matter that uh he hasn't filed it yet written but uh he said that uh it's an open and shut case that poker is a prohibited form of gambling clearly defined in Wisconsin's case law. It didn't matter how skillful the game of poker might be. What the law says is what remains. And that's, that's what it keeps running into. And that's why I think this is so stupid, is that uh, poker has all the elements of cha- of a game of chance. It does. And even if there is an additional skill element that allows those to, you know, who are very skillful to overcome the chance in the long term and win... Uh, that doesn't mean it's not a game of chance. It just means it's a game of chance where you have a better shot of winning if you're skillful. It's a game of chance with skill. So, another defeat for this stupidity. Uh, this was not the main PPA. This was not the PPA, you know, run by Rich Muni and, and the rest of the, and uh, John Pappas. I mean, this, it's the same thing, but it's these kind of the offshoot of the PPA in Wisconsin. But it was done under the PPA banner. But this is a fail. Uh, there, there are uh, private games that run in uh, Wisconsin that are illegal. There are also a few uh, Indian tribes running poker games, but not that many. The biggest one is uh, the Potawatomi, I hope I said that right, casino in Milwaukee. It's a tribal casino. But other than that, uh, there cannot be poker rooms in Wisconsin. By the way... Uh, Tonight's free roll was funded by someone in Wisconsin. Muck Ficon, unless he moved, is in Wisconsin. And uh, I don't know how much poker he plays. 
But I guess he's doing well enough to where he could give away $100 to the site for the free roll. So, appreciate that. So, that did, happened. And, uh, yeah, Trump, did you see the article about uh, the DOJ, about the NFL arguing that sports betting is skill-based? No. That's how they're trying to make it legal. Yeah, it was on, uh, I'll shoot you the link. But it was... Uh, so the NFL wants... Are you saying the NFL wants this? Yeah, well, I mean, that's their argument. I mean, it could have something to do with the sports betting that they're trying to put through in New Jersey. Yeah, But right. maybe open it up to other places. I mean, I, th- I think that's even a dumber argument because it's, it's, a, it's as tough as it is to be a winning poker player in the long term, uh, it's an even tougher thing to be a winning sports better. It's, it's a very small percentage of people can be uh, a long-term winning sports better. It's, it's very, very hard. Uh, so, I mean, to say that's a game of skill, I think, is... Uh, definitely there's better sports better than others, but I, I think that's the type of thing where a very, very high percentage of people are expected losers given the juice. If you take away the juice, then, yeah, it's a, you, know, you could break even just by flipping coins in the long term. But uh, with the Jews, it's very, very hard to beat. Right. Yeah. But, you know, I think you could argue that maybe about many professions. And yeah, you to can. To get an advantage, you need skill. I, 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 think, I think all these things should be allowed. I, I, I think the sports betting should be allowed. I think that uh, uh, online poker should be allowed, obviously. I'm not uh, – I'm definitely for these things being legal and being regulated and, you know, something that you can easily do if you want to do. And I, I think this, this weird, arbitrary uh, situation we have in this country where you can sports bet only in Nevada. You can legally do it in Nevada casinos, but you, you can't do it outside Nevada. Uh, that's just weird. Uh, the, the fact that you can gamble you know, the same games live but not online I think is stupid. I think it should be either you can or you can't. So... Yeah, I, I've stated these positions many times, and I think that most people agree with them here who listen to this show. But it doesn't surprise me they're trying to get that across. But I, I think the whole skill thing is a fallacious argument. I don't, I don't buy it. As much as I'm for the whole legalization, I don't agree with that part. I don't agree with that reason of why it should be legal. I think that other reasons should be legal, but not that. Not because it's skillful. It's just, a, and I think you're never going to convince lawmakers that poker's not gambling. Especially because it is gambling. Yep. And uh, okay, so let's let's see what else we got here. Got to not talk too long about these legal things, or people fall asleep, especially at uh, eleven thirty at night Pacific. Isai Scheinberg wants to be, or I don't know if he wants to be, but some people want him to be in the Poker Hall of Fame. He's the Poker Stars, uh, the former owner of Poker Stars, who since has sold the company to Amaya Gaming. But uh, Terrence Chan wants him to be in the Poker Hall of Fame because of the impact Poker Stars had on the poker boom. If you remember, the poker boom started in 2003 for two reasons. One of them had to do with Poker Stars. Uh, one of the reasons was the whole card cams like for the World Poker Tour that was on TV that got people excited about poker. And the second reason was Chris Moneymaker, who won through Poker Stars a main event seat at the World Series of Poker, went and a you know, very average everyman, not a professional poker player by any means, who went on to win the World Series for $2.5 million. So from that point in Poker Stars' 
growing and growing and becoming such a big influential force in the game and helping poker's growth so much and being such a large part of the poker community, Terrence Chan basically made the argument, look, he did more for the growth of poker than anyone. How could he not be in the Poker Hall of Fame when you're electing others into the Poker Hall of Fame who've done much less for poker and you're electing them based upon that and not their poker play? It's a fair argument, but um, I don't think Isai Scheinberg should be in the Poker Hall of Fame because much of what he did to help poker was illegal. And the reason he got the opportunity to do this and others did not was because he was willing to break the law and others weren't. So it's not like Isai Scheinberg was the only one who was willing to run online poker. It was that he was the only one who was willing to, or the only one who really you know, did it the best. He was the best of the ones who chose to break the law to offer online poker to the United States. Still talking about poker? Yeah, yeah. We're talking about Isai Scheinberg. I'm saying I don't think he should be in the Poker Hall of Fame because mainly what he did, he was the best one at running online poker who was willing to break the law to do it. Which is different than uh, than someone who uh, see the only reason we have others that are we don't have other Isai Scheinbergs who did it as well or better than him is because they didn't want to break the law. So I, I don't think he should be rewarded even more for breaking the law uh, with a, a Hall of Fame getting the Poker Hall of Fame when he really just got that because he was willing to do this to break the law to do it uh, rather than uh, others who who had to follow the law either because they they, they had. Assets. What are the what are the qualifications? Is there even one? There is one. You... Yes, there's one for for you know, an influence on the game of poker from off the felt. There there is the off the felt category where people can get nominated and admitted for things they've done for the game, even if they weren't great players. And who who was the one you said earlier that was pushing for him in? Terrence Chan. But Terrence Chan worked for him at one. Point, yeah, it's so. kind of not neutral. Yeah, it's not neutral at all. So, yeah. uh, so that's. Well, I will, I will say this. No secret. I mean, it was even said on on this radio show. Uh, you know, I have a very good friend had for you know a decade now that works for the company, and even one on one, where you know she would tell me anything, uh, you know, and I would have just kept my mouth shut or you know wouldn't have mattered. She said nothing but great things about him in terms of how he's treated employees. I mean, not that it matters, you know, that that, that would be a qualification for the Hall of Fame, but the way. She said some other, you know, she's told me other things. So if, if the guy was a scumbag or anything was misleading, she would have said. But in terms of, I don't know, Jeff, I, I kind of could see it both ways. I mean, you think about integrity of poker, think about what happened with lock poker, full tilt, ultimate bet. I mean, as far as we know, and, you know, he doesn't own the company anymore. He's done everything right in terms of, you know, just integrity, honesty, trying to do that the best. And if you say, well, he did something better illegally than anybody else that's also just a, mor- a moral issue i mean it shouldn't be illegal i mean well, no, so no, if I'm you saying, take a, okay but if, if that's your but i'm just saying if, if that's what your defense is that or, or your analysis of why he shouldn't be in the poker or the hall of fame if it was legal in the united states and it had been the whole time would that change your opinion Yes, because the reason it would change my opinion is others would have had the opportunity to do what he did, and he would have then then it would have been an even playing field, and then then you could say, well, everybody had the opportunity to do this, but Esai just did it the best, so he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Whereas here, there were many who were restricted from doing what Esai did because of a fear of breaking the law. 
and, or, or because they had assets now, that, that they couldn't risk. Now, up until the, the UIGEA law passed, my understanding always had been that it was just basically a gray area because the laws that were written uh, you know, were more about you know, the, the wire breaking the you – know, making bets over the telephone and all that. It really didn't – they didn't have the understanding of what would happen in the future with the internet and, and things such as that. So that was always my understanding that it wasn't really illegal when he started. It was just kind of a gray area that hadn't been determined the legality. I mean, do you agree or disagree with that? Um, that the it, laws were so outdated that it really was truly a gray area. It, it was it was still illegal, but it was it was gray enough area where they didn't want to really prosecute anyone for this until they clarify the law with the UIGEA. Uh, but but the the thing is, he he kept they kept offering party poker was very big at that time too. Party poker fell off. Because they stopped offering games to the U.S. and, and Poker Stars still offered to the U.S. and, and this is also what allowed Full Tilt to rise. Uh, and, and then he still operated for three and a half more years before Black Friday, or four and a half more years, not three and a half. So, and, and, and there he was definitely breaking the law. So the, the point is, I'm not even so much in love with the law or saying that oh, if you break the law, that's awful, you've got to be punished. I, what I'm saying here is that. Uh, it was denying others the opportunity to both make the money he did and also to have the influence on poker that he did. He just he got the opportunity to do this by his willingness to break the law. And so it's it's basically saying Esai gets in the Hall of Fame while others other executives of gaming companies don't get to because they followed the law and Esai didn't. And I just don't like that part. I, I don't like what's well. That's almost like I mean I, I guess this is not the greatest analogy, but that's almost like saying. Since so Bill Belichick has been fined, you know, because of, of you know, we'll just say we'll, we'll even eliminate him from the the flate gate. But you know, the, the the scandal with the New York Jets, where he openly authorized the cheating, breaking NFL rules blatantly by filming the New York Jets practices and their play calling. I mean, cheating broke the law. I mean, should he be prohibited from being in the Hall of Fame? I mean, he will be in the Hall of Fame. Hundred percent, he it, will it, be in the well, Hall of Fame. It, it, that's a little different argument. That's that's taking individual things he did that were cheating and saying should this, should he be punished this way. But but if Bill Belichick had his success only from cheating, then then I would say, or primarily from cheating, then I would say he shouldn't be. But I don't believe that's true. I don't believe he was successful uh, primarily because he uh, he engaged in cheating. Uh, the question becomes, uh, should he be ineligible since he's been caught cheating on certain occasions, even if it didn't have all that much effect on his overall uh, coaching record? So what, what, I, what I'm saying here is Isai, the fact that he ran poker stars at all was because he was willing to break the law. The fact that others did not run a, competi- a competitor to poker stars was because they would not break the law. So, so you can say, oh, Isai was so innovative. Oh, he did such a good job. He did this, he did that. Uh, he didn't have much competition in doing it. Because others didn't want to break the law to do it. That's why it just wasn't a level playing field. And he's definitely, you know, think of how much money he's made from from his will. Okay, hello? people? Yeah, hello? Um, this is embarrassing. I, know, I, think, I think I figured it out. I think I figured out the problem. After 10 years, you figured it out? After, after the... <laughs> a decade? Years, after the time on this show here, I, this is what happened. I, I, uh, I actually have two routers here. One router is... Uh, we're, my printer's on, and, and another router is the one I just generally use. The, be- the They're both working routers, but the better one is the one that is uh, the general one I use. Uh, I, I, so I noticed that I just lost internet completely while I was talking here, and uh, so that's why I cut you, I cut everybody, and uh, hopefully people are back here. But 
I noticed I was, because I printed something earlier today. Granada <laughs> Roger, please deposit 25 cents for another three minutes. That's cute. <laughs> I, because I used the printer today, mm-hmm. I, uh, I had switched to the other router on my computer, and I never switched it back for the radio. So I think that may have to do with, with why the Internet has been shoddy today, and I apologize to the audience for this. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell the audience this as well. Uh, next week, I'm going to solve this buzz. I don't know if you guys hear the buzz or not. I hear it. Yeah, I'm going to solve this buzz next week uh, in some way, and um, and I, I believe I've just solved the the internet issue. I think that was because I was connected to the wrong router. That uh, you know, as I said, is a usable router, but is not uh, as good or efficient as the main one I use for the show, and and I forgot to ever connect to it. So that's. That's some of the, I think that was some of the problem, and that, that just, like, lost connection to the Internet. So I'm like, hmm, wh- why is that? And I looked at the, what I'm connected to. I'm like, oh, crap, I'm on the wrong one. So I just, when I switched it, like, the second I switched, it put everything back. So, uh, again, I know we had some fail on this show. It's still good compared to three weeks ago, but uh, it's still on an overall basis this has been a, a fail, technically. Listen, Belly Buster sent me some money. I actually, and he said, go get a headset, get something to eat, kiddo. You look kind of skinny. I actually went during the hiatus, and I ordered a headset off of uh, the, the Amazon.com. Oh. Um, it's, it's, funny, it's funny you mentioned that because yeah, I, I'm ahead. on a more expensive setup right here, but I, I actually have a headset, too, for when I go to different secret locations. Next week, what I'll do is I'll try to just use the headset until I get the new computer. Because I think with that, with the headset, we may not get the buzz. I think it's that my new equipment is interfering with this this old charger I have. It's causing some kind of uh, electronic interference. So, so anyhow, I guess we're going to have to agree to disagree because I don't think if that, I mean if that's what your sticking point is the fact that it's it was illegal, and I, and I get it, you know, I, I can get it that it wasn't maybe in your eyes an open playing field, but you're debating just basically morale because or morality because it, it shouldn't be illegal. I mean, I think it's no, no, it's no. I'm not, but I'm not doing that. I'm, I'm, I'm not doing it in morality. I'm doing it based upon. I'm the, saying you're uh, saying if you, if it was legal, that he would be in there. You would, you would, you would. No, but if it's not based him. on morality, it's based upon that others didn't have the opportunity to do it. It would almost be like, uh, like let's say. Um, well, others did have the opportunity to do it. No, they but, did. But well, no, but it just they, wasn't open. I mean, it, it. No, they didn't have the opportunity if they didn't want to break the law and, and risk serious. It's kind of like what Bobby or said. I mean, whether you. Uh, think he should be in the Hall of Fame or not. I think it's undeniable that he was a pioneer. I mean, he's going to go down in history as being a pioneer. But what I'm, you, what I'm trying agree? to say is that here, it's not about the morality. It's about the opportunity to do it where either you had no opportunity or you had to really break the law uh, seriously and risk a lot to do it, which I, I think that shuts a lot of people out who would have otherwise had the opportunity. And I think that's, the, that's what I don't want to see rewarded is just the willingness to break the law. Uh, versus others who didn't, because that that penalizes others who didn't, that are not in the Hall of Fame because they followed the law, and that's what I don't like. I, it's not it's not the law itself I'm trying to protect here. It's just the the others who could have done it and didn't. That that's what bothers me. That's why I that that's also why I'm I've when we've talked about whether poker stars should get a license or not in in various states. I've uh, I've said well you know they are the best site, they are the best run site, they have the best software, but I can see the argument for why they shouldn't get one because uh, other companies didn't have the opportunity to do what they did because they were following the rules. And I, I hate rewarding those who uh, yeah. who break the rules over those who follow the rules. I just I just don't like that. And I'm not even someone who follows every so, rule. So where does it stand right now? 
I mean, is he is is he like on the ballot? Or I don't even know how that works. Like uh, if it's there's like, like a no, there's like a nomination. I mean, he's trying to get him nominated. The whole, the whole Poker Hall of Fame is a joke, and seriously, serious did a good write up on it, showing the fallacy in the voting, especially where it's easy to create voting blocks to where you can. Uh, pretty much guarantee certain people get in if you just get a few people together to vote the same way. And the way you can do that is that you're supposed to rank, like, you, there's like 10 nominees, and you're supposed to rank them 1 through 10 of, uh, you know, whether you think they should be in. And then number 1 gets 10 points, number 2 gets 9 points, down to 10 who gets 1 point. But you also have the opportunity to leave people off completely if you think they don't deserve it at all, and then they get 0 points. Well, this is where it can be exploited. Because uh, if you think about it, let's say you have ten people and you have a, one of those ten people is your buddy. Okay, you want your buddy to get elected. Now the simple thing to do is just to put him number one on the ballot, and then the other nine people are below him. But the problem with doing that is if you put your buddy as number one and then somebody else as number two, what you've just done is given your buddy only one point because. Your buddy gets 10 points. The other guy at number two gets nine points. So all that does is give your buddy one point, which isn't very much. But if you just put your buddy and leave off everybody else, now he gets 10 points and everybody else gets zero. And now he gets a big a big jump up in the standings. So by a number of people getting together and agreeing just to put on the one or two names they want to see elected and leave everyone else off the ballot or leave off any you know ranking anyone else, that – totally skews it in the favor of those people and then everybody else who votes fairly their their vote doesn't matter as much so seriously serious actually showed in a little demonstration of how like four people together can get someone elected <clears throat> just by using that trick so it's uh it, it the whole thing so in theory that if if the system was manipulated properly you could get elected yes yes and and that's the problem. So so right now, I mean, basically though, it. it yeah, well, when, did they, when do they vote on this? What time are you? Well, is well, it like I, a certain? I, I'm forgetting. Then you also have to be nominated. You can Google yeah. it. See whenever. So there's the nomination process, but the whole thing is very flawed and is a joke and is very. Uh, uh, it, the whole thing's a big click, and it's uh, it's become a big joke. They, and they don't. They're very aware of all the problems. They don't fix them. It's not like they said, oh, crap, we didn't think of this. Let's fix this for next year. They don't do that. This is the same year over and over and over. They keep making the same mistake, and they're made very aware of the problem. They don't want to fix it. They want to leave it this way. So I don't know if Eastside will get it, uh, nominated, but uh, whatever. So let's yeah. let's move on to the next subject here. Yeah. Uh, the... SHRPO, the Seminole Hard Rock Poker Open in Florida, they did something – well, they thought it was groundbreaking. I don't think it's that big of a deal. I mean the World Series kind of does this in a way. They had four final tables simultaneously. And, yeah, I saw uh, Nolan Dallas post on my Facebook about that. Yeah, so – I don't think it's that – whatever. So, so they uh, – what they did was uh, they had four final tables running simultaneously – and then Phil Hellmuth was given the mic to walk around and just commentate. Now, I watched him do this, not at the Seminole Hard Rock Poker Open, but eight years ago in Aruba, I was playing the UB Aruba tournament, which, believe it or not, UB sponsored me for. <laughs> this was before the UB end of the scandal was known and the AP scandal was just breaking. So I was after that Natalie uh, Holloway thing, right? 
Yes, it was. And, uh, in fact, I can tell you a little story about how this uh, – I went into a panic about that, uh, about uh, my – Well, why don't you tell us that little story? Well, I'll, I'll, you could. Well, I'll t- tell you about Helmuth first, and then I'll tell you the story. Okay. But Helmuth was walking around with a mic and doing exactly this, commenting on different things at the table. And a lot of them were kind of inappropriate comments about uh, the play, like things he shouldn't be saying. Like, not that it was really affecting the play, but like, you know, he'd, he'd make fun of certain people. He'd, be, he'd make comments, oh, I see this person's getting low. Like, like you don't want to hear someone needling you when, when you're getting deep in a tournament. I, now, he didn't do this to me. He didn't. This is a tournament I assume that, that I mean, Prague pays, you know, a million, close to a million for first. I mean, so we're talking serious money with four tables left. Right, no, no, I mean, it's a big tournament. It's like a five k or ten k. No, 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 it was actually four different final tables running uh, simultaneously. Oh, 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 I get what you're saying. Okay, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So but were these big buy- were they big buy-ins or I these think, like I, I'm, not, I'm, not, or? I'm not sure actually, but uh, but okay. anyway, going back to mine in 07, Helmuth was doing exactly this, and it was distracting. It wasn't terribly like I'll tell you if I had to choose between Helmuth on the mic making dumb comments and that really, really, really loud final table with the Brazilians cheering the whole time. That I dealt with at the World Series this year, I take Helmuth any day. Uh, at least because he wasn't so, like definitely loud. He wasn't definitely loud like this uh, final table with the Brazilians. But uh, anyway, uh, he was doing this, and I did notice. I was thinking, wow, this is especially if I was one of the people he was needling. I'd be irritated when I'm trying to play deep in this event, and this was pretty deep. I I came close to cashing in this one. I actually lost the hand uh, all in to the oldest guy in the tournament, a 76-year-old bad b- three-outed me uh, with a ace-five against king-five with two fives <laughs> on the board. He hit the king on the turn. But, uh, anyway, so I saw Helmut do this. I experienced it. It didn't bother me that much, but I, I, as it happened, I noticed it and kind of thought it was a little bit inappropriate and in that I thought it was just kind of, you know, because Helmut almost like ran the place because it was a UB tournament. But uh, he was given this opportunity again at the Seminole Hard Rock Poker Open, and this is what a guy wrote about it. Uh, his name is uh, David. What is it? I scroll down. David Diaz. He was at one of the final tables. This is what he wrote. Having four final tables played out at the same time is an amazing concept for TV if there is actual hole cards being streamed with pros commentating on the hands. But I think Phil Helmuth host the final four tables with a microphone in his hand, letting, letting him say whatever he wants for self-promotion and exposure is just humiliating, degrading for the players in the game of poker. Most of us were playing for a substantial amount of money that meant a lot to us. Poker is supposed to be a relaxing thinking game, not some fucking circus show. I felt disrespected, and I'm sure some of the other players did as well for the time we put into the game. Just my opinion, if I knew a poker tournament was going to run like that, I probably wouldn't have played. By the way, I did a lot of favors for David Diaz here who wrote this, like, let's just say he didn't get very far in grammar school, but uh, I cleaned it up for him for the statement. Uh, for example, he wrote, uh, if I knew a poker tournament was going to ran like that. But uh, bad grammar aside, uh, if it's the way he described, I agree with him that this is inappropriate. I don't think it's, like, as, as bad as he's making it out to be, but I agree it's inappropriate and it. It, there shouldn't be this kind of distraction during a final table where Phil just gets to run around on a microphone and, and make obnoxious comments. Because you, know, you are playing for serious money. You shouldn't have artificial distractions coming in like this. And and I witnessed it myself. And I, I, it wasn't the final table. I hadn't even cashed yet. But it was getting close to cashing. And I, I was noticing at the time that this was kind of weird. 
And uh, I think it's fine if they want to have him commentate for the TV cameras in a booth or something. That's that's fine. But I, I don't know why they give him a microphone and say, okay, run wild. I guess they thought it'd be entertaining for TV. But I... But what do you think about this? So would this bother you if you're if you're playing and, and Phil's running around? Uh... Absolutely. Yep, I agree. Yeah, it's just yeah. an unnecessary distraction, and it is kind of it's disrespectful to the players because you know, for Phil Helmuth, he may say, "Oh, this money doesn't mean much to me." But these are a lot of these people at these final tables. They probably uh, this is probably life changing money for them. So, you know, why why have Phil doing this? Why? It does make a circus out of it. And I, I don't even have to have been there to know what it was like because I was there eight years ago and I remember what it was like. And it, it was a circus. And it was, uh, and I do remember him you know, needling people and bugging people. And uh, fortunately, I, as I said, I wasn't one of them. But if I was one of them, like, like you know, if I was really short-stacked and he was showing up to my table pointing that out and laughing about it, it would get me angry. Like, he shouldn't be doing this. So, anyway, that's... Uh, that little controversy happened. Uh, so what was the Natalie Holloway? Oh, the Natalie, thank you for let, not letting me forget that. Yeah, so course. the Natalie Holloway thing, you guys know she disappeared in uh, Aruba and was murdered probably by uh, Jordan or Van der Sloot, who killed uh, another woman in uh, South America later on. Peru. In Peru, yeah. And uh, Poker, too. Yeah, it was, it was about poker. Poker, yeah, it was and... poker and, and apparently the woman he killed was a lesbian. That was even weirder. I don't know that. I well, I remember reading that he can't. He and this is insane to me. All of it's so fucking insane. He left his room for a bit, came in, he saw her on his computer, on the la- yeah, and googling his name and finding out about the Aruba shit, and that's why he killed her. When you just let her go, then I, I mean, you know Googling, what I mean. Like I don't he know. He just said she saw her sense. looking on the laptop and things he didn't want her to see, and he flipped out. That's what he said. But uh, but yeah, he did, he did kill her and. Uh, I, I don't know why she went up to his room. If you're a lesbian, why, why go up to this guy's room? I don't remember reading that. Yeah, she was, she was a lesbian. Yeah, it was confirmed. Hmm. So I, I, maybe she didn't go up for sexual. Maybe she just like thought he was friendly. And I, I think any girl who goes up to a guy's room privately, you know, who doesn't expect him to try anything is stupid. I'm not saying the guy has a right to rape her or do anything like that. But I'm just saying that the girls should protect themselves. They should understand keep themselves out of a bad situation if you're if you're a lesbian you don't go to a guy's room alone with him that's uh it's not very bright so anyway uh so here's my aruba story that same year later that same year in 07 i was there with my then girlfriend miri i was uh, there was a blackjack game not at the casino we were staying at a different hotel we weren't staying at the casino where the tournament was running uh, at the casino where the tournament was running, I was there with Hollywood Dave, and we were playing blackjack, and we realized that the pit staff was clueless, and they had actually kicked up a game. Uh, the, the blackjack wasn't very high limit, but they kicked it up higher because I forgot who it was. Her name was uh, – it was a girl who like was like the spokesmodel for AP for a while. I think it was Sorinda Swan. I think that was her name. What? Yeah, huh? I think that was her name, Sorinda Swan. I think S-E-R-I-N-D-A Swan. I think that was her name. Let's see. Yeah, Sorinda Swan. I, I got it. Anyway, Serena Swan was the spokesgirl for AP, and she's actually in Wikipedia <laughs> now. But uh, at the time, I guess she was born in 84, at the time she was 23 years old, she was pretty young. Uh, some ass kisser gave her money to play $100 blackjack, $100 hand blackjack. So they opened up a blackjack, a black chip blackjack game there. And uh, which is higher than they were running before. They were very conservative before with their limits at that casino. 
So we sat at her table, me and Hollywood Dave, who's also a card counter. And uh, we immediately realized that they were totally clueless about card counting over there. So we were just like really obnoxiously doing it where we would never do that like in Vegas. Like we we would sit out when the count was negative and then sit back in when it would go positive and we just like let Sarinda play the other hands. <laughs> like she would just play every hand and then when it would go negative, we'd sit out and she'd play through and then it would get up uh, positive again. We'd, we'd jump back in. Like that's actually called wonging and it's something they would never allow in Vegas. They'd kick you in a second for that crap. But, uh, what was the guy's name? It was Stanford, right? Yeah, Stanford Stan- Wong? Yeah, it was based on Stanford Wong, yeah. yeah. So so anyway, we were doing that there. And so between doing that, like doing that gives you a much bigger edge. Uh, so between doing that and also just running very well, we were both doing well, but I was really kicking ass. So within a short period of time, I was up $10,000. And I wasn't even like betting huge. I was just uh, just like winning every hand and also playing with uh, with high counts. So and and never playing negative counts. So so I, I was gonna like I was gonna just gonna smack this game hard all night. I was just gonna keep and I, and I didn't care about getting booted from there because I wasn't gonna ever be back there. So I didn't care if they realized what I was doing and finally kicked me. I would have you know I still would have gotten paid and that would have been that. So I, I I was thrilled about this. I was up uh, 10 k right away, and I was I had visions of just like, destroying this game. Well. While I was playing that first shoe, uh, Miri, who had been drinking a lot, told me that she was not feeling that good because of all the drinking and wanted to go back to the room. And this required like a, a walk, I'd say about five to ten minutes down the, the sidewalk of the, uh, next to the beach to get to the room. So you know what I thought of, of course, when I hear about this. You know, she wants to go walk alone down, this, down to the hotel or at the ten-minute walk at night. So I, I was really torn on this one because I knew a lot of it was just paranoia. I knew that, uh, you know, that what happened in Aruba was probably not likely to repeat. But still, it was the same place. Still, in general, you know, it's not that good for a woman to walk alone at night, even though it's a populated area. It's not like she was walking down a dark alley. But, you know, I, I thought that this doesn't seem all that safe. And she was drunk. But I was afraid to leave the game. It was like a 10-minute walk each way, and I was afraid... Well, it shouldn't matter where you are. I mean, I'm just saying the situation, even in Vegas, or you know what I mean, anywhere. Yeah, so... so like, are drunk, you know, you don't want them just wandering off. Yeah, or, but, but, you know. but like, like, so I couldn't figure out, should I leave? She, she kept insisting that she was okay, that she could easily make it back. And I was totally torn because I was so afraid if I left this game that I'd come back and it was gone. Because once, like, Sorinda left, they weren't going to continue the game anymore. Like, I, I could just see the game breaking really easily. And this is an unusual opportunity. So I kept just begging her to stay there, but she didn't want to stay. So I finally came up with a compromise to where I could feel good about it, but also stay in the game. And that was that she would walk back and within 15 minutes would call my cell phone. Just just make it ring. Like, it was... Yeah, I was such a cheap Jew, I didn't want her to actually like complete the call because it was it would have been like three bucks a minute or something. But just just to see her like come, I know I told her ring my phone once and then do it again like thirty seconds later, just so I would know it's not her like frantically calling me for something. Was it that? Oh no, no, I know what it was. It was that I told her to call me from the room, and then I'd see the I'd see the call I'd see it was it was the hotel calling me, and I'd be uh, I just wouldn't answer. That's what it was. That proved she was like back at the hotel. That's what the plan was. So if I didn't hear from her in 15 minutes, I, I would know to go look for her. And I'd figure in 15 minutes, you know, it, it probably, I, I could probably get 
to her before anything that bad could happen. So she leaves, and um, you know we get to the end of the shoe. That's where I'm ahead ten thousand, and I say to Hollywood Dave, you know what? I think it's been fifteen minutes. And I looked down at my watch, and it's been actually like eighteen minutes. And I said, you know what? This this is kind of concerning to me. This is it shouldn't take eighteen minutes to walk there. And I told her repeatedly that this is going to make me very concerned if she doesn't call. She has to make sure to call me. And I didn't get a call. And I go, there's no way it took her eighteen minutes to walk over there. It's like at most a ten minute walk. So I, I I ran over. I got out of the game. I ran over to a cur- to the uh, front desk and I said, "Can you guys call up that other hotel over there for me?" So they did, and I asked to be connected to my room. It rang out. Got the voicemail. I I tried to call her cell phone with my cell phone. Got the voicemail. Uh, I could not reach her. So now I started to get worried. Now I, now I felt like I, I was a bad boyfriend there to let her go do that just because I wanted to keep playing uh, you know, card counting blackjack in, in Aruba. Now I, I thought this is like something bad really happened, or, or maybe she just passed out drunk and is like lying there and the, the, just uh, you know, there on the sidewalk and who knows what's happening. So I also had like a mountain of chips of hundred dollar chips, you know, adding up to over ten thousand dollars. So I I couldn't just leave those there in Aruba, obviously. So I so I, I Sprinted over to the cashier, cashed them out, and then ran all the way back to the hotel, watching, you know, looking the whole way to see if I could find her on the ground or anything. Did not see her. Did not see her all the way there. And I'm like, crap, I don't see her anywhere here. She never called me. She's not answering the phone in the room. I've called multiple times. I, I can't imagine what could have happened to her. So before, now you know she obviously lived through this, but uh, the question is, what happened? Any idea? Uh, Brandon, did you leave me again? Oh, I'm sorry. I had to unmute. No, I I, I heard the whole story. Um, I, I don't know. Fell asleep. Phone died. I don't know. Well, not, not phone died. She was supposed to call me from the room phone. Oh. Passed out drunk? Right. That's exactly yeah. what happened. Okay. So she got to the room. I've had some experience. She with got to the room and then passed out drunk on the bed. Yeah. And then I came. So I came in the room and she's there. And I wake her up. And I go, "What the hell? Why, why didn't you call me?" Then, "Oh, I'm so sorry. I was all so. I just, I was just so drunk. I just laid down on the bed for a second, and I just went out. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry." And I'm like, "Crap! All right. Well, now that I see you're okay, I'm running back to that game. So I sprinted back to the game, and it had. Are you stuck or are you up money? No, no. This is when I was up 10k. Oh, you're up 10k. Okay. Yeah. So I sprinted back there to continue playing, and it was gone. Ah, game broke. The game broke. What were you spreading? What was, what was the highest you think you remember you're betting? I think I was going from like 100 to 500, but uh, but only playing positive counts or something or, 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 or something like that. It was whatever it was. I would not play if the if the count was negative. Are you given that Serena whatever the the, 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 Serena, the mud cards? Well, I gave her the mud cards and the good cards. Like she played the whole thing. Through. Oh yeah, right, right, right. The thing is, it wasn't her money though. There was some, so you're actually doing that. Yeah, but there, there was there was some chump with her that was giving her money to play with those. His money that was actually being lost here. I don't know if she was lo- winning or losing. I didn't really watch, but uh, right. But but the 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 pit boss was so he was like standing right there and he was so out of it he had no clue what me and Dave were doing. Like we were, we're like we we keep jumping in and out of the game over. And Hollywood over. Dan got married. I seen on the Facebook. He or did. He's engaged, about to get married, or something. He did, and I, and I believe she's kind, a, of, a, kind of a manly woman. I, I think she's pregnant. No, the weird. It's a weird couple because she is. Yeah. She's six foot one. Yeah. And and he's like really really short. 
Well, that Tiffany, that Tiffany Michelle, she was a tall girl, wasn't no, she? No, she was. She may have been like like tall average, but she wasn't. She was you know, five yeah. eight or something. This this girl's six, six one. one. Uh, that's un, that's really what's unusual. Hollywood Dave? He's like He's five like, foot two. Something in that area, yeah. That's why it's, it's three, maybe. Like, yeah, yeah, that's why it's like he's one of the shortest guys in poker, and this is like a woman who's one of the tallest so he, women. You're she's got meet. like a foot on him. Yeah, Jesus, it's crazy. Like a, um, but but somehow they they got together. She actually wrote on her Facebook. I saw that uh, when he first asked her out, she refused because of his I height. I saw that. I remember. It's fucking amazing. I read that too. And then, even yeah, she, and then he's like, "No, get over yourself. Stop being like that." And so and then she's like, "Oh, okay, fine." And then, and then somehow it worked. Games. So they are married now. Are they're they either, married? I'm or not sure engaged? if they're married. I, I guess I could look it up. I, th- I think I'm looking it up. I got it right here. Wow. Yeah, she is. T- oh my god. And there's a photo of them next to each other. Yeah, he's. She crushes him. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, and, and like the girlfriend he had before that, she was really short. So that, that was actually a much more appropriate couple. The, 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 what do you call it? Mary uh, Beth. Mary, Mary Beth. Yeah. Like she was really short. She was like five feet tall. Do you think she was cute? Yeah, I, th- I thought Mary Beth was... was uh, she had hairy arms. I didn't it's notice that. It, it, it's like, funny. I, I, I wouldn't have liked that, but I didn't... It's the arms. Like, even if you have... Thin dark hair, you have to bleach it. No, 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 I agree. No, no I don't just bleach it. I'll, I'm going to tell you another story now. Yeah, go ahead. I'm going to tell you another story uh, about about hairy arms. This happened back in 1990. Um, there was a girl who was in my English class and also, uh, I think I, I think she lived in my dorm. Oh, did you get the picture, by the way, I sent you? Yeah, I did. I did. I described okay, so it on the radio. Can you confirm I have a girl on my couch yeah. next to my dog? I, I, even, I even described it. Oh, did she? Yeah, I, I said I, 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 said, I think she, I, I think she's going to wake up with cramps the way she's sleeping. But uh, I kind of thought so too. Yeah, it, it doesn't look comfortable. I her up. I asked her if she was okay. She said she was fine. What am I going to do? So, so I'm, all right, go so ahead. This is what happened. In 1990, there was uh, a girl, very nice girl actually, but she she was in my English class in college, and she was also in my dorm, but like on a different floor. I didn't even realize that's pretty much like a shot of her ass too. Did you notice that? Oh no, I actually didn't notice it. Let me go. Yeah, look if again. you kind of zoom in, it's kind of like you can see her butt cheeks. See, that's, that shows you what a respectful friend I am. I'm, I'm not, I'm, yeah, no, I don't. I'm not zooming in on her. Like I just, I just. But yeah, I, I can't. Of, I, I can't. I just looked. I can't see her butt cheeks. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, thank you. I can I, I also can't see. Uh, so anyway, so uh, this girl. Oh, she sent you the wrong photo. That's why. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, you know what. So, so there is a. A girl who – she was in my English class, and, and, like, we split up into groups at one point to do some kind of project there, and she got assigned to my group. So we're all just kind of talking about stuff, and uh, she brings up – I don't know why – that there's a guy she really likes on, on her hall in the dorms, and he just will not pay attention to her. She says, you know, he doesn't know I'm alive. I, I try so much to get his attention. He just he just ignores me. I'm just so sad about it. I don't know why – what's wrong, and, like – this girl wasn't bad. She wasn't like really hot, but like she was around average looking. She was she wasn't bad, but the, the, the maybe even a little above. Except oh, okay, like, on the rough scale of one to ten, what do you give her? Like a six, but it wasn't. Yeah, you know, she wasn't bad. It, like she remember she was like eighteen years old. She wasn't bad. But the problem was, what well, a six, except for the fact that she had super hairy arms, super hairy, and. Even though it was blonde hair, they were so hairy that you could totally see the the blonde hair out there. Like it was just, it was just so thick that you couldn't miss it. So at that point, you got to do something. I, yeah. I don't care. I, I I don't know wax or even shave it. And you can say shaving it grows back. Whatever she did would have been better than leaving it. 
because it was super hairy. And so yeah. I knew for a fact this has to be why the guy is rejecting her. I mean, maybe he didn't think she was hot enough, but she wasn't bad looking. I mean, she, maybe she was even above six. She was she was above average looking by by not a lot by by a little bit. And I think that the if the guy really was just giving her like no attention at all. Like, all right, let me ask you this. Yeah. Um, just so I can kind of know your scale, let me think. Okay, Tiffany Michelle, what would you give her? Oh, that's a tough back, one. Back in the day, that's a on tough a scale one. one I'm gonna tell you, Tiffany Michelle had a lot of variants. The first time I met yes. Tiffany Michelle, well, because uh, it was the acne. What? No, it wasn't just the acne. I, this is what's so but weird. She had Never the mind. acne pretty bad. If she didn't, if that cover up or if the lightning lighting wasn't a different. Yeah, she was kind of like I, a I, no, but it was, also, it was also the way she. I think it had to do with what she was wearing or what, what light there was. The first time I met her was at the Imperial Palace karaoke, and uh, and and Miri introduced me to her, and I thought, oh, she's pretty hot. Like I actually was. Uh, I, I found her to be uh, very attractive. Then the next time I saw her, I'm like, wait, is this the same girl? Like I, I I didn't find her that attractive the second time I saw her, but I couldn't put my finger on what I noticed that was different. It just she just did not look as good. And uh, I could tell it was the same person, but I just did not look as good. And then I noticed this over the years when I saw her. I, I was noticing just vast differences in how attractive I found her. And I could never quite put my finger on what it was that would make her look good some days and not good other days. It, it was it was a pretty high variance with her, and I never quite figured it out. And uh, I, I did notice from looking at her closely that uh, her face can look kind of manly at certain angles. So I think maybe the way she does her makeup or the lighting, maybe if like if it's the bad lighting or the bad makeup, she can look more manly than than, than I like not attracted to her. And then if you you know if it's done better, I, I I don't know. That's my theory here, but I never quite figured it out. I just noticed there was a lot of variance for Tiffany. All right, uh, we'll go back in the old school. Don't you're not going to offend me, obviously. So don't even think you will. Nicole is nice. What would you give her? She doesn't listen. Don't worry. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> I'm just trying to get someone we both know. It's not like we're, you know, running around with females. Uh, I, I don't know. Like a five, a four, yeah, a six. Something like in that range. Nicole's nice. I never, um, the, uh, I, I, I never liked her face that much. Right, it wasn't sure. like, it wasn't like bad, but it's, it just wasn't, uh, the face wasn't that good. To <laughs> never me. liked her face that much. I didn't, I, I never liked, I, so, okay. I, all right. I'm just trying to get a number. So give me a number. Jeez, I don't know. It's like a four? No, it's better than four. It's just, it was just like, like uh, let me say, I she didn't like. Breasts. She didn't have big breasts. See, that was that was a good that was a good thing, that was a good thing with her. But I just like like I wasn't that attracted to her face. But like she was someone that I looked at and I thought like she sees herself as more attractive than I think she is, and that like immediately kind of like lowered her attractiveness in my book. I just like whenever I I, I encounter a girl who believes she's hotter than I think she is, that that kind of ruins it for me right away. I, I don't. I, I hate that when there's a girl who just like thinks she's pretty hot, and I don't think she's all that hot. Like I'd, I'd much rather, uh, I, I'd much rather be with a five who thinks she's a three than a five than a six who thinks she's a nine. Look at your phone, by the way, when you have a second. Okay, it's a more comfortable position. Like, I, I, would, I would. I would much. Yeah. I see. Okay. That's <laughs> all right. Rather than, I guess, texting you child pornography pictures. Yeah, well, it's, I mean, it's nothing. I, I can't see anything. No, I know. I know. I know. I mean, she's she's clothed here, so. Yeah, I know. It's All right, so what? Be honest now, brother. From what you've seen, and you're not offending me, it's fine. I mean, if I was afraid of being offended, I would just wouldn't ask. What would you rate my girlfriend from the pictures you've seen? And you can scroll back. Don't I mean if you need to. I'm gonna send you a text. I'm looking at it now. I'm sending you 
So you had texted me and her the other day, and then man, just have me rate the current. It's one thing to have me rate Nicole so, is nice, but then kind of see her. No, I don't. I'm not going to offend me. I know she's hot. I mean, she's not like going to be a fiver. She's way better than Nicole's nice. Oh well, well yeah, she is. She, she is. She, she has that Lizzie Harrison look too. She is substantially better than Nicole's nice. I'll give her that. Of course. Uh, you know, Nicole. How how tall was Nicole's nice? She was like really she short. Was short. She was like five one. Yeah. See, five that's that, that's another thing that um, even though. Um, I I like women uh, with curves and you know ones that are uh, a little bit bigger. You know, not, I don't like obese women or huge women or anything like that. But but when they're really short and have that, that doesn't do a lot for me because they they kind of start to take like a, a ball look on at that point. So like if they if they're really short, I I actually don't like it. I actually prefer that they're not that heavy. And that's why, in, in general, yeah. I'm not... She was actually one of the heaviest girls I've ever dated. I don't think I've ever dated anyone over, like, 130 pounds in my life. Yeah, I've always kind of been with, like... I mean, you saw my last girlfriend. She was yeah, really, really tiny. Yeah, she was really small. Yeah, that, like... like, and that's the, like, like I'm, not, I'm not into the really small girls, like, the really skinny or small girls. I don't like that. And I don't like... But, with like, when a girl's short, like... Uh, that's, that's why I don't really like that many really short girls. Because either if they're, they're short and skinny, they're just kind of too small. And if they're short and heavy, then they kind of take out, like, a ball look. But, but like, 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 average height or tall and, 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 uh, and, and, you know, and having some weight on them, that's, that's okay with me. And, it's, in fact, in some cases, it can be a plus as far as how I see it. Like, so that's, a, that's, uh, so that's Okay, so I'm just trying to think. What other mutual? I'm just trying to. Okay. You know what? Let me ask you this then. In your life, just try to be honest now. In your life, as best you can, on a scale of 1 to 10, what would you say is the hottest girl that you've had sex with? What's the closest to a ten you've come? Like, I mean, I'm not saying like emotionally, like, oh, you liked her, so no, no, I know what you're saying. I, I know what you're saying. A, yeah, just on a physical, like, if you put her on a like a lineup, and I looked uh, at her, so, I'd be so, like, okay, someone, that's someone, the hottest girl. Someone's like, saying that you're uh, you're too loud. Let me turn you down. Oh, I, you know. so someone said, please fix his levels. It's painful. <laughs> mm. I'm try to fix your label, your level. Are you sure you're just not trying to get out of the question? I don't see that in the chat. Someone, someone texted it to me. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know, and always you don't have to answer a question. You know, no, I, I really wasn't trying to. No, I just I, whenever someone complains about the sound, so I, I like, texted out. you to tell you that I. My yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I freak out when that happens. Like when someone says there's a sound problem, I get I, it really tilts me. It really tilts me. I, I hate hearing there's a sound problem. So, um, I, I think the uh, the best was it was uh, a nine. Oh wow. Nine on a world-class scale, like nine just compared to the prettiest woman in the world. Nine. That's pretty strong. That's yeah, pretty strong. It was a long time ago, but uh, I've never, I've never paid what for happened with the, What happened with this nine? Um, we're, we're actually we're, we're in a relationship for six weeks. <laughs> it wasn't much of a relationship, but it was, it was a real relationship. How old were you? What? How old were you? I, I was... Uh, 22 6 weeks what happened That's not really that long No she she didn't treat me very well was number 1 so I was uh she was she was just always just nasty and obnoxious to me like 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 it was just <laughs> She, she just was very... Uh, I just got to ask, what's the story? Where did you meet her? I need to know more about these secret relationships I've never heard of. Well, this is this is an interesting <laughs> one actually. Um sure it is. So I was um, I was in college and 
I was uh, it was on a Friday night, and I was uh, very tired. For I think I didn't get much sleep that week, so I was uh, I was actually I had driven to my parents' house, but my plan that night was just to go to sleep, like at like super early, like at six thirty at night. I went to sleep because I was so tired. So I was in bed, and I was just about to fall asleep, and my phone rang, and it was Ken Scaler. And Ken Scaler said, how would you like to meet a girl tonight? And I knew when he started with that, that's, that's him trying to use me in some way, because he, he's not going to usually just, like, call me up and offer to, for me to meet a girl. Like, I knew it had something to do with him. So I said, all right, what's the story here? So he tells me, there's a girl that he has encountered through a personal ad who uh, is 18 years old and looks like uh, looks, claims she looks a lot like Alicia Silverstone. Oof. I was very attracted to her during yeah. those Aerosmith yeah. videos. So, and Ken was obsessed with her. Okay, And, and I was, uh, found her very attractive too. But not even as much as Ken. Ken was obsessed with her. So Ken said he's got to meet her if she looks anything like Alicia Silverstone. You know, he couldn't see a picture of her. This is through a personal ad on the, in the newspaper. And I said, Ken, what type of girl who looks like like, how could a girl who looks like Alicia Silverstone, who's 18 years old, why would she be taking personal ads in the newspaper? She'd have like a line of guys looking to date her. He says, I don't know what that's what she says. So I said, all right, well, what does this have to do with me? He said, well, you know, I, I, I need you to drive me to meet her tonight. And I, I said, oh, this is. So, you know, he doesn't have a car. She doesn't have a car. They were too far. You know, they weren't all that far, but they were too far to, like, take the bus or anything. So I was like, oh, this is. So he was pitching this to me like that I can meet her too. We can just kind of both meet her and see who she likes. Now I knew with Ken Scaler there's like never any competition that there's like a there's about zero chance the girl's going to like Ken and not me. It's either going to be like me and not him or neither of us. It's never going to be like the other way. So uh but but uh you know I felt bad for him. I, like I I was actually since he's the one who found her, I I told him, "Okay, this is what I'll do." I'll do it, but and I'll even give you the, the first shot here where I won't even show any interest or anything. But but if I see she's clearly not into you, and, and she seems to be into me, then then I'll you know then I'm going to pursue it, and I don't want you to be mad about it. So he agreed to that. So uh, but I was still skeptical about the whole thing. I said, you know, I'm not even sure. What if she's like screwing with us? What if this girl's really under 18? And like, like, so I call her up. She she doesn't sound under 18, but of course that doesn't matter. That doesn't mean that much. We talk a little bit. She says she's willing to have us come get her. And um, I, I said, okay, well, make sure to bring ID to show that you're really 18. So she said she would. Mm-hmm. So I pick up Ken. I drive to Long Beach to pick up Ken. And I drive to Bellflower, where she lives. And uh, I, I, I'm giving Ken pointers on the way there because he, he, you know, he, he, he was terrible around women. And he would he'd just scare them away. Like from the very start, just acting like a freak. So I gave him all these pointers of what not to say, what to say, etc. And the main one I was giving him is don't kiss ass, because that's what he would do. Like when he'd see a girl he likes, he'd just like endlessly compliment her, like to where it becomes like obnoxious and desperate. So I, I kept telling him, don't do that, don't do that, don't do that, and he, he swore he wouldn't do that. So we pull up. It's, it's dark out there. Yeah, like I see a figure in the dark walking up to the car. The, the back door to my car opens. And Ken says, oh, my God. And then she says, oh, hold on, forgot, forgot my purse, and then closes the door and runs away. I go, crap. Ken, you, you just scared her away. 
He says, what? I, he, I, I, I said, you sh- why do you say, oh, my God, when she opens the door? Why not just hello? And she, she says to me, he says, you didn't see her? I said, no. He said, I said, why? He says, you didn't see. I said, no. He said, she looks just like Alicia Silverstone. I said, what? You're telling me the truth here? You'll see. If she comes back, you'll see. I said, well, I don't know if she's coming back. So she came back. She really had forgotten her purse. She comes back in the, in the car. And I look back, and I go, wow, she really does look a lot like Alicia Silverstone. I can't believe this. So uh, so we're, we're driving back. We, you know, we don't even know where we're going to go. And it's kind of this weird, awkward situation with, like, two of us and her. So it's not even, like, a real date or anything. So uh, we, we don't know where to go. Eventually, we just drive back to Long Beach to Ken's dorm there. And uh, this is a Cal State Long Beach. So so we go in there, and she warned us right when she got in the car that you know, she lived with her grandmother, that her, that her grandma gets worried that she, you know, she probably can't be out that late. And I knew that was kind of giving her an out to just ditch us if she wasn't happy. Mm-hmm. So throughout the night, Ken is just kissing ass to no end and, and just making obnoxious comments and even, like, a, at some point being perverted. Like, like when she, for whatever, oh, when she took out her driver's license to show us that she was really 18, Ken liked the picture and he said, uh, can I look at that picture for a while? Like, he really said that to her. Like, to memorize, to jerk off to later. So, I, like, Jesus. And, she, and she totally understood that, too. So I was like, you know, so I, I was waiting. You know you're talking about before with uh, the Jared. Can you see Ken as somebody that could have sex with someone like that age? Like a 15, 16-year-old? Yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah, I, I guess that, he That could, too. So, so anyway, you would, but okay, I'm sorry. Go so, on. So, so Ken went... So Ken was uh, – so I was just waiting for her to say to, to me, hey, can you bring me home? Like I was just waiting for that to come out. But time passed and passed and passed, and she didn't say anything. And I'm like, how could she not be asking us to take her home? Like hours had passed. She, she definitely didn't need an excuse to leave at this point. Ken was acting like a freak. I thought, is it possible that this is about me? Is it really – she could be maybe be into me, and that's why she's not uh, asking to leave? So – I, I started to explore that. I started to sit closer to her, and you know, eventually it became clear that she was into me. So I'm like, oh, crap, well, how do I... So Ken started to notice this, and I'm like... So Ken went to the bathroom or something, and then she told me that she wants you know, she wants to leave, but she wants to leave with me and just leave Ken there. And I'm like, oh, well, you see how much he likes you. This is going to be, like, devastating to him. She's, oh, I know, I know. I just, you know, we got to find some way to do it. So... I told Ken that I'm going to, you know, she's got to go home and I'm going to drive her back. He's like, okay, I'm going to come too. I said, you don't need to come too. He says, well, I, I want to. I said, if you come too, I've got to drive you all the way back here. It's out of the way. He says, it's not out of the way. So then I told him it is, and he, like, pulls out a map so I can show him, and I proved it to him. <laughs> so, wow. So, uh, so he finally gave up. And then he starts making these awkward comments like, I know what you're going to do. You're going to kiss when you're in the car alone, aren't you? So like, oh, thank you for trying to make this as difficult as possible on me. But so... Once we once we got rid of Ken and we got in the car there, uh, you know, I drove her back and we were sitting outside of her house for a while and um, yeah, you know, we eventually did kiss and it was uh, that was the start of everything. And th- th- this night she seemed very nice and everything. Like she was, uh, the, I didn't get from her what uh, I, I later got, you know, even short a short time after that. But uh, anyway, Ken, so she was talking about Ken before she goes back in the house. And she says, you know, I really like you. I want to see you again, but I'm, you know, what are we going to do about Ken here? I, he, he seemed obsessed with me all night. Like, how are you going to break this to him? 
And I said, I don't know. I mean, I'm just going to have to tell him. And she says, well, you know, isn't there some girl you can fix up with him? And I said, I, I don't really know anyone. I mean, I, I mean you, you see the way Ken is. It's not that easy to hook him up with a girl here. He's a, she's like, oh, no, I know. But, like, don't you know any kind of, like, like desperate girl who just wants some guy to talk to who you know, doesn't have very high standards and, and uh, you know, might be kind of weird like him? I said, no, I don't know anybody like that. Wait a minute. I do. I do. There was this girl I... I, who, who was bugging me all the time that I couldn't wait to get rid of on the phone. It was so annoying. And uh, and uh, actually, I think she'd be perfect to talk to Ken. And I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to suggest this. Maybe he'll forget about you. And she said, okay, I'll do that. So that's what I did. And that girl's name was Stephanie. Oh, my God. The wow. same Stephanie. That's how Steph- That's how the thing with Stephanie. If it wasn't for that, I would have never talked to Stephanie again, and she would have been lost in the past over 20 years ago. It's amazing. Yeah, it was amazing. So that's, that was how it started, and the way this ended between me and this How Stephanie. can I be doing this shit with you for almost a decade, and you have so many stories that all these loops, it's like a, well, it's like, it's like a long-running soap opera. <laughs> I don't even know these things. I mean, wow. You learn something new every day. So what happened uh, with this girl was it lasted six weeks. Uh, she was treating me worse and worse. I was getting tired of it. And uh, I, I was I was eventually like, okay, I'm going to break up with her. And then finally, six weeks into it, I couldn't take it anymore, and I broke up with her. And then she, she dropped a bombshell on me that uh, while we were together, that, that she had cheated on me. And, and it was true. Like, she wasn't BSing me. She wasn't just saying it out of spite. She actually told me who it was. And uh, there was this guy that she... She had met two people from the personal ads. Ken was the second one. The first one was some, like, military guy that that she dated for a few weeks, and then he kind of just vanished and stopped calling her. So I guess while we were together, he called her again, and she, she uh, saw him anyway and had sex with him. So that was actually the first girlfriend to cheat on me, to my knowledge, even though it was only, like, a six-week relationship. But... Uh, Anyway, that was uh, that was that. I actually looked her up um, out of curiosity not too long ago just to see what had happened to her. Because I, I never spoke to her again after all that. Uh, I looked at her up to see what happened to her. And uh, uh, she had been married four times and was, just <laughs> was divorced still. She married and divorced four times. And... Uh, do you think, you know, now she is, uh, she's 40, but, uh, she was, she was almost 19 when I, when I dated her and I was 20, yeah. I just turned 22. She's 40 now. Do you think, uh, she looks good for her age? Like, like she looked really good back then. Okay. But, uh, do you think for a 40 year old, you think she looks really good, decent, okay, or bad? Decent? Uh, I, I would say more average. Like yeah. she's, she's like, she was, yeah. Uh, yeah, she, uh, like looking at her now, she looks like, just like a typical 40-year-old. She does not look like uh, anyone who looked yeah. particularly good back in those days. Like it was, it wasn't even like someone like, like, oh, of course she doesn't look good as good as she was, you know, back when she was young. This is someone who like, you can't even see it to where she was. But she's, she's not like, you wouldn't see her out there now and say, oh, she's ugly. You wouldn't. You say, she'd just see her like, a, like an average 40-year-old. So. Look at that girl that just died uh, a couple weeks ago from the movie Can't Buy Me Love. I don't remember her name, but the star in that movie. And I know you've seen it a thousand times. Yeah. You know, 80s. And uh, the drugs and just the party life. I mean, I saw 
Do you ever see photos of her right before she died? No. I mean, you wouldn't even know who she was. I mean, it's, uh, I don't remember her name. It was, a man, I think, Amanda Amanda Peterson. Right? Yeah, that's, yeah. But Google her name and then look at some of the mug shots. I mean, I guess she had, she had drug and alcohol problems, like, the last 15 years of her life. Yeah. I mean, she looks like a boy. Just I, Google her name and mug shots. I mean, yeah, see, I, I don't, I don't know, but the girl I just talked about, I don't know if she ever did drugs. When I was with her, she wasn't into that at all. But you know, th- of course, things could have changed as you got older. Yeah, I see, I see pictures of her. Wow, she doesn't look good. But then, yeah. I mean, that's what happens with the, you do drugs like that. It's gonna, yeah. it, it, it can kill anyone's looks. But yeah, well, she, I mean, that's, yeah. that looks pretty bad. That's amazing. That's the same person. She's the same age as me too. Yeah. Well. <laughs> I mean, that's her, her. Her death has to be something related to that. They said she was sober, but it was. They said that she had problems. She had sleep apnea, but I doubt that. I mean, I think they were couldn't they no. didn't have an autop- autopsy. So there's, I a, there's always excuses. Whenever you know, you have these people who die young, and then they were abusing drugs, and that's known. Like, how how is it this so often that people die young who are abusing drugs, and it's never the drugs that did it? Yeah. And also, you can do long-term damage to yourself with the drugs to where even if a drug overdose didn't kill you, the the, the damage you did to your body from the drugs can uh, bring on these premature deaths. So, uh, I mean, I, I, I've known some people who died young who had, you know, not from accidents or anything, which had nothing to do with drugs. I think uh, uh, one of the saddest ones was a guy, a guy I went to school with all the way through school. Uh, he's a nice guy. Was uh, he actually? Had, I think he was a lawyer. He had a pretty, you know, he was a good career going. He was married. He had two young kids. He was thirty-one years old, and just abruptly, heart attack kills him. Turned out he had a. It turned out he had a heart defect that was not known. Thanks. So it was a, it was a congenital heart defect that was just unknown until it killed him. Just one day he was fine, and bang, just gone. And uh, so. Yeah. That's 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 a tough one. So uh, let's see here. We we still uh, let, let's. Uh, did you talk about what? I don't even know about this. I, mean, I remember the hacking originally. Is there something new about Ashley Madison? Yes, they're releasing the data. Okay, I don't know. Tell yeah, me. so so basically, Ashley Madison. Uh, I'm sure you guys know what that is. It's a website that uh, is for cheating on your spouse. The Billboards for Ashley Madison would say, life is short, have an affair. And it had a picture of a woman, like, holding her finger to her mouth, like, shh. So the basic premise of Ashley Madison is you're meeting either other people having an affair or people who are fine with you having an affair. And this this would appeal to mostly men who, who want to mess around on their wives but uh, don't want to have to deal with uh, the the woman pressuring them to leave their wives or, or, or being bitter about it and telling their wives. Just a, just a woman who's willing to have a, a casual sexual relationship uh, with them, no strings attached. And they figure, you know, a website where everyone's looking for the same thing, perfect. So this website started up. I actually thought it was pretty crazy that something like this existed and was advertising in the mainstream media. You hear it on radio shows and see billboards. That was pretty crazy. That's uh, just advertising out there. Hey, you know, cheat on your wife with our service. It was uh, for men and women, but it was mostly men who signed up for it, which I'll get to in a second. 
So this existed for many years. The, the company is actually based out of Canada, but uh, most of the customers were in the U.S. It was actually worldwide, though. It was not only a U.S. Uh, market it was aiming for. So uh, Stephanie, who I mentioned before, she was on there. And she's not married, but she was on there actually to meet married men. She just wanted to have sex and not have any of these guys become attached to her, which is kind of... Uh, kind of funny to think about that she had to worry about that but uh. <laughs> anyway Ashley Madison uh, existed for a long time was very profitable and I never paid much attention to it aside from seeing the billboards and the uh, and the other ads because uh, I never had an so I, I didn't really ever look about how the thing worked but it turned out it had already some shady elements to it that uh, became known from by these hackers uh, it turns out, for example, one feature they had for, I think, $20 was the permanent delete feature, which I thought was pretty crappy in the first place. So you can't just if, – if you change your mind, let's say you, uh, you want to have an affair, you want to cheat on your wife, you create an account in Ashley Madison, and then a week later you feel guilty about it and have second thoughts. And you haven't even done anything yet. You haven't cheated on your wife. or You just think, what was I thinking? I'm not doing this. What am I – no, 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 no. Or, or, oh, my God, it's too much risk, whatever. You, you, you have second thoughts. You want to back out of the whole thing. All you want them to do is delete you from there. Can they? No. Uh, you have to pay $20 to Ashley Madison. I think it was $20, $14, something around that to be permanently removed. Now, you could remove your, your profile from public view or whatever, but, but you were supposed to, but to be permanently deleted from their database to where you're just gone as if you were never there, that was a feature you had to pay for. And, and you know, various guys did this. Well, it turned out that was a lie. They didn't actually delete anything. They just would make you think they did it and, uh, and in reality had not really removed you. Your, your information was still in their databases, uh, your, your profile was gone, but uh, they didn't completely wipe you like they promised for what you were paying for. So, uh, what happened at that point was that, or, or then other things that were going on was that there were fake profiles on there. As you might guess, the vast, vast majority of users on Ashley Madison were male. Why? Well, it's pretty simple. It's not that mostly males want to cheat, which also might be true, but there are a lot of women who, who cheat or would want to cheat, but for women, it's different. Most women don't cheat purely for sexual reasons. Most women cheat for emotional reasons. You know, they, their husband or boyfriend doesn't pay enough attention to them or, uh, um, you know, or, or doesn't treat them well enough. Well, and they, you know, they meet some other guy who does, and now they, they start getting attracted to them. So there's that, and then even the ones for sexual reasons... Uh, it's usually done on different terms. The, the girls don't just go, go out there and say, hey, who wants to fuck me? They, they kind of just, uh, um, it just kind of happens or they flirt with someone and it kind of progresses to that. The bottom line is women don't, married women usually don't want to use a service like this. Even if they do want to cheat on their husband, they're going to do it a different way. They're not going to go on a service where you explicitly sign up to cheat. That's just not really what most married women, even once you want to cheat, want to do. Whereas men, uh, men, they a lot more of them are just happy to just meet some woman, have sex, never see her again, and be done with it, and then and meet them over a service like this. This is a type of thing that just appeals much, much more to men. And indeed, 90 to 95% of the users of Ashley Madison were men. Yeah. 
So this causes so a big. So it's ninety-five men going after five girls, basically. Right. So this is a big problem because obviously you're not going to have uh, uh, hookups happening as much as these men want. There's just too much competition, and even if you can say maybe the girls on there are sluts and they'll they'll have sex with more than one guy, uh, there's there's certainly not enough girls to go around there. There's going to be a lot of guys left with nothing. So Ashley Madison. Uh, they can't just invent girls out of out of the blue, but what they can do is they can make fake profiles to at least give these guys hope. Ashley Madison doesn't care so much if you are successful in cheating on your wife. They just care that you stick around long enough to buy a paid subscription to try to cheat on her. And then uh, yeah, if you do, then uh, great. If not, then, uh, oh, well, they still have your money. Now, they even had other dumb features like the $250 guaranteed affair which I, I think was kind of like a free roll for Ashley Madison. Like you, you, you're paying for a, quote, guaranteed affair, and if it happens, then they keep your money, and if it doesn't, then they give you it back. But it, uh, it, it's almost like I, – I think it was something like, like – a little bit like a gamble, like an insurance thing, like, a, like you'll get your whole refund back if an affair doesn't happen. I, I don't know how it worked, but I know that was an option. So they had a lot of shady things like that. But the, the, the worst two things were the fake profiles to keep you on there and get you subscribed so you don't go on there and go, oh, my God, this is a sausage fest. And, and, and number two is the, uh, the fake pay-to-be-permanently-deleted thing, which doesn't actually permanently delete you. So some hackers got into Ashley Madison. They called themselves Impact Team. And they got everything. They got the entire database of users, their email addresses, uh, their, their, credit full, cards. their profiles, and the credit cards. They got everything. Now, they claimed the reason they were doing this was not to steal credit card data or to steal personal information. They claimed the reason they were doing this was because they were outraged about about Ashley Madison's the mor- business practices. The, the, they played the morality card? Yes, they played the morality card that, that Ashley Madison was a, scumbag, was a scam, that they were both putting fake profiles on there and charging people for a permanent delete that wasn't actually a permanent delete. And that's because Ashley Madison is a scam that they are now demanding that Ashley Madison and its other company, uh, its other website, something like uh, Established Men, which is almost like a prostitution thing where you're it's like rich men to meet women who want to have sex with them in exchange for some kind of financial arrangement. Uh, that those two sites have to shut down immediately or they're going to release all this information. So Ashley Madison and uh, established men did not shut down. They acknowledged that this was a real hack and a real breach. They said that they believed it was some consultant who once worked for them. And in fact, they claimed that the person doing this was actually mad at them over something that happened internally within the company and isn't really, you know, outraged morally about how they've been behaving like he claims to be or like they claim to be. It claimed to be a number of people involved in this. Whoever did it, Anyway, they, they went through with their threat. They uploaded to the uh, to torrent sites a 9-gigabyte file of all this data. They've also been slowly releasing just select bits of data for those who don't want to download the 9-gigabyte file where they uh, look up various members more in depth. So rather than just li- giving you a giant list of who was there and, and all their info, they would they would uh, give you like they list a, a person and say where he works and give you his address and they they're doing like one of those each day. 
to just kind of rub the salt in the wounds. They're claiming that they don't feel bad about victimizing these members because they felt the members were scumbags in the first place to be cheating. So I don't know if this is uh, really someone who's doing this for moral reasons or if this is really someone mad at them for a different reason, using that as a convenient excuse to attack them. But the hack is real. The info being released just happened, even though the hack happened a few months ago. The, uh, they're, they're now releasing the information. You can download that giant file on a torrent site and go through it yourself. What's most amazing about this is that idiots here used their work email to sign up for Ashley Madison in many cases. So uh, you, you not only saw who these people were, but you got to look at it by company. So, like, uh, for example, Boeing, you know, the, the airplane manufacturer, there's tons of email addresses at Boeing.com. So uh, you could see, you know, they had to go, oh, I wonder who's cheating on their wives working at Boeing, and you have the big list of them there. Now, one caveat here, they did not validate email addresses. So you can give any email, and anyone who just wanted to check out the site without actually paying and just kind of browse through it, you had to sign up first. So some people were smart enough to just give completely bogus email addresses just so they can get in and take a look around to see if they're actually serious about wanting to sign up. So there were some things like do not reply at Amazon.com and other email addresses that are never real were never real addresses and that uh, people just entered pretty much as junk addresses. So that means that any email that's found there, you don't know for sure just from the email list alone that these people were really on there. For example, I could have signed you up, Brandon. You would have never known. Or I could have, I could have signed up uh, uh, Brandon Drexel Gerson at Yahoo.com, and it could have been not right. only could I, could I have created that Yahoo account myself, but even if you really had that email address, uh, provided you didn't notice the Ashley Madison email coming to you, uh, it could be on there, And and but it wouldn't mean you ever used the site. It would just mean I signed up I your the, email. I am Greek is saying in the chat that on the news today they said there were 40 whitehouse.gov addresses. Yeah, but they may be But fake. that doesn't – yeah, of course. That right. means you know they could have – Yeah, huh? like I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if someone did president at whitehouse.gov there just as a joke. So uh, I, I noticed the same thing when I got the raw dump of UB user data. I, I noticed things of like like fuck at off dot com and the things that were obviously weren't real email addresses of people who are just signing up just to look at the site. Uh, so you'll find some of that in there, but there are a lot of real accounts that are on there, and a lot of people stupidly used their real info, their real work info, the you know, work email address, and their real full home address, and uh, you know, use their own credit card and own name. And I just think that's crazy. How could you trust a site? that is there to for, for people to cheat on their spouses. Obviously, that this couldn't be a very scrupulous company. How can you trust they're going to keep your information secure? And how can you trust that it doesn't just get out some way, like it did with these, through these hackers? How, how hard is it for these people to go buy a prepaid credit card for 50 bucks or whatever they you know, subscribe for and, and then make up a fake you – know, make up a Yahoo email – and use that and, and make up a fake name, bang, you're on there and you, you, there's no record of you. But I'm sure very few people did that. I think idiots just signed up for it and just gave whatever emails they had at the or time. Imagine if you're using someone else's name and then, you know, my wife comes up to me, girlfriend says, hey, you know, or, you know, someone tells them, you know, 
your boyfriend or your husband's on the site, you know, it, it, it's, it's going to create some chaos. Yeah, it will. And I, I actually thought of that. Not that I think this is there because I, I doubt it would be. But, but like, what if, you know, people, someone was running around making, like, fake profiles of me on, on, on dating sites at one point a few years ago. And then, and then like, like, and I'm not even just saying that it was them doing it. It was really me. Like, it was, like, ridiculous profiles that were kind of meant to make fun of me. Uh, but, but were purporting to be me. But, uh, but like, I wonder, like, what if some troll made a – like, it's probably not likely because Ashley Madison would be what they would think of. They'd do it on something like Plenty of Fish or OkCupid. But uh, I was thinking, like, what if, what if someone did make, like, a fake me on Ashley Madison and that came out? But I, 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 I doubt so, it would be Did you there. say you have to pay to no, create you, a profile? No, you, you don't. Just... No, no, no. You can make anything. So that's – it would be free. So, like, like, if someone could have seen the future, they could have so made – somebody could have actually put your information out there and wouldn't have cost them a penny to do it. Yes. Wow. So, so, so that's what I'm saying here. Now, I don't think it was done again because no one would really think of doing that. I, I, I believe, but uh, and I think if they did, they would have already like posted like, ha ha ha, take a look at this. But uh, like, I, I wonder how many people this will cause chaos with if someone did do this, just to yeah, screw with someone else, or just uh, or even if something that wasn't meant to be hostile. Like, let's say you, let's say you wanted to browse around Ashley Madison, so it goes, okay, what's your what's your name? You're like, ah, shit. I don't want to give my name. Uh, okay, I'll put my next door neighbor's name down. Like, not not meaning to hurt the guy, but just like like you just like the first name you think of, and you enter his name. And then what's your email? Uh, that, that guy's name at yahoo.com. And then you don't you look around the site. You go, this is a fail site. Screw it. And then then he'll come back. Well, now now he's going to be in the data dump. That next door neighbor never knew he had an account there. So. We'll probably see things like that, and I think we're already. I think there was like some uh, woman who was involved in like British politics. She, she's claiming that happened to her that someone made a fake one of her. That could be just an excuse too. Uh, but anyway, yeah, you may have guys having to like show their wives like every credit card they have to prove they weren't on there. But then again, if they use like a prepaid credit card, th- that wouldn't be proving anything anyway. So yeah, this is going to cause some problems, I think, and. I, the fact that they didn't verify email is what's really bad. Because so, if you see an email address, you don't even know if it was ever really used there. So, uh, when it goes back to the thing we were saying about Jared and and Elliot Spitzer, even if you're not famous, how could you go on a site like that and enter your real info? It's crazy. It's crazy. I I, I wouldn't ever use a site like that. But if I did, the first thing I would think of is I'm not using my real info. Yeah. They're the first thing I would think of. First thing I would do is I would uh, I would enter fake info. The second thing I would do is go down to CVS and say, uh, how much is it for a uh, prepaid visa? And then register it in that fake name and do it that way. I mean, that's – it's. <laughs> otherwise, you're, boy, you're asking for trouble. He was talking about a, a major consequence. And some of these – most of these guys probably never hooked up with anyone anyway. Not to say it's good that they were trying to cheat on their wives, but uh, – I, I wonder if a lot of these guys never actually physically cheated on their wives at all, but it'll look like they did. I'll be honest. Uh, well, you're honest. Have you ever? I've never even searched the site. Never been on there. I mean, that's the last thing you know I needed was you know to have some affair with somebody. Have you ever actually been on there? Have you seen no. the women that are on the site? No, never been on there. Can you browse? You know, can you browse and look at people without doing anything? Or Believe you have it or to... not, I've, my my full experience of this site was after it was hacked to take a look at the front page to see if it was still hacked, and then I saw it wasn't anymore, and I closed it. That was the most. Is, I've the, ever site, done on is it. the site still up? You know, I think it is. Let's. I can take a look right now. I'm going right now. Please select. 
attached. Oh, so they have singles on her though too. Though. Yeah, they Is do. Like but, but most people don't. Yeah, but most people don't use that. So here's the categories: uh, attached male seeking yeah. females, attached female seeking males, single male seeking females. So they have gay people and gay relationships looking for. That's insane. Well, I don't think. I think it's very few people. Uh, single male seeking females, single female seeking males, male seeking males. Uh, female seeking females and uh, hackers. Is, and wait, wait there's, there's one more you don't see there. Uh, hackers looking to fuck everyone. That's cute. So those those are the categories that uh, you could sign up for in Ashley Madison. But yeah, I don't think many people use it for you know like singles who are. Um, now the, the singles on there are the ones actually more like looking for the. It, notice there's no category of single male looking for attached females, but that's what's implied here. So the, it's not really a dating site in that way. It's a the single people would be the single people who want to have sex with uh, the married people. But this is the second site of this type that has both been hacked and has been stuffing it with fake profiles. Adult Friend Finder was another one. That was recently hacked. And while Adult Friend Finder is not about infidelity, it's more about uh, just casual sex hookups and and, uh, people with uh, deviant sexual desires finding each other. Adult Friend Finder (coughs) was also a very male-heavy site. Again, as you would imagine. I think someone analyzing the data... I've never even heard of that. What is is it? Is it? I mean, what is it? Is it the same premise? No, Adult Friend Finder is just for uh, it's just a meet someone to have sex site, and it's uh, it actually started out as just friendfinder.com, which is much more innocent, just to meet friends on the internet. Uh, believe it or not, my one of my girlfriends back in the nineties knew the people who started friendfinder.com before it became Adult Friend Finder, and she was actually on there, like actually just to, like find friends. Uh, but uh, but Adult Friend Finder is the same company, and uh, but they got hacked, and it was found that ninety seven percent of the real profiles there were male, ninety seven percent. So they, these are both sausage fests. You're not you're not going to meet women through this thing. If you if you do, you're one of the the lucky ones because most of the you know, think of the the numbers. The numbers are definitely way against you here, and this this is really yeah, you know, this is really a scam. Well, then the thing you also have to <clears throat> consider is, out of that five percent or three percent pool, how many of them are even attractive? Yes, and not like lonely. You know, offense. But... Mo- most of them aren't. Right. Yeah, that's weird. Most of them are not for 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 that reason. And uh... what's going on with these companies? That everyone's just getting hacked. I mean, there's, I well, mean, I guess it really blew my mind. What was it six, eight months ago, or things around Christmas time, when Sony got hacked? And then it said to me, Jesus Christ! And they were releasing emails from celebrities, and the well, ended up getting the yeah, ended Sony that studio was fired. They they left things way open there. They were uh, they they had very poor security. Ashley Madison believes that it was an inside job done by a consultant there who was pissed off at them, and uh, you know they think they you know he was getting mad at them and inserted some back door and got in that way. I don't know how Adult Friend Finder happened, but a lot of these things are, are not as... Uh, a lot of these things are not hackers with amazing skills. A lot of these are uh, either the company is very careless or there's someone inside a find, who, who leaves a way in. And uh, I'm not to say that there aren't some really good and talented hacks that are done, but uh, a lot of times it's just from... Uh, 
very poor security, even from large companies. And uh, but, but I, I was fascinated by the whole thing that it's finally tr- raising the curtain. And I've been saying this for years on these, uh, you know, meet up for sex sites that, that charge guys that these guys are just being scammed and ripped off and that they're stuffing it with fake fo- profiles. Have you ever seen, Brandon, when you're on a website and it's it's like whatever city you're in, like, you know, you're in Las Vegas right now. So you're on a website and you see an ad at the bottom, pictures of like four hot looking girls. And it says, these girls looking to meet you for sex tonight. And it says like, you know, Jennifer 25, Las Vegas, Nevada. Yeah, but uh, it's so uh, obvious that it's fake. Yeah, yes, a- 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 Ashley 22, uh, Henderson, Nevada, blah, blah, blah. Well, yeah, that, that, that's usually like, that's usually adult friend finder where it just, oh, wow. it just takes stock photos and puts that down there. And then, of course, when you click on it, you just brought to the main site. You don't see the women that uh, are in, in the ad. And then when you do sign up, the women that you do see when you browse, uh, most of them are fake. So right there, once they're putting in fake profiles, that right there is a scam. You, if you're going to decide to be on this, you should be able to see accurately who there really is to meet. And they also, Adult Friend Finder, another trick they used was that uh, if someone hasn't been on in three years, they'll report them as being on in the past month. Because obviously, if he hasn't logged in since 2012, you're not going to even bother messaging right. them. So, so these these sites are, are really shady. And uh, so, Ashley Madison, like, how do I feel about the hack? Like, I I feel that like, of course, I'm going to want to see the information that's out there. But at the same time, I I don't know if it's right what what's being done here because of the consequences that can befall people, especially the ones who, whose email addresses were entered without their permission, that if people just uh, entering it, which aren't verified. Uh, I also don't think it's really the hackers... It, it shouldn't really be the hackers' business to out this sort of thing of private citizens. That's, that's a bad premise to start out on, is that, uh, that, that hackers should have the ability to out anything you do that isn't 100% moral. I mean, people should have an expectation of privacy if they're private citizens. And uh, so you shouldn't applaud that. Now, I'm not saying I feel terrible for these guys because they were trying to cheat on their wives. And, uh, you know, they, they have to accept the consequences of that. But at the same time, uh, I, I don't yeah, think Yeah, but it's I, not up to you or me to judge the morals of other people like that in their own home. Yeah. and and, 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 and But I, I don't think... I still don't think this hack was done... For morality, I think it was done because someone was mad at the company over something. I don't. I and it could it could be something as simple if, if it wasn't this consultant that they claim it was, uh, which is just a suspicion. It hasn't been proven. But if it was done by someone on the outside, it could be just someone who who did pay for this removal of of their info and then decided to check into it if it was really removed and saw it and was furious. Like it could have been one of the customers who saw this, and then like it could be anything. It, it could be it could be someone who, uh, yeah, who's. It, it could be someone whose whose marriage was ruined because they they thought that they were their info was deleted, and it turned out it wasn't, and somehow they got like a, yeah, a mailer an email or something from them, and, and you know it, it screwed everything up, and they you never know what what pissed the person off, but I think someone who did this was angry at Ashley Madison for something. I don't think this was done just because they think cheating is wrong or because the company's a scam and they and they think it's it's uh, bad morally that the company sucks like that. Somebody got fired. Somebody had money that they thought yeah. was promised to them. Something like that. Something yeah. Personal. And then and then they instead of saying, "Hey, I hate them for screwing me when I work for them," it's, it's much 
it sounds a lot more notable, noble to say, I'm doing this because you're a scam. So, I mean, I, I'm, I'm having the equivalent done to me here with, with this idiot who's been uh, obsessing over me. That he's claiming that uh, all the things he's doing that it's it's for all these bad things I've supposedly done, which of course he's you know making up or switching around stories. Uh, when in reality he's he's just mad that I I wouldn't suppress information about him scamming himself. That he was caught you know involved with certain scams back you know, years ago, and that evidence was posted to the site. I wouldn't remove it. He got furious. He threatened me. I banned him, and now he's on a warpath. Like that's. He'll never admit that's why what this is about, but that's what it's about. So it could be with Ashley Madison the same thing that someone's mad about something separately and they're doing something, uh, you know. So they took this illegal activity upon themselves and they're making up better sounding justification. But in this case, Ashley Madison is guilty. It looks like of the things they're accusing, but I don't think that's the reason they're doing it. So uh, that's Ashley Madison. Let's let's jump to a, uh, a poker topic again. Let's see. Uh, I lost my agenda. Let me get back. To we it. have uh, the, the the sports site, the macho whatever, the, the macho sports. Um, I we didn't talk about. I mean, there's a thread about it on the other site. We didn't talk about uh, Chad Batista. I don't know if you want. Oh to talk yeah, about yeah, that. yeah. Um, I mean, that's kind of. Yeah. I don't know anything about. It yeah, recently. Chad Batista, aka Lil Holdem. He was best known for uh, his grill. He actually had a grill. In his mouth, I'm talking about. A white guy with a grill. Uh, he kind of vanished from the poker scene for the most part. He still played, I see, caches from as recently as November 2014, but he fell out of the, the mainstream uh, poker scene, probably because he went broke. But uh, I never knew him. I mean, I've seen him back in the day, but I never was friends with him or hung out with him. Yeah, Did you uh, know him personally at all? No, I, I didn't know him personally. Uh, anyway, uh, he did appear on, on Never Win Poker Radio one time. But anyway, that was, like, that was like way back in the day, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a long time ago. So, so uh, was, okay. So, so Chad Batista, little Holdem, is apparently in very bad shape, and uh, reportedly is. Let me go here. The information I was uh, sent about this. Yeah, it says uh, uh, Chad Batista <coughs> is in the ICU. Things are not looking very good from basically drinking himself to death. So this is uh, in Vegas, right? I think so. I'm not sure about that, but he, uh, yeah, Chad Batista said to have uh, really ruined his body with with excessive drinking to the point where now he's close to death. So I don't know if he's going to survive this, but obviously a bad situation for him. Yeah, I mean, yes, he did it to himself, but. Uh, you know, this, this can happen. You can, uh, you In such a to... short amount of time, you can really kill yourself? I mean, that bad? Well, it like that... wasn't that short. Over several years. And yeah, I mean, if you if you really go nuts with it. Huh. Jesus. So that's uh, another poker player who let uh, off-the-felt issues destroy them. Looking online, there were some unconfirmed reports he died last night, but then other people were saying that that's not true. So Jesus, well, Godspeed. I hope he. I mean, I don't know him. I don't, you know, but just. Yep. Hopefully, he can recover here. Uh, sentences were handed out in the Macho Sports Gambling Ring in uh, in California. This is uh, 
pretty silly story here that uh, if you're going to run an illegal sports betting operation, you shouldn't be uh, calling yourself Macho Sports. All that does is uh, attract attention to you. But these guys really did try to live up to their name. Jan Harold Portocarrero and Eric Portocarrero, who were in their 40s, agreed to forfeit uh, about $12 million total in cash, property, and other valuables after uh, pleading guilty in federal court in San Diego. They ran what was known as a sophisticated international gambling criminal enterprise, according to the FBI. Uh, also, a bookmaker, Joseph Barrios, 49, from Marina del Rey, California, was pleading guilty. Uh, the uh, And then there's also a, another bookie named Amir, Amir Mokayev. And uh, so they uh, they seized assets, including in uh, in Norway. For some reason, they had some kind of connection to Norway. So that was also uh, so that's I'm not sure what their connection is to Norway here. Uh, Eighteen people were indicted in this operation two years ago. Uh, they they even had. Uh, they had a headquarters in Lima, Peru, and they used the internet and toll-free numbers to accept bets from high rollers in uh, San Diego and L.A. And I guess probably everywhere, but this is probably where they were being prosecuted. They probably focused on these two counties for, uh, you know, who they were being charged for accepting the bets from. That's usually what the federal government does. Is they, they Even if it's a federal crime, they, they usually look for one particular place which is related to the office where, which is investigating. And then and go for that. So, like, a, for example, when the, when the poker sites were busted, it was bis- busted for taking bets from someone uh, from New York because it was the Southern District of New York U.S. Attorney's Office investigating it. So that's that's what they were actually charged with, even though they were taking bets from all over the place. Uh, so uh, er- Eric uh, Porter Carrero was actually extradited from Norway, and he was brought just this Wednesday to San Diego by federal marshals. Uh, and uh, also, it was more than just betting. The FBI witnessed <clears throat> one of these guys beating up. I guess it was this Amir guy, uh, the lead bookie. They witnessed him beating up a losing gambler who didn't pay his debt. I'm surprised the FBI didn't intervene. Like, like they're just sitting here yeah. watching. Like the FBI's like, hmm, okay, well, Amir's beating up this this gambler. Well, that's some good evidence against him. We'll just sit and do nothing. It's like a fucking Steven Seagal movie or something. Yeah, it is. It's kind of nuts. Yeah, the FBI is watching him beat up someone for not paying. That's what I thought. Like, wow, this is really happening. So, uh, so I guess they really were macho sports. They, uh, <laughs> they were, they were living up to the name. Give them that. So, uh, uh, each faces a possible twenty years in prison and a two hundred fifty thousand dollars fine uh, for pleading guilty. So, uh, Macho Sports International Corporation is registered in Panama. Uh, I, I guess I guess uh, this Eric Porto Carrero. I guess his mother lives in Norway. I guess that's where the Norway connection is. So, interesting. Yeah. Let's see here. What else we got? Uh, there's a shady program on poker stars called Spin Whiz. You guys know about Spin? Spin I have no idea. I haven't. I think about. 
I don't know, six, seven months ago, or maybe, or actually shorter than that, I installed PokerStars. I was really bored one night, late at night, just to look at it and see the games that run, and I don't know, but then I just started getting pissed, because, like, really? You know, so I don't know. I, I, no, I'm serious. I did, and I like, was watching, like, some... It's a, it's amazing. Like, I, I... Do you miss... I mean, do you still think about it, or have you just already accepted it, and it's so long ago that it doesn't even... You know, do you ever still, like, think about those days? Yeah, I do. Or crave to play on, like, a site with... You know, people all over the world. I mean, oh, I, I do. I know. I just, on, I, uh, I, I Bofana, thought, but it's not the same. No, I just thought about it the other day. Yeah. Um, so I don't, I don't know what Spin was. I have no idea. SpinWiz no. is a well, it's 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 a software program that PokerStars amazingly allows. PokerStars really has to revamp their rules about this. They keep allowing programs that allow people to essentially cheat, and then later have to say, oh. You know what? We're going to have to not allow this one. But how they approve these programs in the first place, I don't know. But uh, SpinWiz is for the spin-and-go tournaments, which are – they're like sit-and-goes, except uh, the difference is it's – after it's over, it spins – or I think it's before you play. It spins uh, – Oh, yeah, I heard and about it. Somebody you, won like a – it's a certain buy-in and you can win like a jackpot or some shit. Well, what happens is it, is it gives you a multiplier of, of how much you're going to win yeah. of the buy-in. And it ranges between two times and like like a uh, uh, like a million times or something. So it, it was shown that this it's like was, a slot machine it, of it's like much, in a poker tournament. It's pretty much just like something. a slot machine. The problem is it was shown that uh, you're going to get most players are getting so many two times when they're entering when they should be get three times if it wasn't for this feature that it, it pretty much kills the ability to grind them. You just have to uh, because they're taking away so much for those top few prizes that it, it screws everyone else. But anyway, uh, I guess the grinders have found a way to beat it, and that is by playing opponents that are so weak that even with this reduced uh, payout for for most people, that they can still win. And so there's a program called SpinWiz, which is a program which networks PokerStars players who want to enter this, these spin-and-goes, and then you know it, it's assumed that it's all pros using this program. So it makes sure that you will never be sat. It auto seats you. This program, it auto. It, it's like it, your software while PokerStars is open. When it gets the signal, will auto seat you at, at a, a spin and go table by just you know, selecting one and quickly sitting you down there. It uh, it will make sure never to sit you with anybody else who's using the SpinWiz program. So that's already a way to avoid good players, and it will look for fish before seating you. So it'll the, the criteria it uses is it looks for fish and it makes sure not to seat you with anybody else using the program. So you're almost in like a line, like a networked line to play the next fish. So you just wait, 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 wait. And when it seats you, you know you're sitting with a, a fish and you know you're not sitting with someone else who's using the program. So this way two people aren't sat with one fish. There's only three, three people who can play these spinning goes at a time. So... PokerStars allows this. And I think their rationale for allowing it is, well, people can do the same thing by just eyeballing who they're going to sit with and say, hey, I only want to sit with this fish, or I don't want to sit with this good player. But this is a different story because it's uh, um, this is an automated script which makes it much easier for you to be sat with a fish where you're always much, much faster to be sat with a fish than uh, than anybody who's not using the program. And... The program allows you to automatically identify the strong players and, and not sit with them. And, and it's pretty much like a take a turn to play the fish thing. 
So let, let's say there's only five fish waiting, you know, sitting as spinning goes with with uh, open seats at the moment, and there's a hundred people waiting to play through the SpinWiz program. It'll just take five people, and the other ninety-five will wait. And then when the next fish becomes available, they'll take the next one. So I, I, I call this seeding collusion. This is a, this is pretty bad, and PokerStar somehow allows it. PokerStar should just ban all these type of things. Uh, PokerStar should ban any kind of seeding script, any kind of seeding program. Should ban any kind of thing that gives you advice on how to play. Should just all be gone. I don't know why they allow this. They're sometimes not consistent over at PokerStars. Okay, the last thing here, uh, Donald Trump, who has uh, gained some momentum. We talked about him in the beginning. That'll be the last thing we talk about at the end. Uh, do you think you think he'll be the nominee for the Republicans, or you think it's uh, you think he's going to finally? Crash? I've been I've been saying it all along since we started talking. About it, I think he will be. So you, re- you really think... think in 2016 it'll be uh, uh, Trump versus Hillary? I mean, he's got such a huge lead in the polls. I mean, it's it's that it's that big. I mean, he's like at what twenty five, twenty six percent, and Bush Jeb was at like twenty or twelve. Um, you know what? <clears throat> I mean, I, I can't predict the future. Obviously, I, I I I just don't see enough charisma, enough spark out of anyone else in the field that's really gonna. I mean, I don't know who's gonna heads up. I mean. I don't think I mean, we've done this before. You know, I don't think the country's ready to elect another Bush. Scott Walker, he's so far back in the pack, I and mean, he's there with like Rubio at like four percent or five percent. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I, I the things that he's done and said that really felt would implode his campaign. Even the the thing you know with his campaign manager that you know that that quit and was trashing him. You know that whole scandal because of the the debate with the girl that didn't hurt him. So, I, I mean, I really don't understand the dynamic. I mean, I really thought the McCain thing would crush him, and that didn't. I thought there'd be fallout from women. I mean, over the debate, didn't do anything. Um, combining that with really a very bland field, yeah, I, I don't see anyone else winning it. I mean, you tell me. How do you see it? Well, I, I still think that uh, – I, I still don't think he's going to be the nominee. I think he's going to give uh, a lot harder of a time – to the existing candidates that uh, than I thought he would. I thought he would flame out a lot earlier. I thought by this point, uh, almost a month later since we last talked about it, that he he would already start to be fading, and he's not. So it looks like he's going to be a factor. But it is still only August 2015. We are still some time away. And uh, there is a piece on 538.com which is the site that uh, was famously predicted every state the way it would go in the last election, Nate Silver's site, uh, but other people work there as well. And they showed that anyone who did not have 33% or more in the polls at this point uh, was a non-factor for the most part. There were many people who had in past elections, something like 25, 26, 27 percent at this point, and they, and they went nowhere. People like Richard Gebhardt and other ones you would have never thought of as a, as a – I didn't know that. As, as a political candidate that was, that was ever viable, like ones you even forgot were a factor at one point. 
Well, I remember, I remember tonight you brought up a good point. I remember Howard Dean when you told me about it. He was basically – everyone was already giving him the nomination so early. Um, okay, well, I, I know I've asked you before. I mean, do you think Bush is the only viable person that can overtake him? No, no. There's, there's – you know, he's been attacking Jeb Bush the most. He probably sees him as the biggest threat. But uh, there's also Marco Rubio and Scott Walker. Uh, and uh, I don't see Rubio. I can see Walker maybe, but Rubio – I mean, he's not that it matters, but he's Spanish. He's, he's you know very very popular in the state of Florida, but he's not really known on a on a nationwide basis. He's not really a household name for most. Well, of but the they're, they're, what they're hoping with that is that uh, that he can get some of the Hispanic vote, which the Republicans have had a hard time receiving, and that uh, that maybe on the other hand he won't lose that much from from Republicans who are going to vote for him anyway because he's a Republican. So they'll, just, they'll gain more than they lose is the theory with him. I. I None of these candidates are perfect, and all of them have uh, weaknesses. That's why part of the reason Donald Trump had a chance. In, in 2008, when McCain got the nomination, he pretty much won by default because everybody melted down. That there was no – that everybody who was thought to be a strong candidate, you had uh, Giuliani, you had uh, Rick Perry, you had uh, – even Romney, who was the last real competition, and then he he just he didn't melt down, but he just kind of faded out. It actually surprised me about Giuliani. I don't know why he melted. I mean, I, I don't remember. I'm sure I read about it, but I don't recall why he flamed out so fast. Because he just I mean, he, he got, had a terrible campaign. He didn't try very hard. He just kind of thought it was going to go to him. And then what his, year is that again? Is '08, and he kind of yeah. just he kind of just sat there like a chump doing nothing as as other candidates. I mean, after were 9/11, he probably would could have won. I mean, he had all yeah. that momentum after 9/11 of keeping New York together and yeah he just he just sat there and just thought it was going to go to him or that he didn't have to do much early and then he created no buzz for himself he just sat and let others overtake him and then by the time he tried to kick his campaign into gear it was too late and people were not interested anymore Fred Thompson was another one who was expected to be a, a big deal went nowhere so in 2008 everyone just kind of fell off and McC- there was McCain who was who had tried for so many years to become the nominee and never could do it, never even come all that close, he just kind of won because everybody else uh, fell apart. So the reason I'm bringing that up is that if there is somebody who is capturing attention like Trump has been doing, uh, it is possible for him to get all the way through just based upon everybody else being unexciting. Pretty much uh, uh, this year there wouldn't be a winner by default if Trump is the one who, who does it. So I, I think in 08, someone who was a attention-grabbing candidate could have also taken it instead of McCain. Now, it doesn't matter because no Republican was going to win that year. So it, uh, it especially after September when there was the, uh, the economic crisis so with the banks and all that. So the, the, in 08, the, whoever the Republican was was doomed. So it wouldn't have really mattered, but... I, it, it's still very early here, and and he doesn't have a commanding enough lead yet. So, I, I wouldn't by any means give this Trump or say that even he's the uh, the favorite right now. But he but he's at least established that. But do you agree with me that you would have thought some of these gaffes and yes public spectacles would have just that, made his members plunge. That's why I said that last month that it's, I thought this is gonna. He's a gimmick candidate. It's gonna. He's just for doing it for attention, and he's gonna be out soon. But now, uh, he's holding on, and 
and then it, let's say he does win it, then it becomes this weird election where you have Donald Trump and all, everything, all the baggage he brings. I mean, every poll I've I've seen, I'm sure you've seen the same thing. Every so-called, you know, you know, just person that thinks that they can call an election says that if it turns out to be a, a Hillary Donald election, that he's going to get destroyed. He probably will. Yeah, and I, I actually agree with that. I think it, it would absolutely be a landslide. And it's, it's an awkward position for the Republican Party to be in because what do they do? Like, what does the head of the Republic or, you know, the Republican not, you know, Party say? Like, they don't like him. It's obvious. You know, no, they, they, I, they I, can't I, do much. And, and, and especially yeah, but it's that, awkward. It's very awkward. Also, yeah. if, if he runs as an independent, they're going to get screwed. So they, they can't allow, they can't allow that to happen either. And that's the that's what there's that's the problem they're seeing here is that if he wins, then he's probably going to get crushed. And if he loses, then he may run as an independent and and, and screw them again. So yeah. the only way that uh, they don't get screwed here is if he loses and then just kind of shuts his mouth and doesn't and doesn't run as an independent if he just kind of gives up and walks away. But who knows? He might run as an independent, and then he, then, he, then most of the people voting for him will be ones who would have otherwise voted Republicans, and uh, that will be that. So uh, I, I I don't like seeing this, but you know he may end up doing a big favor for Hillary Clinton, much like uh, and we've we've had in recent. All right, people, uh, we're back on the air. For those of you that. Uh, are still here i commend you for your patience this one was my fault i uh pulled the power cord just so i wouldn't have to hear that buzz it's kind of bugging me so i pulled the power cord and didn't put it back in in time and the computer died so had to boot it up had to get everything ready again i'm going to put brandon on in a second and we'll finish off the very end of the show if you're listening to the archives uh you won't notice much other than this weird cutoff and then this message but, uh, yeah, I'm going to get this all fixed by next week. This is really bothering me. It's, uh, when this type of stuff happens all night, especially two shows in a row, really bothers me. And, uh, you know, eventually, if, if this stuff keeps happening, I know you guys are going to lose patience. People are going to ditch the show. And I wouldn't blame you. So I, I'm going to fix this by next week. You know, prior to a week ago, everything was working fine. Or not a week ago. Prior to three weeks ago, everything's working fine. There's no reason to have this. I'm going to break out the Jew wallet and buy a new computer and in the meantime find a solution with this computer before that new computer comes so I can uh, not have this throughout radio. This is a joke. There were so many different problems we had and uh, it's really crappy. So everything's still kind of loading into my computer at the moment. So I apologize if things are uh, slow here. We don't have Brandon on yet. Though Brandon texted me that he's uh, taking a leak, so I don't think he's available to answer anyway. Updating Skype. I don't want him to update Skype. Skype is always updating. I wish I could just tell it don't ever update. Stay away from my update. I just every time they update, they make it worse.
back in the chat room, I think. Back on Skype. Okay. So here I am, I'm back, and there's not much more to the show, by the way. Don't get too excited. The show's going to end pretty soon, then we will put Brandon on. Then we will finish. Grenado Rogers saying, I'm hearing this strange noise. It sounds like a 40-year-old man talking about poker. Is there a buzz now? Yeah, whatever. The show's not going to go on that much longer, so. I don't know what to do. Trying to position this thing in the way it's not going to buzz as much. I shouldn't have to deal with this crap. Just a, a month ago, I was broadcasting fine. This crap wasn't happening. Now I've got this uh, buzz, and I've got a computer that clicks off, and I've got uh, internet problems, just everything in the last month. What a mess. Let's see Brandon's back. Get the moths out of your wallet, Druff, and buy a new computer. Yeah, I, I have to. I have to. i got to break down and do it. it. The reason I didn't notice all this is because you know, I, I noticed the power problems on my computer, but with this, with it plugged in, like, it was it was usable for the last few weeks, and I, I just didn't know about the sound thing. I forgot about it from a few weeks ago. I don't know how I forgot it because it was really annoying. But, uh... I'm back. I'm sorry. All right, you're back. Very good. So, so we're we're here again. We'll just finish off with Donald Trump. And uh, yeah. I don't remember what word I was saying that cut me off, but uh, but yeah, I'm not sure either. <laughs> I have to be honest. I'm fading a little bit. Yeah, I um, am. But we're, we're about done. I, just, I didn't want to finish on like a, just a cut off at the end. That's it's kind of a fail. It's been enough fail. But as I was saying to, before, we're going to make sure we correct these things before next week. This is a. Uh, What's what was the issue this time? The issue, oh, yeah. Well, I, 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 pull, I got so tired of this buzz in my ear. I don't know if you guys can hear it or not, but like, like it was I so it. It, it was so tilting to me. Like, I, I finally just had to pull the plug, and and let it. And, and I thought, okay, well, I can leave it this way for twenty minutes. Nope, it just cuts. So, anyway, we'll be back next week. Uh, it's actually six days from now. On actually five days technically, since it's the twentieth. Be back on August twenty fifth on Tuesday. And uh, I hope you'll be here with me, Brandon. I appreciate you waiting a day for me. Yeah, well, it's, you know, I, 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 the funny thing is I said that I'm waiting the day because after being off for three weeks, uh, I didn't want to come back and have a fail show. <laughs> so I wasn't, uh, I mean, it's not your fault. No, but I'm always happy to have you here and, uh, the funny thing is we're going to have people probably still messaging us that they like the show despite all the fail. So Sometimes the, the content can eclipse the fail. And uh, I knew the show is a lot better having you on with me, so I knew that just doing this myself yesterday versus the, uh, the doing it with you today, I knew there was a no-brainer that I should delay it. And I have delayed the show many times for my own personal issues that have gone on. You know, one time I didn't delay it, you weren't here for this. This was a few months ago. It's earlier in the year, but I had a 
really, really, really big fight with Benjamin's mom. Not about radio, but just it happened right before radio. And I was really not in the mood to do radio. I was, I was really, really uh, in a depressed mood. But I thought, well, you know, either I, I can just like cancel radio abruptly and then just sit around all night and think about the fight we had or maybe even fight more or just go and do radio. So I actually went and did radio and I put it out of my head and somehow I actually like sounded normal and people couldn't even tell. Well, I'll tell you how dedicated I'm trying to be. My girlfriend only has two days a week off and I chose one of the nights to be doing this. So. Oh, wow. That is big. She, well, she, yeah. At least she fell asleep anyway, so you didn't, lose, yeah. you didn't lose that much time with her. And I cannot delay next week no matter what. It's her birthday, actually. Oh, wow. Today. Wow. So, you know, that's a good question real fast. We end on this. What do you get a girl for her birthday? First birthday, you've been dating for, I will just say a month. Or not even dating. You know, we're together. What's a good, uh, what do you, I mean. I don't dating? even, I've never been that good with presents. And you, you know what I, I, I've always yeah, said. That's what I'm asking. What, what I've always said was that uh, the ideal situation is to date a girl who's uh, born in early February and start dating her on like February 16th. So I should maybe break up with her and reconcile. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, that's an idea. Like, like you, know, you, no. you just date them as far away from Valentine's Day and uh, their birthday as possible, and then it it saves you this problem. And, and well, Jay's status saying flowers and dinner, but being the true romantic that I am, I've already given her flowers once, mm. so that would kind of be a little redundant mm. recently. So I don't know, Jeff, what would you do, Druff? Well, you know, what, what did you give Benjamin's uh, mother on her first birthday? Be honest. Let's talk about it. You know. I, I don't I don't even remember what I gave her anymore. I don't, I don't remember. It's uh, wow. No, I, I don't remember. It's I'm thinking to it. I'm like crap. What did I give her? But uh, birch box. I know. I'm gonna sound a little. Oh, a that's someone before dropping into the chat. I don't even know what that is. I don't know what that is either. A birch box. What the hell? And beer and poker. I I cannot cook. Uh, that would be the worst present I could give to her. So we're definitely gonna go out to eat. I just anyone have any ideas? Yeah, let them know. Or, I'm not good with this stuff either. So yeah, yeah, I'll either not do enough or I'll do too much. I don't, I don't know. A month? What do you do? What's yeah, a month is tough. A month is tough. And she's not a gold digger. I mean, she whatever I yeah. give her, she'll love. No, a month is matter. tough because you're like just at the beginning, so you don't want to mess it up. But at the same time, it's not like you just spend the few days where nothing. You have to think. It, you know, if we're together for a long time, then I have to top this. You know, if I go too crazy, the next birthday I can't. Well, I know, you but know. eventually it dies down. Eventually, like like at this point, I've been I've been together six years, and at this point, we don't even worry about this stuff anymore. Really? I mean, what? So what? What's the standard birthday? Just dinner and yeah, yeah. We don't even worry about that anymore. It's just uh, you know, it's it, you know, we've been together six years, and we have a kid who's who's uh, you know, it's just it, it kind of at that point it becomes less important. Sorry, she got her pregnant. You're saying now. Uh, <laughs> if you if you do what I did, wait uh, six months. Yeah. yeah. If not, I'll be doing a guitar song with her on the radio. Yeah, well, you, you uh, yeah, it's, uh. God, you have nothing for me, huh? I don't know. I don't I'm even sorry. know. I'm sorry, can't, I can't help you on this one. I mean, well. Like, what, okay, what what is this, even from a monetary standpoint, what is a price range that you go? I mean, you like a girl. So it's not like, you know, about money, and you have plenty of money. I mean, even if you spend two, three, four hundred dollars, it's, what is it, you know? Blind, two big blinds, three big blinds, and games that you play. So, what, what would what would just a normal girlfriend? You know, you're in your 30s, first birthday. What, what would you spend? What do you think would be the limit or the range of what you would spend? You want to give her a good birthday. 
I mean, you want to be nice, but you don't want to be insane, like, you know, to rate, you know, what, what, you're talking about the present or what you spend on the evening? No, no, just a present, not like dinner or any of that, but just what you spend on something. Say, you know, she likes a certain brand of perfume or purses or whatever it is. What is your price range on a girl that, you know, good girl you plan on being with, you know, not just someone you just met, like, you know, we're spending every day together. Like we're in a relationship, you know, what, what would you spend? Um, I wonder if she can hear me. She's sleeping, but I don't know if she's one of those yet. Probably like a few few hundred dollars. Okay. I mean, the thing is, is like, if you get something they like and they think you're you're, thinking of them and and, uh, that you're considering what they would have wanted and and were thoughtful about it, the the actual cost of it wouldn't matter to most women, at least not most good women, unless you're being really cheap. If you give them something worth uh, $15, then make it look bad obviously but oh okay Bur- uh, by the way birchbox.com from what four dragons is saying it's monthly gift stuff makeup stuff like that oh I'll look at that she's actually fem- feminine which is kind of good <laughs> well you know what I mean like you know you know what I mean just yeah. she's the not like a girly girl like she'll watch football with me and but you know what I mean she you know is into like you know, her nails and her hair and you know she takes good care of herself yeah you know, that's thinking, that's what about uh Maybe like a trip to Victoria's Secret or something. Virus, you know, some, you know, and it's something like that. Maybe that's kind of hot. Huh? The only thing right. she may she may think you're doing it for yourself, though. Yeah, that, that's yeah. the one problem with that. Yeah, I have a couple good ideas in here. Spa gift certificate. We can go to the spa. It's really hard. I've, you're right. I'm I've, I'm just like you. I've always been bad with that too. I'm awful. And not, not only that, but like a month is a very tough point because. A month you've been with them long enough to where you're expected to do something, but but you haven't been there that long. Like like, it's, it's well for a- my birthday last year, she got me a cookie, but we weren't together. We were just friends, and it was like one of those like probably ten dollar fifty. Yeah, that's a, that's different though. If you're not together. Yeah, of course it is. I know. Huh? There's some good ideas in here. Well, at least the chat's helping. Oh, Lilo vibrator. Jesus Christ! That's a Roger. That's cute. <laughs> Earrings. Music box. Stay away from gifts. I would enjoy more. Treat women like a cat, and they're all happy. Who's a ink? What is this anchor draw? I don't know who anchor draw. Never I, heard I, of that I, I've seen him all night. I don't know who he is. Yeah, a shout out. Welcome to PFA. Huh. If he's he so stuck I, around through the fail, though, he's pretty, he's a trooper. So I sent you a picture. I, I sent you a couple of pictures. I'll just end this since we've been talking about it. How old would you guess? I don't know if I told you, but how old do you guess my girlfriend is? You know, I I had a hard time with that, and you told me now, so I don't have to guess. But oh, I did tell you. Okay. Yeah, you told me, but I, I I thought she was younger than she was. Okay. I, I thought she looked young for her age. So uh, now sometimes pictures can be misleading. So I'd have to meet her in person, or maybe see a whole lot of different pictures. Because I've seen some before with with girls who like look way young for their age, and then I see like several other pictures, like oh no no no, they look their age. Like I so. But but the ones I've seen, she she looks young for her age. Okay. So that's uh, that's good, and it you know especially the only time you I, I think you should want a girl to look old for her age is if she's way younger than you. But like, uh, what's his last name again? The the subway guy? No, Jared Fogle. Yeah, he, yeah, he, like he, his he, kind of girls. No, but I don't think I don't think he wanted them to look for old. Though. I think oh, it would have ruined it yeah. for him. I think he wanted them to look their age. In fact, he said the younger the better. See, he probably wanted the sixteen-year-old who looks thirteen. Yeah. Karaoke, a lot of good ideas here. Huh? Put something. Well, karaoke together. has that a gift though. That's like an activity. No, oh, I mean just like a fun thing to do for her birthday. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. 
I guess that I've always been bad with Chris. Every girlfriend I've ever had, I usually ask, like, what do you need? What do you want? Yeah, yeah, I've done that too. If I pick something out, I don't think they're going to like it, or I'll get them something worthless, worthless, and they'll say they like it just to be nice. Yeah, I've uh, I've worried about that too. I've I've had that exact same. uh, We're a lot. You know, it's amazing. We are actually a lot alike in a lot of ways, but very different in a lot of ways. Yeah, I've noticed that too. I've noticed that too. See, right there. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) So, anyway, yeah, we will not be delaying. We'll be here next Tuesday. Uh, there's going to be no one in the condo. Fuck that condo, Druff. That's like a haunted place. It is. It is. I my dad just uh, yesterday, no matter what, I don't think I could ever live there again. You, you missed it. My, my idea was just to keep it, you know, as as a rental, you know, maybe when I'm, you know, who knows, but just maybe when I'm downsizing 30 years from now or 25 years from now, maybe I'll move in and retire there, but I fuck, I don't think so. A lot of bad shit's happened in that place. Yeah. I, it's just, especially <laughs> this year. This year's been very tough on that condo. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll tell you, 2008 wasn't no fucking joyride either. Yeah, that's true. I forgot right. about that shit. Yeah, that that is how the curse started, I think. I didn't. You know what? I didn't even associate that. But now, wow. Well, yeah, it. it uh, maybe it's every seconds. seven years. Maybe in 2022 <laughs> is going to be the next problem. Like every, every six years. Every seven years. Every seven. <laughs> every, yeah, right. every seven. Oh eight, fifteen, twenty-two, twenty-nine. Those are the years to watch years. out for. <laughs> oh God, God, so, unbelievable. Okay. Well, all right, listen, I will uh, thank you all for listening. I know it wasn't the greatest show, but, you know, we'll, we'll, tr- we'll keep trying, right? Yeah, yeah, there was some technical fail, but I'll uh, I'll work on it the upcoming week here. And uh, even if I don't have a new computer by the beginning of uh, the show next week, I, I have other computers I can use here. I just got to get things set up, and I'll do that before next week's show. So thank you for your patience, everybody. Thank you for listening. Hopefully you can. Can the one kid? Oh, uh, Trader Ski, uh, he kind of just disappeared. I don't think he's making much progress on a week-to-week basis, to be honest. I think, if anything, this week he's kind of... Uh, regressed. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, we'll try next week. He can come back. All right, All right good night, Brandon. Good night, you. Good night to listeners. Thank and you all for listening. Shalom. 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 <laughs>